tonight on 007. Where is this vagina? I need to see this vagina. <laughs> okay, Colin, do your turn, please. This is getting weird. No, you not call it macerating a horse. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. No, I've <laughs> This never happened to the other fellow. Underneath. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. That's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice trade. <laughs> Welcome back to Double Oz 7, a James Bond title sequence podcast. We have now transitioned into talking just about title sequences, and we're going to carry this on for the next six or seven years, uh, which is probably how long these rankings are going to take, because we're going to rank the title sequences, and we're aiming for the longest episode ever. I say that well, because yeah. we all we always say this shouldn't take long or you know famous last words <laughs> won't take long and it ends up being nine hours. So if I say longest episode ever, we'll be in and out of here in two and a half. Um, my name is Colin, and today I will be played by a cardboard cutout of Roger Moore. <laughs> and uh, my name is Noah, and this is the hottest show since Deborah Messing on Broadway. <laughs> Hey, you didn't see how good she was. Uh, and my name is Ben and a bit of bush, but actually, no, a lot of bush. Jesus, there's some more bush in all of these. Bit of nipple, uh, as you said back in the day. I, I honestly believe that all of us were going to have that as a quote. So I'm like, I'm going to forgo it because somebody else is going to take it. And I don't know who's going first. As soon as I knew first. I was last, I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to be like the repeat one. No one used it. Like, sweet. I'm, I'm winning here. Uh, I mean, we've ranked so many things up to this point. Of course, we've ranked the song, so we might as well rank the second half of that, which is the title sequences. In some cases, the better half, and in some cases, the worst half. Um, Definitely the better half, and we're going to be talking about one final Pierce Brosnan film, but uh, (laughs) stay tuned for that. Uh, Not nearly as Sorry, Colin, Colin, what what, what Uh, final Pierce Brosnan film was that? (laughs) Okay, sorry. That's right, Tomorrow Never Dies. (laughs) I wish. But uh, I I find this interesting because I thought this would have been a lot easier. And I know we we almost say this on every episode, you know, oh, my list ended up very differently than I thought. I think this is the most different my list has come out from what I thought. And part of it comes down to how I chose to watch this. I think, you know, it's, it's very easy to look at the new title sequences and just be blown away because of how technologically advanced they are compared to silhouettes in the early days. But I kind of chose to watch this in shifts, almost like the eras, you know, because I feel like the first six, the 60s sequences, they all have their own distinct feel. And then when you get into the 70s, they all kind of have their own feel. And then the 80s all feel the same. And then the Pierces and the Craigs all have their own feel. So I, I would kind of watch these and then I would take a break for a couple minutes and come back because I didn't want like one era to immediately be like, well, I prefer this over the other. And it drastically changed my rankings. Uh, I I think I'm going to have a good mix of everything in here without even intending for it to be. But uh, yeah, some of the title sequences, I think that I always loved maybe forcing myself to look at it objectively without 
thinking about the song in a lot of cases changed my opinion a little bit. And in other cases, I'm like, this title sequence, I never thought anything of it, but wow, we can really sit down and look at it. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah, the title sequences are interesting because I feel like uh, I like watching all of them, but there are so many bad title sequences as well. Like, uh, so even the bad ones, I enjoy watching. Like, I had fun going back and doing this. Uh, it wasn't a chore at all, but there are some thinkers. Uh, and this might be the only list that I've done that the Daniel Craig's uh, have a bit of preference to. Uh, but I agree with Colin that just because you have good graphics and good effects doesn't mean it's going to be a top one necessarily. Quantum is <laughs> um, But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun to go back to them, uh, but I kind of uh, made my list based on sort of three main factors, uh, which was A, how well does it work with the song? Does it tie well with the song? Because we saw that with Spectre and uh, Sunshine, Lollipops and Rainbows, uh, if you're a long-time listener of this show. Uh, but also, how well does it tie into the movie? So how well does it actually connect to the film that we're watching? Uh, and also just how awesome is it? Uh, that was a big factor too. But uh, yeah, the title sequences are a fun one because it's such a unique thing to Bond. Like when Bond started, maybe these title sequences were not that unique. Maybe older kind of films had these sort of intro sort of packages. Like it, it's not uncommon. You watch something like The Wizard of Oz or something, the end credits are so short because we had the credits at the beginning, right? Uh, but nowadays you don't see this thing at all. And I'm almost surprised that they did stick with the title sequences for so long as a tradition, because we know they basically dropped the ball on the gun barrel uh, in the 21st <laughs> century. But uh, I'm almost surprised that they have 25 films in stuck with the gum, uh, with the title sequence as a tradition and I love it. I love this tradition. It's so cool to go into the new film, even uh, No Time to Die, it's not gonna be my number one, but even recently we saw that and it was just so exciting to get these uh, title sequences coming up. Um, so it is a tradition in Bond history that they've stuck with all this time. And you even watch Dr. No to No Time to Die, even though they're radically different, there's still that similarity and that kind of constant uh that comes with them uh so this was really fun to revisit and it is such a tradition and even though there are some damn right crap ones it's so much fun to watch uh and is this our only list since maybe the villains that we've had every film represented because i feel like all of it's, our other lists, there was maybe one or two films that didn't get a, a shoe in, like Skyfall didn't have a Bond girl, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's the first, I mean, it's our second longest, because when I was trying to find, go through the different lists, like the villains, I think we had 27 on that list. Um, so I think this is the next lot. I mean, not including the movies, but obviously like we're ranking them as we go along. We're not doing just one episode on it. So no, I think you're right. Cause even the songs, we didn't do boom, ba -da boom, ba -da boom, ba -da boom, or like three blind mice. So yeah, um, so all the films are getting a look in here. Yeah. And the, but and the, also the thing is, it literally it's just 
every film there's not like oh three title sequences so octopussy um that we've got to choose between so and to be fair doctor no kind of does have three but we're not going to count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny when you say that about how they've kept it up because like it's even when you go and see the new james bond film like part of me always just thinks like oh they're going to scrap the title sequence like i'd be shitty i'd be probably shittier than they would if they when they scrapped the gun barrel like this to me is like no you have to have a title sequence but it's like it, it is a weird thing to think that they still do it's because yeah, you don't go watch like Ant-Man and the Wasp and see like Evangeline Lilly as a silhouette or something like that. Like, Naked Evangeline like, Lilly dancing in Volcano. I'd like to, uh, I wouldn't be opposed. Um, but do you remember when we saw Spectre, we almost, Spectre, Spectre, we almost thought that they weren't going to have one in that one. Like we mm. thought that at the time we, I remember we looked at each other and we thought it was just going to be a helicopter sort of thing. Yeah, and people walked out, remember? Remember as soon as Sam Smith started playing, like three people walked out? It's like, oh, no. Yeah, we left. <laughs> yeah, we, we were those three because we had that other person. Um, But it's the thing I think I found watching these is it's weird watching them in isolation because, you know, a lot of the time what makes them better or worse um, is the movie. And, like, it's kind of like it's, it's the intro, it's the lead into it. I mean, some of these I've ranked highly because the way they start, the way they connect into the movie – and then why they kind of then when they end and then lead into, you know, the movie, like Tomorrow Never Dies, directed by Roger Spottiswood. Cool. Um, it's just like, thanks for that. Um, whereas others like kind of just like lead straight into it. So, um, yeah. And but then on the flip side of that, there are definitely some by themselves. You're like, well, OK, this is just shit. Um, like, what's going on here? But, um, yeah, I think I agree. No, like I kind of rank them based on those. And, and I think, Colin, what you were saying about how, yeah, like the newer ones look flashier, the older ones. And I try to do that, but like, as with most of my lists, you know, you can tell there's a clear error of Bond that I prefer over others. I'm really excited to see how the hell Ben will find a way to defend License to Kill in this yes! episode. <laughs> well, when, um... I was watching, when I was watching that, I'm thinking like... Ben gonna find a way to twist this into somehow don't, being a top five. Don't don't joke. No, you put that out to the universe, ah. and I'm looking at this list. <laughs> but it's um, I think you know it's it, it's unique to because like some some of them I will defend a lot more just because like, and there are definitely some of my list where like I'm not a fan of the film, but the the title sequence are like, look, I'm gonna defend this because this title sequence is awesome. And then there's some that I'm a fan of the film and I'm not that big on the title sequence. So yeah, I like, I, I don't even want to hedge a bet on anybody's list today because I don't know if this is one that we've, I, I mean, if you should listen to me when I spoke, I, my number one, I did say in that movie, yep, this is my number one. This is easily my number one title sequence of all time. But other than that, I don't know if I remember you two ever like going like, Hey, like I fucking love no time to die so much it's my number like no it's oh this is the best trailer ever spec it's going to be the best movie of all time um so yeah i'm looking forward to this and getting back out as always you know um one of the things you said Noah, was about uh like the tradition of this and how it's never really changed and obviously technology technology changes and you know the graphics get better to a certain extent but how consistent this style has been from beginning till end is is really remarkable and and doing mm. just a bit of research you start to notice certain names come up i mean i think everybody already knows you know that maurice binder did the majority of the the classic bond movies you know everything up to license to kill in fact uh 14 out of those 16 movies were maurice binder 
everybody kind of knows Daniel Kleinman's name because he's done everything from GoldenEye to present except for Quantum of Solace. We have 25 movies. <laughs> well, we have 25 movies and eight of those were done by Daniel Kleinman, 14 by Maurice Binder, two by, what is it, Robert Brown, John, or something, and then one by MK12. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Brown. That's a busy man. <laughs> that, that, that's where he started. Um, but well, he got the portrait in no time to die. Not for being at work. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, we, we talk about, oh, there's only been so many bonds in this many years. You think about the screenwriters. I mean, obviously, you have, you know, consistent Purvis and Wade and... Um, um, the why well, I'm blanking on the guy's name now, or Richard Baymont Maybaum, who wrote so many of the classic movies, but like there was always extra people involved in there. When we're looking at title sequences, we're, we're looking at four people have done title sequences in 25 films, and only three of those people have done multiples, and only two of those people have done more than even two. Like it, it's crazy how consistent they've kept with this, and, and there's a lot of you know, um. I guess crew members and everything coming back. And as I said, writers over the years, but I mean, more than anything else, I think the most consistent they've kept, even just with the, the, the creative people involved has been with the title sequences. And I think that really shows not just in the style that, uh, you know, they, they kind of produce these, but even just in the, the, how much they want to keep the tradition, like, you know, this is one thing you don't change. You don't fire Maurice Binder. You don't fire Daniel Kleinman. If, unless it's just for one movie, apparently. You fire Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yes you, you fire Ben Waterloo oh, well you've tried can we <laughs> is, is that in the contract I don't know <laughs> uh, but I, I mean Ben uh, kind of made a, a good point I mean just on what you said Colin like that is kind of what I love about the Bond series is that even to this day like Michael G. Wilson like God damn, like he he's looking old in the premiere of No Time to Die. He's still in there. And like these films follow traditions, no matter how much we're kind of a bit sick of Purvis and Wade, like it is kind of cool that we follow this tradition of keeping these people in these roles. Um Roger Moore for 28 years. Hey. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is kind of cool. And it's weird to think this franchise is 60 years old this year and that these uh intros have kept so consistent and that has been so few people is not something you ever really think of um but also just on what ben said earlier is i literally have no idea what you guys think is the worst one or is the like and this is the first one we've kind of done that's not characters other than you two did like the pre-titles but this is kind of new ground for us we've not really done sort of non-character like we we really scraped the barrel on the characters there for a while um partly my fault but i i have no idea what you guys think like i'm sure we talked about it in those episodes but that was seven years ago like your opinion changes a lot in seven years and even today watching them my opinion changed in uh seven years uh in seven minutes whatever so i'm excited to see this uh and just a little fun sort of side note is that I I teach in Korea as an English teacher. I work with a lot of Korean co-workers. This afternoon, I was doing my list. I was watching them like Friday afternoon, like no work's getting done on Friday afternoon. 
a lot of naked silhouetted ladies in these intros. So, and and I sit directly next to the water cooler in my office. So I was watching these, and I had a Korean coworker walk past to fill up their water bottle right in Onomatsu's <laughs> secret service when there was about eight naked silhouetted ladies. <laughs> so, I don't know. They're if like, I'm that's the most action you've gotten in in months, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was fact, it was Colin's first time he ever saw a naked lady in the last 24 hours. So good yeah. job, Colin. Good I mean, it was giving me flashbacks to Ben when he kept uh, noticing the the nipples every time. But I know I noticed a lot in these these uh, oh, intros. But my boys yeah, are growing maybe, up. Maybe I, maybe, yeah, maybe I don't have a job come Monday. Uh, but it was well. well. You went out. You went out with a bang, literally. Um, yeah. Actually, it is when you watch these back to back because, like, I always my thing was always like, oh, you know, they've got the naked women, but you never see anything, right? Like that's the allure. Like, oh, maybe I saw something. Man. You see a lot. Uh, <laughs> who knew that Bond had so much nudity in it? But because um, I don't mean this in a perverted way, but do you not want to just see like the behind the scenes awkward yeah. footage of the naked lady who's dancing around in a goofy way on camera like i, I really just, don't mean that in a pervy way just like how awkward must it have been for that poor woman well, awkward just think- is actually that's noah's dancing it basically looks like one of those giant blow up things they put in front of like car dealerships like way the um it just it just reminds me like imagine it's like you were sitting there watching like i don't know a bond film with your mom and that time she just comes out oh no that was me <laughs> it's like, oh man, retired whenever he's hired. <laughs> it's um, because like literally at one point during one of these, times, do this, let's do that. And so, like, where are the naked ladies? Get them to, to constantly have them on that. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have much more to add in terms of what you guys just said. Um, they're laughing at me because my internet. Um, I talk about naked women. We're not even sure what you just said. <laughs> All we heard was, "There are the naked ladies. There are the naked ladies." <laughs> But there was nothing else. He just repeated that for the next 30 seconds. So we didn't miss anything. I was, I just, I, I went on the most racist, inappropriate rant I've ever been on ever. So well done. Uh, you're welcome. And it all made the episode because we're too lazy to edit. <laughs> yes. uh. But not lazy enough to put this in. Oh, good. Uh, you know, you talk about how there's like a lot of naked ladies. I think when you sit down and you watch these all in one shot, you start to tire of a lot of things, not necessarily naked ladies, but you start to tire of how many times they use a silhouetted gun and how many times you see cardboard cut out Roger Moore and things like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, uh, there, and then there's the some of the ones that I ranked. Flashbacks. Yeah, there's so many of the ones that I ranked because like there was, there was a good period of these where you just are literally watching like, oh my God, is this the same one we just got like the last film? Like 80s, yeah. early 80s particular doesn't really hold up too well. Yeah. And there's a period like, yeah, like it just, is this the same? Like, what are you doing there, Sheena? No wonder they try to make this a little bit different. Without Sheena, it was freaking Moonraker's opening titles. <laughs> well, uh, let's jump into the list here. Now we're going to go in groups of five to start with until we get to the top 10. So this is our bottom five here. We're basically kicking it off with. And one of the common things that I think came up on my list is, um, Noah, you talked about criterias. And for me, it didn't start as a criteria, but I started to really penalize sequences that to me look dated. Now, looking dated isn't necessarily, it doesn't come down to just an older movie because I feel like sometimes even the modern ones can just have a dated look to them. And my bottom, bottom one I think is the most guilty of just looking like 1983. 
Um, it also is the most guilty of being repetitive and you're literally seeing nothing new. It's everything that's been in a million title sequences before now. Uh, and it's also the start of, we're going to talk about what dates it, the beginning of the bad trend of laser projection that we get of just the, the, the rotating James Bond figure. Um, it gets, they, they improve with it, but I mean, this is definitely the worst that we're going to get a laser projection. Uh, and one of the things I think that dates this most is that when you have non-silhouetted shots, I think you need to obscure it in a certain way for it to look timeless. And we just have endless shots of women in 1983 makeup with no, you know, lighting effects or distortion or anything like that. Era. <laughs> they were silent I mean, yeah. in the opening of this con. I thought you would have liked them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my my very bottom will be Octopussy, uh, which I think I probably could have guessed that it would have been close to my very bottom because it Aww. is the most uninspired. Uh, <laughs> and along with um, another one that's going to come after this, my number 24, uh, Good show. also kind of has the dated look and great show uh, starring uh, Donald Sutherland's son, Kiefer. Oh, he's related, is he? <laughs> I heard that once upon a time. Wow. And they're Canadian, are they? Oh. I believe Donald so, along with... <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as just things where it's like, okay, now you're just repeating and it just, it feels like you're tired and you run out of ideas right before you start to get some ideas again. My number 24 is the man with the golden gun. Um, I, I kind of thought I'd have this a little bit higher, but watching Aww. this back to back with live and let die, it was literally just let's do live and let die credits, but Asian this time. And Aww. the biggest problem is that you have a song with the most energy ever. You know, you talked about how, um, it pairs with the song. You know, I'm not ranking this based on how good the song is, but how it pairs with the song is important. And this was just so mismatched. Like th- to me, this is almost like no time to die. When we said it feels like the credits don't belong with the song. Cause these credits are so slow moving. None of it matches the energy of the song. And the only part that really does, which is why I give it uh, a little bit of a nod over octopusy is where you have like the dancing over all those sparks that are going off in the background. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, feels yeah. like it, that feels like it belongs with the song. Nothing else of this feels like it belongs with the song. Uh, my number 23 uh, will be one that Ben's probably going to find a way to defend. Uh, three and a half minutes of Polaroids <laughs> license to kill. Now, incorporating the movie into it is something that I definitely based a lot of my rankings on. Who came up with the idea of incorporating the most irrelevant gadget as the primary focus of these credits, this is the equivalent if the GoldenEye credits were 50% about Q's sandwich. This is just a background gadget that has no relevance. And it is, again, a dated look because who uses Polaroids? <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I got so bored and I didn't come into this thinking license to kill me by my bottom. But then I watched him like, I don't want to see this camera anymore. Just stop with the camera. Um, it really is terrible. Uh, 22... Here's one that I thought I'd come in a little bit higher on because I'm a defender of the song and I'm also a defender of, I think this this gets unfairly criticized just because it tried something different that hasn't really been done since. Uh, the problem oh. with Fear Eyes Only is not Sheena Easton in it. It's how they use <laughs> Sheena Easton. But that's still not even the biggest problem with this. My criticism isn't even Sheena. Sheena, Sheena Easton's performance, it's too much just a performance. And... Some other, I'm going to mention one that's going to come up much later on, which is not even a performance, but the way that they incorporate and die another day. Sorry for anybody who has to hear this song. Yes, you die, 
I didn't have to do anything now. He's queuing it up. <laughs> I was hoping you would have played for your eyes only just to spite me, but no. Uh, wow. But, but, I'm teaching these two so well. They're just queuing the song up now. It's great. Next one is going to queue up his opinion on Tiffany Kate. And what was that again? <laughs> Tiffany Case is probably one of the strongest Bond girls. Oh, that's right. Uh, I yeah, knew I should have said she was... She's pretty good, yeah. I agree. If only I'd said she was pretty gay, this would have gone much more to my liking. You didn't, but this person did. <laughs> oh, <it's> pretty gay. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Pierce will have something to say very soon. I won't do no, it. Pierce up, is asleep today. <laughs> uh, but uh, the way they film is just straight performance. And again, this this comes down to like I was saying with the makeup with Octopussy and. In Die Another Day, the way they incorporate the flashback scenes, or I guess the the just, just the torture scenes, it's done in a creative way. And this is just Sheen Easton performing. And if you had jazzed it up a little bit, given it some effects to it, I think that I could have accepted more. The biggest problem with Fear Has Only Jesus is that outside of Sheena. Sheena? <laughs> <laughs> she looked pretty good. I just wanted to be like, da 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 da. <laughs> like a so nobody does. <laughs> Well, your eyes only. <laughs> but my biggest only complaint, <laughs> my biggest complaint with the Fear Eyes Only sequence is that you incorporate it's water, which makes sense. It, the water makes sense if Fear Eyes Only, but I swear they just feel bad. Baby, water. I'm a because I know you're not. <laughs> you don't need to read between the lines. <laughs> your eyes only. I, I thought Sheena was like tolerable, but I didn't realize she's so boring now. And I watched it. <laughs> she's not chatty enough. Come on, man. But all that Sheena. More jazz. Da, 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 da. <laughs> See, Sheena, but, but on Broadway. <laughs> Only for you. <laughs> Where's Jazzy Sheena Easton? Come on. <laughs> Jazzy Sheena is what we need. <laughs> is that the episode Louis title already? Armstrong. Five years earlier, Jesse, where's Jazzy Sheena? But my my original point, a little bit lost now, that that worse than non-Jazzy Sheena is the endless bath water in this. It's not even like they could have filmed an ocean. They literally poured a bath and just had somebody stir it up with their finger and film that. Um, my number 21, so the uh, last one on when I made this list, it actually was kind of in groupings originally, and I had my bottom five was easy. Uh, so the best of the bottom five, really only because it has, I, I guess it's well done for what it is, Quantum of Solace. Mm, well done. Um, <laughs> medium rare Quantum of Solace. <laughs> uh, Wait, Quantum of Solace 21? Too high. <laughs> it's not that, it's not that there's the sand, sure. Okay, great. You got sand. It's that it doesn't look like a Bond. And this was um, the one sequence that was done by MK12, uh, which uh, I I actually just learned. I mean, this is basically a graphic design company. They did one movie because Mark Mark Forrester had worked with them before. Yeah, (laughs) I actually found that uh, a great comic book uh, writer uh, and uh, designer, Matt Fraction, is is one of the founders of this company. So I'm like, oh, well, they got to be halfway decent. It's just... It is not Bond at all. It doesn't belong with the rest of these. One thing is not like the other. And it's exactly. And it's, it's quantum assault. It just, you, you brought these new people in and they didn't keep the tradition. I think so much of this is about, yeah, it still feels so classic. And this just feels like its own thing that doesn't belong with the rest of the list. 
If we had Jazzy Mark Forster, I think this would have been way better. <laughs> Jazzy Daniel Craig. Jazzy Sands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, do do I respond? Do I give mine? What, what I do think we, we do? don't respond because, I mean, we all, we all end up. We're all going to talk about it. Talk about them anyway. So, yeah. I mean, I will say that we do have a couple of matches in that five. Um, there's there's two matches here. Uh, there's some that I've brought up that you haven't brought up, and there's others that you brought up that I have put in there. Uh, so I guess I, I do my five, right? Yeah, I mean, the only yes. thing I'll say is... I just I don't want to comment on license to kill because whether I surprise you in one way or the other, we'll see. Joking when I brought up that thing about you defending it, I, that was a joke. I didn't think that was going to be real. I am a joke, Noah. I am a joke. Yeah, but if I was a jazzy joke, you'd like me better. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect and that's a, a bit fact. No, uh, uh, no, I I expected more of you, Roger Moore, more oh. error. Well, my 25, uh, Holland, ding, ding, ding. We have a message. <laughs> it's it's my little octopus. He, uh, this is so bad. Like, when I was re-watching this, I was laughing. Like, Roger Moore didn't even bother to show up for this one. <laughs> we get cardboard cutout, Roger Moore, popping up. Like, this is when they invented pop-ups of uh, people just jumping onto the screen of Roger Moore cardboard cutout. Uh, but not even Roger Moore. We're, we've got freaking figure skaters showing up, and not even not even hot figure skaters. These are middle-aged figure skaters. These are like Colin oh, Hill figure minute. skaters. <laughs> Me? Hot, like like. We don't want to watch people doing silhouette figure skating and like middle-aged figure skaters dancing around. Like we don't care about this. It's it's so bad. Like Roger Moore couldn't even be bothered to make an appearance. Like <laughs> this is this is the battle of the bonds. This is not making me excited. This made me want to show up to Never Say Never Again and see what Connery has to offer. Like well, that title sequence is worse. Come on, didn't even do was, one. But like. <laughs> Who decided, like, let's get old fucking freaking Torval and Dean in for this, like, like figure skating sequence? And they were doing like, jazz. Would it be better? Well, yeah, jazz hands. Like, at least get some hot figure skaters in. Come on. Uh, like, who was it that, uh, that said that Octopussy, the song, was, like, what your parents would listen to on, like, the late-night radio station? Like... The sequence is the same. This is what your parents would be watching, the figure skating, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I'm, I'm with Colin. My bottom is hand down. parents are watching the figure skating? Jesus. Well, not my parents. but Ben um, and I watch figure skating. Yeah. yeah. But when, when I say my parents, I mean my two gay dads, uh, Ben and <laughs> <laughs> They're good people, Sips by the way. orange juice. <laughs> 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 Uh, pretty gay <laughs> I'm not the one that saw Deborah messing on Broadway uh, <laughs> number... 
Why is this a thing? You leave me alone. She was great. That's not a thing because you saw Deborah Messing on Broadway. <laughs> You're just jealous that I saw Deborah Messing on Broadway. When I go see Daniel Craig <laughs> soon on Broadway, then you're not going to be laughing at me, are you? It's a just the joke. fact that you, you could have seen Daniel Craig, Matthew Broderick, or Deborah Messing, and the only one you're going to see is Deborah Messing. Okay, you, both of you come to New York and see the price differences between all three, and then you also probably see why it's Deborah oh, Messing. Uh, you, you could have skipped uh, Aha. Ben, I paid $12 uh, for Aha. Don't you talk about that. <laughs> me and Colin are, are gamefully employed, so we probably could <laughs> I just, I just want to point out, we're not even up to Living Daylights yet, but I paid $12 for AHA and then Duran Duran, they get to perform at Madison Square Garden. They're a little bit more popular than AHA, uh, but their tickets are like $90 for the cheapest ticket. So, you know, <laughs> got to splurge on Again, Duran Duran. Uh, I was the game for the employees, so we might go to Duran Duran. <laughs> I, I still, I'm still shocked that when you saw the AHA, uh-huh, you actually said it's a sellout. And I'm like, Oh, it's probably like some small venue, like where Kiefer played, you know, like Radio City Musical. Aha, like, uh-huh, sold at Radio City Musical. Now I know why. The tickets were cheaper than the water bottles you get there. Oh, I, when <laughs> we get to Living Daylights, I'll tell you that some fun stories about the crowd at the Living at the Aha concert. <laughs> uh, the end. Speaking of Aha, well, not yeah, but now my number no. twenty-four. Colin, no, 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 no. Uh, Colin, <laughs> you, you are. Uh, you were very kind on this sequence. My number 24 is Quantum of Solace. Uh, it's you having a stroke there. My 24 is He's testing your lip reading ability. <laughs> I'm going to be very kind on Daniel Craig compared to my normal lists. Normally, Daniel Craig stuff is quite low for me. Quantum of Solace is literally Daniel Craig walking through sand dunes and they're not even good sand dunes. You messed up sand dunes. Literally the easiest thing you could computer generate, you messed up. They, they Anakin got sand dunes in 2002 and you messed up sand dunes. How do you mess up sand dunes? Come on. Uh, they, they couldn't film real sand dunes? Uh, like... We talked about dated, and we'll get to the Pierce Brosnans because pretty much all four of them are pretty dated, and that doesn't mean I dislike them, but it's literally Daniel Craig shooting sand dunes. No, if Octopussy wasn't so bad, this would have been my last. 24, Quantum of Solace. Like, that film is terrible, and sand dunes. Uh, Number 23, uh, I was joking, Ben, but now I'm actually worried it's licensed to kill. Literally, I was joking because I don't see how anyone could possibly defend uh, Polaroid Kodiak cameras and girls in showers. Uh, Possibly the (laughs) least memorable one of all time, maybe. Um, My number 23. My number 22. uh, Well, Ben can give us lots of information on this. It's... They sold out uh, the living daylights. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've written notes for all of these. The only note I've written for the living daylights is girl in sun hat. And, <laughs> and glasses. Mums, mums wear sun hats. Bond girls <laughs> do not wear sun hats. Um, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> it's like Luke, I, do it. No, I don't care. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, license to kill living daylights. Like, yeah, the eighties are not good for the intros. Uh, I've already brought up three from the eighties, but girl in sun hat, that's all I've got to offer for the living daylights. Like very unmemorable. Um, and my number 21, I feel like Ben's going to bring this up and I'm shocked that Colin didn't bring this up, but I kind of have a soft spot for this one. So I kind of wish I'd put it higher, but it's Supergirl on a spinny disco ball. Like it's, it's Moonraker. Um, I kind of wish I brought Moonraker up later, but it is pretty bad. Uh, but I, I kind of like the Supergirls flying on the planets and the disco balls like there's something charming about that but i think moonraker is such a bonkers film that you could have went more bonkers with the intro it, it kind of doesn't match the film um but i do have a soft spot for moonraker but i think it probably belongs in my bottom five uh so yeah octopusy quantum Solace, license uh license to kill living daylights moonraker Oh, Jesus. And here I thought this list was going to be like, a, oh, is anything really going to be controversial because it's the title sequences? But I'm looking at my, my bottom five and your bottom fives and fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, no. Colin, do you have anything to say before I do mine? <laughs> None of us mentioned Die Another Day yet. <laughs> I'm very, very happy that this has not come up yet. So, yeah. Anyway, so Colin, my, yeah. my my only prediction of Ben's upcoming bottom five is it's going to be Dr. No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, <laughs> and You Only Live Twice, maybe? <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> oh. I will Dude. say shit. Um, oh, not, no. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. Um, <laughs> he hasn't even opened his mouth and he's already taken heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, this would be our least controversial list <laughs> it is our least controversial list let's just not include ben in the hour i swear you two just work together behind the scenes <laughs> um this is what this is what people who ranked anything i haven't said anything employed yet. people know better ben <laughs> um so my last place my last place i thought could have been a sweep um but i will say it's not and i'm slightly disappointed in one half of us um my number 25 is quantum of solace holy fuck balls like yes it is daniel craig walking through sand but like it's not like I'd rather be yeah. just walking through sand, looking around, not shooting at it. Like, what's it doing to you, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I've got Anakin to, like, shoot sand. Even Anakin doesn't shoot sand. He just puts up with it. Um, I hate like, it. You hate to what? I hate it. Oh, I hate it. I just <laughs> fell off your I wall. I hate all of it. <laughs> one of your posters just fell off your wall, I think, Noah, by the way, just in the background. <laughs> that was the sand. The posters <laughs> hate it too. <laughs> <laughs> They're committing suicide because sand's been mentioned. Um, but it's also like you guys talk about things being dated and, yeah, I I mean, there are definitely ones that look dated, but I don't necessarily hold that entirely against it. Okay, I'm going to get to a couple in a minute. I definitely hold it against it. But um, I think this looked dated the moment it came out because I remember in our episode, we did, this just looks like they've created it on like Windows 95. Like, <laughs> you know, GeoCities, you know, how to create a website. <laughs> like, in like, this is 2008. This wasn't even, you know, like, 
the Pierce Brosnan's look a bit that way sometimes, but at least you can kind of like, oh, the 90s. Whereas this is like, no, this is 2000. Iron Man came out this year. Like, I mean, it's Literally kind of... the From Russia With Love video, video game looks better <laughs> than this one. Like, say what you will about, you know, the surfing sequence in this film. Like, like, look at any movie from 2002 and it looks that crap. So, like, it's kind of, it's, it's, that was just the time. That was a special effects. Whereas this, no, like, I can't excuse it. It's terrible. And again, the song, better than the, the song, the song doesn't do it justice either. So, there you go. Um, number 24, great show. Listen to it on the Oz Network. Um, I'm surprised that this came up from either of you because um, I thought that both of you would defend anything around this film because I don't like it. Moonraker, it's, I'm kind of with you, Noah. Like I want it to almost just be like a Star Wars or something. Just like it is such a stupid film that you kind of expect it to have just over the top shit and I'd probably rank it higher then. Because I'm like, okay, well, at least they, you know, relate to the film. But why have you got this woman just floating over space? And like the one bit you only see is space. It's there. And like, even the way that it starts, like it's kind of like freezes and goes quiet, like with the circus. And then it's, it doesn't even have like an epic start Moonraker. It just starts off with that. It doesn't start like, 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 you know, on a magic secret service or something. So it's just kind of like, okay, sure. Um, but no Moonraker. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Um, <laughs> Is Noah even listening? He's like walked off. I don't know if I need to wait to get his reaction to this because I'm about to get bagged out. Um, I'm just saying it straight away. From Russia with Love. I'm sorry. It's boring. Oh, come it's- on. <laughs> it is a woman with a belly moving and they just project things onto it. Like you talk about dated. It's like it. This, to me, the 60s sequences are, you know, a product of their time. But there are ones in the 60s which will make my top 10. <laughs> Which I will probably surprise both of you, which ones from the sixties make my top 10, but like, I just, I just get bored in this. And like, I wish they used the Matt Munro like version, not the instrumental because that just makes it even more boring. And I don't know, like it's just move the camera up a little bit or move the camera down a little bit. This woman doesn't have a nice stomach. Like, it's just, <laughs> No, no, just not a fan, which leads me into the next one and be it bag me out even more. Number 22 Goldfinger. I just don't, like how they just show the movie. Like I just, I'm not a fan. Like the whole thing in any of these title sequences, when you're going to show clips, it's very hit and miss. And some I will bag out for some I will praise for, but like, this is just, it's lazy. It's I'm, I know it was like 1964. They can't do much better than this, but like, it's just like, Oh, I've got a hand. It's a bit gold. And this is what you're going to see in the movie tonight. Kids. It's like, yes, I paid entry. You're ruining it. I saw the trailer. Like, it's just, it's silly. So, no, not a fan of Goldfinger. I'm sorry. Uh, and number 21, I honestly thought I was going to rank this lower, but I'm surprised I ended up at 21. It's already been brought up by one of us. Um, what is Sheena Easton doing in this title sequence? <laughs> like, just what are you doing, Sheena? Like, like again, I almost expect this to be Madonna. Like, she's like, I'm Madonna. I'm going to be in the opening. Like, is Sheena Easton that much of a diva that she's just literally gone, I will only do the Bond theme if I'm in the opening titles. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like, of all the people that they use in the opening title, like even Shirley Bassey deserved to be in an opening t- sequence, not Sheena Easton. Um, <laughs> every time I hear her name, it just reminds me of Noah calling her 
a rude word in that episode for like five minutes. But um, but even outside of Sheena, like this, like, I only remember it for Sheena. Like even watching it last night, I'm like, God, this just it's just people doing shit and round crap, and then oh, there's Sheena again. Like it's just you're so distracted by Sheena that you don't really pay much attention to it. So um, yeah, have at me. Go on. My only response before I move on to the, the next five is uh, slight defense of Quantum Solace. And again, I say slight because, as I said, as soon as I made this list, I'm like, well, I know what my bottom five is going to be. Uh, I think that the editing and the timing of the Quantum Solace sequence, it matches the song a lot better than some of the other ones I said, you know, where like Man with the Golden Gun, where it's just, you know, okay, we, you just did a sequence and then you paired it with a song that doesn't work at all. Um, and then let's also just have it on record that Ben apparently just likes Polaroid cameras more than very cleverly placed projection uh, and oh, very innovative. So clever. It, it, we'll get to it when we talk about these movies, because uh, most of my notes specifically about those sequences are, wow, look at how they placed this and look at how this, this played out. Um, Polaroid cameras, apparently better. Yeah, I, I, I'm like... I'll just say this right now. License kill is not going to be as high up as I'm making it out to be. But oh, at the end of the God. day, um, there's you're overselling the Polaroids. Come on. It's in it twice. So move on. No, it is definitely not twice. <laughs> the, the thing is, I thought I was going to be controversial with Goldfinger because I agree with Ben on the whole spoiler front, but Goldfinger is nowhere near licensed kill is for me. Like, come on. Well, it is for me. So move on. <laughs> Get some jazz into right. your life. <laughs> um, it, so ones we have off the board are officially Quantum of Solace. That's it, right? Uh, yes, the only one. It doesn't put Octopussy or Lawson to kill up. <laughs> Come on, Octopussy. <laughs> that sounds like um, a movie I'd watch. Um. <laughs> Number five, Octopussy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but actually, we're about to take another one off the board because my number 20 is Moonraker. Uh, it's barely higher than you guys have it. Uh, I think the biggest problem with this is that, again, it doesn't fit the song. It, and I actually, I'm not saying that I wanted the main Bond theme to be the disco version of Moonraker. But if you have the disco version of Moonraker, it fits these credits more. Jazz uh, version. You have, you have ridiculous <laughs> things. Yeah, the Where jazz version. you? Why do you hide? Where is the moonraker in your life? Just like the moonraker goes, such off his song. Sorry. <laughs> That's quite good. <laughs> Shall I keep going? That was audition for Bond like, 26. Just, just do, your, do your rankings in jazz from now on. Number 20 will be. <laughs> ben, you really are an idiot. I don't know you. Edit point. Yeah. I want to wake up. Yes, I know. <laughs> but yeah, like we have analyze this. We we have the weird light up Supergirl. We have somebody sitting on a disco ball. Like this stuff makes sense with the disco theme. It doesn't make sense with the 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 dreary Shirley Bassey version we have. Uh, I think this would be a lot better if you had a crazier song to go with some of the crazy stuff in these credits, but the credits aren't even that crazy. Like I think Noah, you're the one who said like they should have gone weirder with this. Uh, really it's unfortunate that the best part of this is the opening with the spinning bodies and the whole circus thing. And then it's sort of all downhill from there. Uh, my number 19, let's, let's talk about dated. Uh, I thought that I was going to rank this a lot higher but Tomorrow Never Dies, wow, oh. it does not oh, hold wow. up well. Wow. 
these graphics are awful. And along with why do we have a Polaroid camera, what is with the microchips that is the primary focus of these titles? Like, I don't remember much about microchips in this movie. This isn't a view to a kill. Uh, so you have a couple of shots every once in a while where like a screen comes over somebody's face and they change from a microchip to a person. Okay, so I get you're connecting the dots that he has a TV network, but like, I wanted like opening credits that has like newsprint and and satellites and stuff like that. And maybe in a boat, but like they decided we're going to focus on a microchip. And seriously, I think that of all the dated CGI graphics that we're going to get from GoldenEye to present, this looks, arguably looks worse than Quantum of Solace. Um, but mm. it's slightly better only because I feel like it, it's, it's consistent in what it's doing. But it looks so 1997. And you're shaking your head. But like, I'm actually shocked that this isn't going to be something everybody's agreeing on and how terrible Tomorrow Never Die holds up. Um, 18. Something that... Paul is, Colin's legitimately disgusted. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I, I pause because no, Noah was laughing and I'm, I'm trying to figure Whoa. out whether he's laughing in agreement or laughing because we're oh, going to have a match or something. It's not coming up for a while for me, I will say oh, that. Really? All right, so I'm the only one who I'm hates proud of you, never dies. It's not coming up for a while for me either, just as well, but wow. I mean, there uh, are Brosnans coming up for me soon, but not tomorrow never dies. I'm very shocked that Noah's in green to that. I thought Noah was on Colin's bandwagon saying they were all, like, not very good. Uh, 18, uh, I think we're finally in the groupings where it starts to get slightly better, and I, I sort of like what they're doing. No Time to Die, we went through all the criticisms already. The problem with this is more that it doesn't fit the song. Um, and it's one of the ones on here that would go into that category of the song with these titles probably is worse for it. A different song would have fit this better. But the biggest problem I'll stand by, as I said all the way back in our first review, is that it just feels like they had three different people designing three different title sequences. And they said, let's edit all three together. And there's no, no proper transition. We always have a lot of weird things going on in Bond title sequences. You know, Skyfall is an example. We're going to go from the sinking underwater to the graveyard, to the, the people, you know, in the shadows. And they find a way to seamlessly blend those three themes together. And no time to die. There's no seamless blending. It's just three different sequences pieced together in a sloppy way. Uh, 17, uh, I have one that I actually, I, I, I don't know whether this can be controversial or not. Uh, my reasoning for this isn't what I thought I would have criticized for, and that's You Only Live Twice. I think the You Only Live Twice, it's, it's okay because the volcano footage we get looks fantastic, but same as that, th this is something else that like she needs to needs to be jazzed up a little bit. Let's jazz up a volcano, <laughs> but it's yes, just, they, <laughs> but they, all they did, all they did was take <laughs> volcano footage and then put the text over top of it. And that's the problem. The volcano footage, the <laughs> blowing <laughs> inflatable person. <laughs> Ben's doing the disco ball dance right now for Moonraker. <laughs> But it's it, <laughs> really when you video look, of this show. Uh, but really when you look at you only live twice, it's just volcano footage with text and a logo over top over and over again. There's not enough variety to what you get, and there's not enough of an effect to it. 
Uh, it's probably Maurice Binder's, uh, and not his worst, but it's maybe his laziest uh, effects that he did. They spent all their budget on filming a volcano sequence, which again, I mean, it ties into a volcano in this movie, but we never see a volcano eruption. So you kind of have to question that, but the volcano footage does look great. And I've never seen an octopus inspector, like a giant one wrapping around Bond. And so I hope you take away that from Spectre when you eventually get to it. But it's jazzed up. It's a jazzy octopus. <laughs> That's a very gay and octopus. It, does, it even does the inflatable dance. That's such what it is, an octopus dance. Solid point, Colin. Well done. You win that one. Well done. Uh, and then here's another one that I'm sure that um, uh, at least one person is going to be offended with. Uh, the world is not enough. I thought that this would be at least a top 10 one for me. But again, the graphics just look so bad. And this is the unfortunate thing of when you're going to transition into doing CGI for these, you got to make sure it's timeless. And that's the, the ones, the classic ones that I have on my list that I feel like hold up the best are the ones where, yes, you're using 1960s or 1970s technology, but it still looks good because if somebody were to use the same technology today, it wouldn't look any better or worse. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies and World is Not Enough. It just looks like the time period is made and it looks like it's made on Windows 95. So same complaints from Quantum of Solace and Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, and the other thing that I really didn't like about World is Not Enough on this viewing, I like the whole oil thing that they have, the, the silhouetted oil. But whenever they show the world, like all these globes, it's just like, it looks like a screensaver from 1999 where all of a sudden all these little balls just start floating around on the screen synchronized. Oh, I miss the those. globes. The globes killed what I think otherwise could have been a top 10 sequence. Yeah, the Oscars are better. Nobody got punched in the world's not enough. <laughs> it was a slap, whatever called get with the times. <laughs> Which one did get slapped? <laughs> no, she would be the slappy. I just got the one complaint I have, well, the few complaints I have about the Will Smith slap to date this episode, but like. He took away from Judy Dench's thing. Like, could you imagine if that was Judy Dench? You walked on stage and did that. We would love that. <laughs> Do not mention my wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got some crossover and some not crossover. Um, I just want to say I'm shocked that no one's brought up Dr. No so far. And I love that. But I, I thought Dr. No was going to be at the bottom. But I mean, there's no super hot takes for me there, I think. I like, honestly, I remembered at least one of you talking about how you didn't like Tomorrow Never Dies and World Is Not Enough and calling them dated. And I thought it was both of you. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that this might be the very first time, except for that time that Colin ranked Die Another Day at number one with Miranda Frost. Um, that Die Another Day is not going to be the lowest Pierce Brosnan on everybody's list. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, interesting ones there, I've got to say. I don't I don't agree with the, the datedness in terms of being worse in Quantum, but I'll talk about them later. Well, my number 20, I am flabbergasted that I'm the first to bring this up. <laughs> like, come on, how high is this going to be? It's a view to a kill. Um... Did did they just invent neon uh, paint in 1985? Like, uh, like, oh my god! The scene of the girl skiing might be the single worst shot in a Bond uh, title sequence where she's skiing on spot like this, and like I I want to know the direction of like 
oh yeah, just pretend that you're skiing down a hill and we've got this girl on spot skiing back and forth. Oh, has this like thing this against and... winter sports. He doesn't like figure skating. He doesn't like skiing. Colin wants more jazz. Um... <laughs> and, and one of my uh, pet peeves of uh, a Bond intro is when the intro literally matches the Oh, I love lyrics. that. I hate that. And when the lyrics literally match the what we're seeing on screen, dance into the fire, and we get a, a naked lady dancing in the fire, I'm out. Like, oh, I thought on. you meant. I, I thought I thought you meant when they do like they put like a view to a kill matches up with like Duran Duran singing. That's what I like. I know what you're talking I mean, about. Now. I've got no. I've got no opinion on that for good or for bad. Uh, <laughs> But, but but when the lyrics match what the naked ladies are doing on screen, I don't want to see a Ooh. lady dancing into the fire when they say dance into the fire. Oh, no, she on. wants to see a burn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to say see burned naked ladies. Come on. Um, <laughs> I was saying boo earns. And also Colin's muted, so we can't hear himself laughing. So let's add a Colin laugh track right now. There you go, Colin. You thought it was funny. I agree. <laughs> uh, Colin <laughs> laughing Call them laughing at naked burning ladies again. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the neon paint and the skiing and the dancing into the fire, I'm actually shocked it's not been brought up yet. Like, I almost had it lower. I only put it up this high as a novelty. <laughs> I have honestly nothing good to say no, about it. I thought it was no, just kind of funny. <laughs> I thought I would put it the highest and it would be like, aha, view to a kill 20. Apparently not. Uh-huh. Uh, Colin and Ben like burning naked ladies on skiing. Um, yeah, well, you don't. What's wrong with you? We've all got our fetishes. We've all got our fetishes. Um, you don't watch the Winter Olympics like we do. No. Number 19, I'm shocked that I've got the highest because I think I'm the most critical on is for your eyes only. Like, piss off, Sheena. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We did not need the Sheena Easton into the into the intro like i mean we didn't need any of the singers but we especially did not need sheeta east and i feel like it's distracting from like how crap it is but it does let it stand apart from the other roger moore ones which are pretty bad uh so that's why it went this high for me because it does stand apart but like piss off sheeta um but I'm a sucker for underwater swimming in my Bond intros, and you'll see that in my top 10. So uh, that does save it a little bit. But, yeah, like, why, who, who decided to get... I feel like John Glenn was sleeping with Sheena Easton or something like that. Um, and oh, do not controversial. <laughs> John <laughs> Glenn just got me too. <laughs> don't sue us, the, the John Glenn. Well, uh, how do you know Sheena Easton didn't get me too yeah, Touche. Equal opportunity accusations. She's an open book. Oh, don't start this again. No, we get it. You called her the S word during that episode. We're we're progressed (laughs) in 2022. All right. uh, Number 18, Ben. It's here. You can play the clip if you want. Rather you don't. uh, Let's die another day. Oh, even Colin's shocked at it. Look at that. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, the dancing ladies are so cringy. I don't care. Like Colin was talking about tomorrow never dies being dated. I don't agree with him. 
the the dancing spark girls are so cringy. Like this is not Bond. This is a late night crappy O bar, which like get it's a very very uh very niche uh, reference there to people who live in Hobart, but uh, I don't get Tomorrow Never Dies being dated. These dancing spark ladies are very dated, and I'm sorry. I get the the plot line being involved with the thing. I get that. But the slow-mo torture thing just looks so crappy and so out of place. Uh, so the, the dancing spark girls are cringy. It, it matches with the song, but not in a good way. And then the slow-mo is so cringy to me. So uh, it's not going to be bottom, die another day like die another day normally is. I won't give it that. It has some things going for it. But I think being a part of the plot doesn't save this intro. Like, that's a BS argument. Like, oh, it serves a part of the plot because Bond gets tortured. Like, that, that is not saving this intro. It looks so crappy with the girls... <laughs> dancing around with the sparks like uh, would it have been uh, better no. if they were jazzy like if that was jazz if they were jazzy maybe top 12 but i'm Slow actually down, kind of, I, i'm kind of annoyed that i another day is going to be as high as it is and i kind of regret not putting it lower now that i talk about it because bong getting tortured as a part of a plot shouldn't be enough to save this it looks crap it really does also got, i remember you and Madonna's a part of this opening sequence. So you two ranking it not at the bottom. You're technically ranking Madonna high. So good for you, but good for both of you. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, even if you take Madonna out of this, like if you just watch this in silence, it looks crap. And I actually regret not putting it in my bottom five now that I'm talking about it because the, the girl no spinning around you. <laughs> I mean, could I? I, I probably would. No, the law's uh, a law. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm talking myself out of this ranking for 18. Like, Dino, they should be lower, actually, now that I talk about it. I think it looks like shit. Uh, number 17. Uh, I agree, Colin. Uh, World is not enough. Uh, I think you put that up, right? Yeah, it looks so dated. And I'm not holding dated against any of these because some of them have aged uh, because they were from an era. But it looks dated, as Colin said, like a Windows sort of screensaver. It looks so crap. All I've written in my notes is weird neon oil colours and oil babes. Like, it just does not look good at all. Uh, so I'm not holding dated against any of these intros, but it does not hold up in any way, shape, or form. So World is Not Enough for me is 17. And number 16, Ben will be happy. It's from Russia with love. Uh too low for where Ben put it, but Ben Ben is completely underselling this. Like, oh, it was just a girl belly dancing. Like, this is sort of the birth of the opening sequence, title sequence. Like, I love Dr. No, but this is kind of the beginning of the title sequence. And, yeah, I agree, put the Matt Monroe in there, but, like, the projection, like, for the time, like, this is unique, and you're not seeing any of this sort of thing in 1963. Like, this is groundbreaking, and it still looks great. Like it holds up and it fits the film so well. So yeah, it's not a top 10 for me, but you've got to give some props to From Russia With Love. Um, all I'll say is that two of your ones that you just put up, I'm not talking about for a very long time. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
Nothing else to add. Nope. Colin, except that. Oh, nope. Uh, I, I, I'm actually just kind of shocked that Man with a Golden Gun hasn't come up for anybody else yet because I watched it oh. like this is so uninspired and so dull. I love how like we've all got ones already that we're just like, oh, you've got that so low. Oh, how have you got that so high? Like it's it's very over the place. I like Man with the Golden Gun intro. Come on. All right, I'm going to put one up that you two put up last and i'm putting this at 20th octopussy um like it's just like i think was it colin or was was clearly one of you two on the episode where you're bagging out lasers like i've got this thing that you both don't like the 80s (laughs) whereas i'm kind of the opposite like i i think if i rank the errors the more more errors of title sequences i kind of like the 80s because it just they're just very 80s. I swear they, they're the ones that scream the most that era. And there's just something about lazy woman laying on the side, seductively looking to the camera as a laser octopus goes over a naked body, going like, mm, look at me, I've got a laser octopus on me. Yeah, do you want it? Um, and it's just the thing that I put these like higher than the other ones is, again, I, I, also, I often rank things on like, I remember it. And like, I don't really remember Octopussy as a movie. But like, there's something about this opening sequence, and I hate the song. But there's just something about it. He's kind of like the midnight movie your parents are watching on a Saturday. But like that to me almost makes it just like, oh, look at it. Look at these just weird women and lasers, and just it's so eighties. And the figure skating. Oh, look, I'm I, I like my winter sports. So you know, like, what can I say? Um, Nineteen. Oh God, this hasn't come up yet, and fuck me, I'm gonna get ripped in by one of them. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, screw it. Let's get it on with. Uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the thing, again, it's a Goldfinger thing. Like, it starts off great. Like, it, like if they had kept up the beginning of it and not then put like, hey, remember these movies? Like, I would put this so much higher. Like, keep with the tradition of what you're doing because it works with the music. It looks unique. It fits in with the way the music's playing and it adds to the theme. As Catherine Kim would say, it tunes with the theme. Like, it looks really good. But then it just becomes so shit when you just start showing clips of the previous movies. That's what makes it so low to me. I'm like, oh, you had it. You you nailed the landing. This would almost be a top 10 if it wasn't for them showing the clips. And that annoys me. I hate it when they start showing the clips. So that's why that's so low for me. Um, 18, uh, Colin's already brought it up. Um, and I thought, I thought for all of us, this would be quite low. So no, I'm kind of surprised you haven't brought it up. You only live twice. Uh, I just remember the stock footage of the volcanoes. We're all bagging it out. Like, again, it looks cool. It It's great. But it just, after about three of them, like we get it. There's a volcano. There's a volcano. I understand it. But like in a weird way, like it, it fits very well with the song. Like, cause I love how you've kind of got like seductive looking Japanese women with like their fans. And also like, one thing I didn't mention about Quantum Solace that I hate as well is the font. The font annoys me. That looks like a very like Wingding style font, right? Whereas I love the font of You Only Live Twice because it looks very oriental and the way it kind of like connects with the theme. And like it just, it all ties in very well. So that's why it goes a little bit higher than I thought I would put um, You Only Live Twice. Um, all right. Number 17, License to Kill. Um, it's. Oh, oh my God. You two are so overselling 17. the use of the cameras, but. The thing oh, no, no, license- I, I did some math. I rewatched it. <laughs> Here he goes, Mr. Technical. Um, but like, it's just the thing I, I would defend pretty much all of license. Kill. I mean, oh God, I'm rewatching this just as a song. I just want to crank this up. Fuck. I love the song, but it's just, 
there's just something about the titles that doesn't work with the song. Like when we get to some of these other eighties ones that have already been brought up, at least like some of the real cheesy 80s stuff that you see in say like a view to a kill or living daylights, it just works with the song. There's just something about this that it kind of starts off good, but I almost feel like I want to see Gladys Knight in the opening. I feel like if Gladys is in this opening, it would be better than Sheena's opening. Cause like you just kind of want to see Gladys Maybe, Knight yeah. bumping out the tune and just like but, getting all in. Can you defend why it's 17 though? I feel like <laughs> a lot of it comes down to, when I'm like watching them, I'm like got my rolling list. And again, a lot of it comes down to just, I like the other, what, eight below it worse. Like, cause to me, I can find more things. Whereas like this kind of will just fall into a period where it's like, okay, I don't really like it. There's not something I'm going to sit here and defend it with, but like, I like it better than I like you only live Is twice. That, or like, are you just being a license to kill asshole? Well, that too. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, I'm a defender of some of the, like there's going to be one coming up soon, which I defend that movie to death, but it's not going to be as high as maybe you think it's going to be. For me. Is this the yeah. lowest Ben's ever ranked license to kill though in his defense? Probably. 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 Maybe. Um, but I don't know. There's just, there's just something with it that like, I feel could be better. It doesn't work with the song, which, and I love the song. Um, and at number 16, He's going to make Colin slightly happy because he had this at 24th. Uh, Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, um, I think the, the fun thing about Man with the Golden Gun, though, is kind of like the, the dancing bit. But, like, I just, so, like, oh, you talk about how you don't like literal lyrics, like dancing into the fire and faces from our past haunt us. Like, well, yeah, we're going to get to that. But, like, I kind of just like the literal aspect of, like, this is a movie called The Man with the Golden Gun. So, hey, there's a golden gun, basically. Every, you know what you're getting. Like, hey, Literally every gun. shot. Way more than the camera. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. But, like, again, it works. I think it works with the song, um, even though it's, it's like it could have gone better, could have gone more whack job. Um, but there's just something about it. Like, in Man with a Golden Gun is just literally a film that I just, I always want to defend. I never want to be mean to the Man with the Golden Gun because it needs more love. The Man with the Golden Gun needs more love. And I don't think the, I don't, it's not the 24th, definitely not, but it's not a top 15. So it's, it's, it's in that bottom 10 period, but it's still better than 24th. So screw you, Colin. Um, I, I, I completely agree. Man with the Golden Gun needs more love, but uh, it won't be getting it from me for the, the title sequence. Uh, also, just on the note of we're overselling the camera's presence in the opening credits. I rewatched it. We're looking at approximately 45 seconds of the opening credits features either a camera or Polaroid pictures. And this is a sequence that's under three minutes. So we're at almost 25% of that title sequence is just about Polaroid cameras. And that is a gadget that has nothing to do with the movie. If you had cues, if you had cues sandwich in 25% of the golden eye titles, well, guaranteed it would be close to the bottom. Well, I, I really want you to, when you rank Goldfinger to really, you know, class it down for the use of hands because seriously the gadgets of hands really weren't that you know you oversold. see hands in almost 100 percent of the scenes of goldfinger <laughs> well if and you want to be technical colin you see cameras in 100 percent of license to kill because they filmed them on cameras owned you don't see cameras when you film you realize that right <laughs> without cameras you wouldn't have seen the movie and that's a bad fact <laughs> All right. Um, without Sheena Easton, you wouldn't have heard any part of that song. So I guess Sheena belonged, right? Sheena <laughs> always belongs. Just needs more jazz. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, let's just hold off on you know counting down our whole list before we get to the top ten because that's when we're gonna switch to one at a time. Thanks, uh, Dad. Into the top fifteen now. Uh, <laughs> I am 
going to agree with Noah here, uh, and it's really not that much higher on my list, I don't think, but uh, A View to a Kill. Oh. Uh, I will say I like the idea behind this, but it is poorly executed. The idea of using the black light and the color is a brilliant idea. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily feel dated the way I thought. I think that I, I was surprised with some of these 80 sequences that I'm like, this should look dated because this is clearly a 1985 thing, like the makeup and the hair and everything, but it looks good. But the problem is, is that everything is still too dark. I feel like the color should be more colorful. I feel like you should do more of this black light in oh. the opening credits. It is so dark that, that you, you can't really appreciate how colorful some of those elements are. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. The skiing, you know, it's, it's, it's all right. It's a little bit crazy. Uh, so I kind of like that. Um, I, I don't think this is bad. <laughs> is, that, is that skiing or are you dancing? Jazz dancing? I'm doing both. That was, I'm skiing. That was the jazz jazziest dancing. skiing I've ever seen. <laughs> Dance into the fire. <laughs> and I kind of like the fire. I mean, I wish it came. Yeah, I'll wow. agree with you, Noah. I wish that it came up with a different point. It is very like shards of glass from my past, uh, a little too literal at that moment, but it is a cool effect. So I like the way it looks. Uh, my number 14, I'm also going to agree that this deserves way more love than Ben's giving it credit for because it was such an innovative idea uh, from Russia with love's projection. It's done much better in Goldfinger, but it's still such a unique idea for the time period it's made in. And Sure, it might look a little bit dated. I think that the, my main note that I made here is just how great the projection is, but it does look dated. So I'll give it uh, a, a bit of a, uh, a knock against it for that. But this is such a great idea. And I, I think the one thing I'll disagree is that I think that this works better with the instrumental version, particularly when it gets to like the, the, the gypsy dancing that we see. I can't see that working with Matt Monroe. And I, I'm all for credits that actually have a bit of energy because you do have a lot that sort of the bond theme that, that everybody's used to is slower songs. So when you have a song that has a little bit of energy and you have credits that have a little bit of energy, I like that, but uh, definitely better than Ben's giving it credit for uh, my number 13, definitely better than Noah gave it credit for. And Ben's going to be shocked that I still have this on the board, the living daylights. Uh, I what? didn't, no. I didn't think much of this until I just watched it isolated on its own. And I think the fact that, as I said, I kind of watched these in the eras, it was following so many inferior ones from Russia with, or sorry, for your eyes only, um, Octopussy, A View to a Kill. And then suddenly you have this, and I know License Kill was going to come after this. This is arguably the best title sequence of the 80s, in my opinion. Uh, and there's not a lot of good in the 80s, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and yes, the, the look and the style definitely looks a little bit too 80s, but something about this works. And I can't even quite put my finger on what I sort of liked about this. One thing that uh -huh. I did note that I liked, it, it's got to be aha, uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that you can barely tell that they're pronouncing this in English, that, that's what sells us. Uh, but it's, um, it's a little subtle thing that I really liked in this, and, and it's partly because I grew so tired of just random shots of silhouetted guns and silhouetted guns and more silhouetted guns that when you actually had the gun fire, you repeatedly see gun firing in this opening credits. You'll see the smoke coming out of the gun. You see the, the, the flash. And it's just something I don't think they hadn't done up until this point. And I actually, oh. I really love the fact that if you actually count the amount of times the guns fired in this movie, it's probably more than Timothy Dalton actually fires a gun in the oh, movie. Oh, here it is. <laughs> so the, the, 
the 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 dangerous Bond with the lowest kill count oh, ever. I think he's the is. most dangerous. His gun is so uh, in on the math. Like he's been counting everything. Like the exactly out of guns, <laughs> the cameras. Like if only he was doing that when we were doing the kiss kiss bang bang count, we might have been more accurate. How many kids he's had? How many times he's done it? He's well, good at math. I, you you got to task me with counting the nipples. Yeah, Maybe I'll come back with a, a good number. But uh, but yeah, I, I I sort of like the the gun firing, and I like the look of the these titles. Uh, my number twelve. I, I'm sort of in the middle here uh, on a Majesty's Secret Service. Wow. I, I would have thought I liked this more because I mean it is easily my all time favorite Bond movie. I think this might be the lowest I've ever ranked anything other than Sean Campbell in uh, on a Majesty's Secret Aww. Service ranking history. <laughs> But oh, what, it's it's sort of to me it's repetitive. It's just it's like my complaints with the man with the golden gun and with you only live twice. Yeah, we got an hourglass. Yeah, we have flashbacks. I don't mind the flashbacks here, but it's just static flashbacks. They're not jazzing it up. You know, they need to jazz up these flashbacks. And it's just what it's just an hourglass and flashbacks and flashbacks for like the majority of it. We have more flashbacks than we have cameras. Uh, oh, we know we, we have cameras. cameras in here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you realize uh, Colin say, cameras so much. Uh, you realize I, you love jazz so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I will say, I think that um, the instrumental version here, again, fits better than Louis Armstrong. And the flashbacks, what... What works for this is that it was perfect for when this movie was made. They, this had never been done before. I mean, yes, you'd had recasting movies before, but it was always recasting for a series nobody cared about or recasting, you know, and you're changing the tone of the movie. This was, we are recasting and you're supposed to believe this is still Sean Connery. And they had to find a way in 1969 to remind people that this is still the same franchise. He's playing the same guy. And, and all of what happened before this, this is a, a continuing story which hadn't been done before. So you needed those flashbacks in there in 1969. What doesn't work is that we're not in 1969 anymore. So this just feels awkward. Like, why are we seeing all these flashbacks? Wish uh, we and were my number in 1969. 11, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I wish we were in 1969. I want to see the moon landing. Oh, okay. You said it so sarcastically. I wish we were in 1969. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to see the moon landing and men living in a year with 69 in it. All the jokes. It'd be great. Yeah, that, that's I actually... Feel like, I feel like half the stuff you say belongs in 1969. So, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Colin, Colin, just on that topic, you should Google 69 and see what it is. I mean, it's a year where we landed on the moon. We landed on the moon. <laughs> we landed on the moon. No way. <laughs> Google uh, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, 69. See what happens. Google Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. I'm so Pagan, doing that. See what happens. <laughs> I'm so Googling that, Noah. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I, I don't know. This is the problem with going first. I don't know if I'm going to be the first one to bring this up or if it's controversial or not. Oh, you but, do, uh, Matthew. I don't 11. remember what we put up. Jesus. <laughs> well, you haven't given your 15 to 11 yet, so... Uh, you do the math, <laughs> uh, but my number 11 diamonds are forever. Uh, and uh, the pro Ooh. Um, the only problem I have with this is again, there's something about it like man with the golden gun and from Russia with love that just, maybe it was the way they film. Maybe it was the fact that for the first time ever, they're, they're not doing uh, title effects, but they're just using filmed footage. And maybe the film footage just looks too grainy and it kind of looks too 1970s. 
that I don't like about it, but I really love just the, the constant shots of diamonds and pussies and nipples, or I don't know if we saw nipples in this one, uh, but it, it totally Forever. fits the movie. It fits this Chilly. movie. I'll say it fits the first half of this movie and it fits this, the song, the song so perfectly. Uh, and I, at one point I actually thought this was going to be you know a little bit higher up in my top 10, but just kind of the dated look of it uh, brought it down a little bit, but uh we're officially in the ones now with diamonds are forever at my number 11, where I, I really liked these titles and I had no complaints about them. Just quickly, I would jump in Noah. I just, I'm pretty sure. What did Colin just say? I mean, I feel like he, what did he say? I really like diamonds are forever. He loves diamonds are forever. That wasn't edited together at all, but look at oh. that. <laughs> and he's wrecking on the cast of the top 10 now. Diamonds are forever. <laughs> and, and on that note, uh, what's his opinion on the Bond girl of that film? Tiffany Case is probably one of the strongest Bond girls. Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> one of the better ones, yeah. And, and on wow. that note, what's, what's Noah's opinion of the Blofeld in that movie? Oh, that's pretty gay. Yeah. <laughs> Very gay. <laughs> Pretty gay, yeah. And, and all that's that. a Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't get to do it. I get to do it. And that's a Ben fact. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we need to work in Roger Moore talking about cats at some point because I love that. Oh, well. Um, oh, Roger Moore likes, what does he like? You care for a bite of my sausage. He likes a good sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that, that a thing so. now? <laughs> it was one. So Did we interview joke- Roger Moore? <laughs> oh, he's dead. Yeah, he did. There's that. a moment of silence here for Roger Moore. <laughs> 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 so he's dead and everyone just goes quiet. <laughs> oh, oh, Roger. We're waiting for the ashes to come out like a brick. <laughs> To be fair, we, to be fair, we thought he was dead in Octopussy when all all that showed up was a cardboard cutout. And the, <laughs> Daniel Roberts is she dead? He's, he's been. No, dead she's going to wash up on a beach somewhere. <laughs> I wish she uh, would bring back Daniel Roberts. <laughs> Can you imagine if all of a sudden we go through all of this ordeal? Tanya Roberts is dead. No, 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 she's alive. No, 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 she's dead. If it ultimately came down to guess what? Tanya Roberts washed up on a beach somewhere. She's alive. There she is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tanya Roberts. I'm alive. Just (laughs) end. And all that jazz. They're going to bring back Tanya Roberts on Broadway. Deborah Messing in the Tanya Roberts story on Actually, Broadway. Colin, I've never really talked to you about basketball, but now I know your favorite team is the Utah Jazz. That, that makes sense now. So good yes. job. Yeah. When is Deborah Messing going to be a bong girl? Come on. I'd watch Deborah Messing as a bong girl. Shut up. Leave Deborah Messing alone. <laughs> what did she ever do to you, Noah? Oh, that's pretty gay. It is. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Are you? I'm fine with that too, but it is pretty gay. <laughs> and on that okay, note, I, what does Roger Moore think about cats? I like cats. I don't like people who don't. <laughs> there we go. Great <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. Uh, okay, let let me do mine. Um, cool. Still, still no Doctor No, and I freaking love that. Um, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> You're always going to say that. 
It's like the Deborah Ness messing of the Bond title sequence. Lots of bangs. Quite great and, and amazing. Of, and you should go see her on Broadway. <laughs> well, lots of bangs and a little disjointed and you probably need to be blind to really enjoy it. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a model of 007. <laughs> what, lots of bangs, a little disjointed and you need to be blind to enjoy it. We are the Deborah messing of James Bond podcast. <laughs> <laughs> then, what, then what is James Bond Radio? The Tanya Roberts? Or? Oh, the, the the Roger Moore, the Sheena Easton, <laughs> the Roger Moore uh, podcast. My number fifteen. Am I the last person to bring this up? The man with the golden gun. Yeah. Um, uh, I just like it. I, I've got no. I've got no defense for it. I just like it. It's the. You oh, know, that's the, an excuse. Can I just use that for every single one of mine. <laughs> Well, no, no, I mean, you I have just like the it. last seven years. Um, <laughs> but you brought it up, Colin, that bit where and the girl comes dancing in the sparks. Like, that is maybe the most epic moment of all the Bond intros. So that, that is alone. A great yeah, the, when she starts dancing in those sparks, like, I feel sparks. So that alone deserves top 15. Um and then the the seductive caressing of the golden gun. I mean, it gets me going. Um, so it's no jazz. Yeah, <laughs> I like golden gun jazz hands. So yeah, fifteen. Like, I don't know. There's something about it that I like. I've got no defense for it. Uh, number fourteen is you only live twice. It's not that much higher than where you guys put it. Really, when you look at the overall list. Um, I think the volcanoes look cool, and I agree with Ben. Like the font looks cool, and the sexy uh, Japanese women look good, and it fits with the song. I think that's why it gets in my top almost half. Is it fits with the song? That's why I give it this props. But overall, it's pretty boring. But volcanoes look good, fits with the song. Uh, the font looks good. The kind of weird, what is it like, the spiral fan sort of things? They look cool. Mm-hmm. So that's enough to put it in the top half, but I agree. It's not great. Uh, number 13, Ben will be happy. Goldfinger. Uh, the funny thing is I agree with Ben. I don't like the the spoilers. Like, don't show me what's going to happen in the movie. <laughs> that's like, imagine No Time to Die showed a rear projection of Daniel Craig dying in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the opening scene is a boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Yeah, like imagine like we see Felix dying in the title sequence to No Time to Die and Bond Dude. dying and Blofeld dying. Uh, like, stop spoiling the movie, Goldfinger. <laughs> uh, so I agree with Ben, but I thought I was going to be the first to bring it up. Like, but it still looks good. The Golden Women like look good, and yeah, I see why you guys have brought up Majesties because of the rear projection sort of thing, and Goldfinger suffers from that a lot, but I still think it looks cool, but yeah, like, don't spoil the movie for me. I'm about to watch this movie, like, leave it alone. Um, number 12, Colin, I'm shocked. Tomorrow Never Dies. Like, of all the Brosnans, I would say this one looks the least dated, and I still haven't put Goldeneye up, but this one holds up the most for me of all the Brosnans. Like, this looks good to this day. Uh, I agree. Like, microchips aren't really a part of this film. Like, yeah. 
And it was kind of like, oh, it's the 90s. What's popular? Let's put microchips in our intro. But the the like sexy girls like floating in the microchips, it looks good even today, I think. Like I disagree about being dated. Like the world is not enough looks very dated to me. Like the spark ladies from Dying of the Day looks dated to me. And Goldeneye is going to be in my top 10, but Goldeneye, parts of it looks dated to me. Uh, but Tomorrow Never Dies of all, the four Brosnans, this is the one that looks the least dated to me. The the way they, they blend in with the microchips, chip, chips, microchips, microchips. <laughs> Those were microchips. <laughs> they were microchips. microchips. <laughs> that's Noah's kind of microchip. <laughs> Now that's a micro chick. <laughs> and that's a Noah fact. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like the micro chicks. I think they blend well together. I I think it's probably going to be mine and Colin's biggest disagreement. I think it holds up Ooh. to this day. I think it looks good. Um, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I agree that micro chicks seem a bit out of place for the movie, but. I mean, I like it better than Spark Girls and Ice Girls and whatever's going on there that looks so cringy to me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not my favourite song. It's my middle film, but, yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies, I think it looks pretty good for a 90s film, honestly. And number 11, I am surprised I'm putting this up the highest. It's Majesties. Um, the rear projection does look bad. I'll give both of you that, like, I don't mind showing old clips, but it does look bad and not even look dated. It just looks bad. But at the same time, if the colors look amazing and it fits so well with the song and I love Lazenby hanging from the clock, like that's such one of the coolest shots of any Bond intro ever. And Lazenby running is one of the coolest shots of any Bond intro ever. And the the blue uh, like color, and the black silhouettes with the song fit so well. So I almost wish you guys put it a little higher for the averages. Um, not top 10 for me, but I think we're almost underselling Majesties just based on their rear projection because, yeah, that looks bad, but I would almost want you two to talk up some of the other stuff, like the hourglass and the, the clock and the running stuff is amazing with the song and the blue colour. Um, so, I mean, you can add more on it if you want to you don't have to Roger but Moore. like i almost feel like we're underselling majesty's theme even though i'm also putting it not in the top 10 like this is a really cool intro i think i like i mean i agree with everything and i like i love the clock i love the hourglass and i actually you know really like they played homage to that no time to die but it's as i said i just think it starts off so good it just it just goes downhill very quickly that's my problem with it if they had just done the yeah, whole thing without the, the ending half it, yeah it would easily be a top 10 for me but they they don't so i have to rank it accordingly but is it the fact that they showed the old clips or is yes. it the fact that they don't good it's uh, it's it's both it's like both. they don't look good and i just like they I don't get look why good they, i agree with that and, and I they get, spent like, I think, too much like if you had had that maybe at one side of the screen and you started doing more clocks and more hourglasses and more running yeah. while that's on screen but it's just you, you, you the good stuff you talked about is so 
small as far as like the entire title sequence goes, the amount of time you get. We just had way too much focus on the hourglass with the, the projection. It's it's kind of like how, and we'll get to the, you know, Skyfall and Spectre. It's like, yeah, they use clips from it, but they, they kind of use it in a stylized way. Whereas like, this is just literally just like, hey, everyone, remember the they movie? It's like, yeah, it's exactly. But like, I mean, can we imagine in Bond 26, they're like, hey, everyone, remember that Daniel Craig and Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan and Timothy Dalton and George Lazenby and Sean Connery were Bond? Let's have a quick recap of the previous 25 films. <laughs> like, we don't need it. Okay, you but know? you've got to give it to them that like, this was the first Bond film without Sean Connery, and they had that mission against them. That yeah, they had well, to again, do something. Yeah, I, I, it makes sense for sixty nine. It's just we're not in sixty nine anymore, so it feels weird. Huh. You may not we're be. Not, we're not in the sixty nine right now. Oh, I, I completely misjudged this whole relationship. <laughs> I also googled Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong sixty nine. It just comes up with pictures of them in nineteen sixty nine landing on the moon. Big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> also. Just um, before I go my next five to, to date this and talking about, I love how we talk about the Oscars and the Will Smith slap. And we don't even mention the fact that poor old George Lazenby didn't even get mentioned in the Bond 60 year tribute <laughs> they did at the Oscars <laughs> introduced by esteemed Bond actors, Sean White, Tony Hawk, <laughs> and Kelly Slater. <laughs> like it's, it's okay. Good for them. They're action stars, but like, we literally have what, like four living Bond actors? Like, how amazing would that have been if they had have gotten Daniel Craig, Timothy Dalton, Roger Moore? Are we? Pierce Brosnan. It would have been amazing if they got Roger Moore back. But uh, enjoy, like, get them all up on stage. Imagine that. that. The, the Oscar that producers tried to call Roger Moore and David Niven before they even thought of Lazenby. <laughs> I, I honestly think I mean, if you had all four of them on stage, that would have maybe not. But like, if Will Smith slapping someone, people are still talking about the fact that four <laughs> Bond actors are on stage next day. You you thought that uh, Sheena Easton being in the intro was cool, but wait till Tony Hawk's there going <laughs> in Bond Twenty Six. Like, come on! I can't wait for Bond uh, Twenty Six. Bond girl Tony Hawk. I, w- I want them to play that Superman song that was in like the first Tony Hawk's Pro Skater that everybody knows. Like whatever that band was that did that, they need to do Bond Twenty Six with Tony Hawk in it. You know, he's, oh, he's the I Bond want- villain. I want Tony Hawk flying as Supergirl, like in the Moonraker credits. Yeah, like, I want Tony Hawk's well, nipples and bush in front of me. really missing Tony Hawk. Yeah. Like, when I think Bond, I think Tony Hawk. Can like, you? We, you both remember the 50th one. They freaking like did a clip, but then they got Shirley Bassey came out on stage and sang Goldfinger and nailed it. Like, gee, at least they went to a bit of effort for the 50th. They couldn't like, even get aha for the Oscars. Like, what's wrong with them? They could have gotten Lulu. <laughs> Where's Lulu? She's not busy. Lulu comes out on stage, <laughs> sparking and She's dancing. recording her new jazz album. <laughs> All right. Um, 15. I, mean, I want to see Tony Hawk do Goldfinger. I'm actually very surprised that I've got this the lowest. I thought Colin would have this the lowest. Um, I like this opening sequence. It just it guns down to the fact I like 14 others better. Diamonds are forever. Like, I kind of like the kitty with a little, you know, seductive kitty with his diamonds around his, no, a little kitty. Um, and, the, but like, it's, it's actually really boring, but it's like, it's, it's a good boring. Cause it's just literally just, you know, oh, oh, a diamond. Like, exactly. Um, like we marked down like license, oh, there's a camera again. Oh, golden gun. There's a golden gun again. Like literally we get it. There are diamonds in the opening of this, but like, it's, the way like they've got the finger that's kind of like running down the diamonds and it just works. It works so well with the song. So it's kind of like, you know, when she's talking about touch it, stroke it and caress it. Like, and you see that hand, like that's one of those little ones that Noah doesn't complain about. 
Um, he wishes a girl would do that to him on a date. But um, yeah, I'm not complaining about any caressing. <laughs> but I don't know. There's just something like endearing about it. But I just like 14 others better. Um, 14, clear one off the board. Um, Living Daylights. Um, it like... Again, I'm defending some of these 80s ones because it just it just stands out so much. And I love, like, woman with big hat and glasses and the projection on the glasses. I'm on the beach. Like, it's just, it's, like, it's just, that's so 80s. And, like, I'm, like, straight away, like, boom, 80s. Like, it's so, like, you, you don't need to watch the opening of this to know that it's in the 80s. Like, you straight away, like, oh, this is clearly an 80s film. Um, also, I don't think I've ever noticed, this is the only Bond, like, the opening titles where another, like, they obviously they always do like theme songs sung by whatever. And I realized aha are the only ones that have their logo in the Oh, good for them. Um, but like they have the pretenders in there. They're like, if I was a man and um, where is anybody gone? But I'm like, that's, I've never noticed that before. Like good for the pretenders that they're that good that they, you know, where was like um, the, the substitute of love or whatever from Goldeneye, like in the opening credits or whatever. If you ask me to. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I want to quickly add, can I add an aha story to this to make this go a little bit longer? Because it's been like three oh, days. Oh, please do. <laughs> this is what our Patreons pay, pay for. Let's Very save it for Patreon. <laughs> so like the long story short of how I even knew aha were in New York was on St. Patrick's Day, I was on a date and we went to a bar. I'm ordering James Bond martinis. And I got talking to the guy next to me more than the girl I was on a date with, who was a big Bond fan. He it met- ended with 69 and Peg. <laughs> Look at Colin making sex jokes. Um, <laughs> I don't understand um, them, but I know how to make them. You do. Well, well done. done. Sound like me with reading. Um, but like, so <laughs> he'd met Pierce Brosnan. He had a photo with him and Pierce Brosnan and he'd met John Barry as a photo. Anyway. So he's like, oh, you know, aha are coming to town. I'm like, what? Aha. Uh, so uh-huh. when so, uh, we would so I was on I was on a date with a different girl and we were like getting we we're taking photos yeah. of like Radio City Music Hall and then um, this like we we'll take we took a selfie and then like these these two girls came up to us like oh do you want a photo we're like yeah okay sure and I said so I'm like oh would you like a photo and like okay take their photo and they literally go to me we've been waiting two years for this and they're like they've got aha t-shirts on. I'm like, mm, this is a thing. Okay. And then, so like the girl I was with, like, we were joking, like, we're probably going to be the youngest people here because like we were both born after their two famous songs. There were literally like 10 year old children with their parents at AHA. And then. Yeah. I mean, I was the- going to say, stop rubbing it into collar. He remembers AHA before they were famous. <laughs> It's the only one here that was alive when Take On Me and Living Daylights were released. Um, but then, you know, during the show, we sat next to like this, and they, because obviously, Aha are Norwegian. There were lots of Norwegian fans there. And we were next to like this couple who I swear like met in the 80s and Aha is like their band, clearly very Norwegian. And like literally 90% of the audience there knew three songs they played. And that, of course, was Take On Me, The Living Daylights, and that Sun Always Shines on TV song. They were like cheering every single song like it was Take On Me. Like, oh, this song! And I was like, what is going on? But they were fine. They're not very energetic, good old Aha. And they literally had a half hour interval. They did Living Daylights and they went off stage for half an hour. Deborah Messing didn't even need an interval at all. Like, oh, like, they needed like some oxygen intake during that I half think hour. they did. Like you go to a Broadway show when you see a musical and there's like a 15 minute interval. This was a half an hour interval for AHA. Even didn't take 30 minutes. She didn't take an interval at all. Deborah Messi went from beginning to end. That's how good she is. But like, 
Living Daylights is pretty cool live though. And then they did a sing along. They, yeah, they tell got us there. about the Living Daylights live. Oh, <laughs> the Living Daylights. I just, I put their, their lack of energy down to the fact that they're Scandinavian and no disrespect to Scandinavians. They're very just like calm they're people old. who are very nice. But like, so they're doing the song. It's it's great. And then they do the sing along. So, and the lead singer, he doesn't engage with the crowd. It's a guy on keys who is the one who's engaging in the crowd. Like the, the lead singer is shy. Um, so they get the whole audience to do like the, Oh, the living, which was fun. And then right at the very end, they ended it with a, I actually tried to send you the clips of it before. Yeah. No, they did another way to die encore and whatever it was when we saw Mrs. Goodnight. But, um, yeah, it's my fourth Bond artist I've seen live and the second one that actually did their song. So it was worth I the $12 like I spent Ben's, on it. Ben centers like the video clip of the yeah. Living Daylight. I, I try to send you more, but they're not loading. Boat. So they might pop up it in was, like three weeks. It was so boring. I couldn't even make it through the 30-second clip that I he know. sent of the live. Uh-huh. I really appreciated Noah had one of the best responses ever when you sent that clip. He goes, good <laughs> to see they still don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's, it's, ben i read actually today uh on the news site that this was the first time aha's played in new york in 10 years so you've got an oh, exclusive it, well the, the funniest thing was was when they came up on stage and they were like oh you know it's so good to be back in new york we first performed at radio city music hall in like 1985 so like we're finally back here or something like that and i'm like i'm legitimately thinking like First of all, how do they get Radio City Music Hall? Because it's a pretty big venue. And I'm thinking, really? But, like, it was sold out. Um, and I, I could have bought a $40 AHA T-shirt or an $80 AHA hoodie, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, Their merchandise is that much more expensive than the tickets. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, like, I'm, I'm going to spend, like, four times the value on a ticket on a T-shirt. <laughs> so, But the, yeah. reason, the reason the T-shirt is so expensive because it's so big because they have the lyrics. Ah. Oh, <laughs> written on the... The t-shirts, so they need like to print this, it. So big. The idea of this sing-along too. They're like, "All right, when we say oh, you guys go oh." <laughs> they didn't do the bit where they're like speaking like, from, 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 but like, if I'm still here in September or whenever it was, I, I will. Everybody, everybody sing, come. <laughs> it's not the most sing-along song, is. I really want to go see now Duran Duran if I'm still here in September because I looked up their set list of their current tour and they do do a view to a kill. So, um, you know, it's um, and plus the the difference in Duran Duran, they've got some pretty good songs outside of a few. They've got a lot of good songs. (laughs) So, I've kind of got a list now. They didn't have to be defrosted and reanimated to get on stage. Exactly. Well, there's Aha the Movie. We should do a review of Aha the Movie. It's a thing. But um, I legitimately kind of want to back at this thing now to see all the Bond, as many as I can Bond singers. I've seen four of them now. So you've got to keep see going. Matt Monroe. He's corpse. Uh, <laughs> did they Did they do Aha the Living Daylights jazz stuff? They didn't, sadly. <laughs> when actually, oh, oh, when I, I don't know if I ever shared the clip of you guys when I saw Tom Jones, like his version of Thunderball was like, like it was a very amped up version. It wasn't just like the movie version. It was like, it might've even been like a jazz version of Thunderball. Like, it was a different version, but it was cool. It's funny because Ben was worried about being the youngest person, but when he finally sees Billie Eilish, he's definitely going to be the oldest person. <laughs> Billie, Billie Eilish is not doing No Time to Die at her concerts. I'm sorry. She's like, oh, no, I've done that now. I got the Oscar moving on. <laughs> she accepted the Oscar and still didn't know what song it was for. 
Exactly. Of all the yeah, modern I mean, things, the only modern one who's doing it is Adele. Like, like Alicia Keys and Jack White are. I mean, how am I going to see them? Like, they don't perform together. <laughs> like, I mean, Chris well, Cornell's not doing You Only Want to Know My oh, Name Anymore. Too soon, oh. Colin. Too oh. soon. <laughs> Death is a touchy subject today. Cheryl um, Crow's not actually... doing it. Tina Turner's not doing it. Yeah, sorry, Colin. In all seriousness, does Madonna do die another day or not? In all she, seriousness. She did, like, the first tour after that album she did, but... um. In over a tour since, she's never done it. So, yeah, I'm, you're not going to see that again. Even but, she like, knows garbage it's not is, worth it. Garbage is 50-50. When I saw Garbage, they didn't do well as enough. But they'll, they'll do it like one tour, then they won't do it the next. But it's seriously, like, look at all the, like, the modern singers. Like, I don't even think Sam Smith would do it, would he? He's more oh, going to do his pop songs. So, um, yeah, you got to no, go. No, no, no. I mean, that's all she would do. He's still alive. <laughs> Five versions of the man with the golden gun. Sheen, now Sheen the Easton's entire, well, Sheen Easton's entire set is just for your eyes only. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz version, rap version, Rita Coolidge. <laughs> Rita Coolidge has I mean, a residency I, in Las Vegas. Come and see <laughs> all time high performed live for Paul two hours. Probably. Paul McCartney probably does do. He does. I guarantee he does. does. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I've like, he doesn't, he like perform for about four. There's a thing. uh, I've heard like Paul McCartney performs like four hours nonstop and he's got to be like 70 something, doesn't he? So like in your face, uh aha, you're 63. Uh 30 minute break my asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You've got two songs people know. uh Like just for one, have a half hour break, come back, do take on me. 30 minute break. All right, everyone group together. Now we're going to play the songs they know. Let's not get this wrong. Living Daylights, take on me. We can't mess this up. 30 minutes anyway, just to breathe up. <laughs> Living Daylights, off the board, 14. Um, 13, yeah, Colin, you brought this up already. And I actually kind of surprised Noel hasn't brought it up because I didn't think Noel was very high in the season. No time to die. It's The more I watch it, I like it more. But, like, it's just the problem I have with uh, all of the Daniel Craigs except for one is that, well, I mean, Quantum at least sticks to the formula. It's just shit. But like, I guess the last three Daniel Craig's kind of just are so meddled and they're just kind of all over the place. Whereas like, yeah, I agree with you, Colin, like no time to die doesn't really tie it together. It's like, I like some of the, like, I love that bit with the guns when they're all going around in like DNA and like kind of the bullets are shooting each other. Like, that's great. That's kind of like the cool connection to the whole like micro bot things and everything. But then like, the way it transitions into like the face, the mask thing with like the green poison bits, you've got the car floating down and then you've got the weird homages. So like, and I like the homages, but like, it just, everything works great. It just, it doesn't connect to each other. It just, it doesn't make sense. Um, and yeah, I somewhat agree that it doesn't work with the song. Um, but I don't know. Like it's, it's, I think we all agreed when we saw it, we're like, yeah, this isn't a, a brilliant one. Although Noah's got it in his top 10. So good for Noah. Um, Number 12, um, is this my first? It is my first Pierce. Hello, Pierce. Um, World's Not Enough. It's my favourite movie, but it's like I don't agree that it looks dated. Uh, well, it does, but like I, I, can go, I think, Noah, you said about how I don't hold, yeah, I don't hold being dated. I think, Colin, you were talking about how, um, you know, it fits the time period. I think it fits the time period. This is what computer stuff look like. But, like, the thing, I, it's to me, The World is Enough is kind of similar to Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I love how it starts. I love the oil. 
I love that like techno neon neon color, like with the greens and the blues and the yellows. I love that. It looks so cool, but then it just kind of gets weird. And then you've got like the fire stuff, which looks cool. And then by the end of it, it's like, okay, this just does not, it's kind of almost like no time to die. It doesn't really connect, which I think the title sequence works great with the song. Um, but it's just, it's not a top 10 for me. It's middle of the road. Um, and it's a shame because it's my favorite movie. Uh, and number 11, one that hasn't been brought up, just missing the top 10. Not boom, but boom, but boom. Don't worry, Noah. <laughs> um, Skyfall. Um, it's great. Whoa. Um, it's again, it's more connected than No Time to Die. And I think it's got one of the most iconic like openings where you've got the, the trumpet and the way you see him fall down. And then you got the doing, doing, doing. Like, I just love that. It gives me chills the way you see it and you see the word Skyfall come up on the screen. Um, it's. It, I don't know. Like it just, uh, I like 10 others better than it. Um, I love the dragon sequence. Like I always watch that and go, wow, that's so cool. I forget about the dragon. <laughs> but it's just, you talk about Noah about the literal aspect of it. Um, I'm not a fan of the Skyfall storyline and the fact that it's literally a house. So I don't kind of like how they do sort of like the, the graveyard stuff. And then you've got like the blood, like it just, there's a part of it that just really kind of irks me, which, keeps it out of the top 10 but we're really into that territory now where there's not a whole lot to complain about he says complaining about them um i just like 10 others a lot better than skyfall it's it it, it fits the film it fits the song um but it just doesn't make the top 10 for me all right well let's run our list down from 15 or sorry from 25 to 11 uh so my list my very bottom uh that's my little laser pointer on my little octopusy uh, number 24, there's not a lot going on in The Man with the Golden Gun except for A Man with a Golden Gun. Number 23, a whole lot of cameras and license to kill. Number 22, Sheena Easton jazzing it up in bathwater for your eyes only. Uh, number 21, uh, Quantum of Solace's 2008 screensaver. Uh, <laughs> number 20, Supergirl herself, Moonraker. Uh, 19 looks way more dated than these other guys. I think realize tomorrow never dies. Uh, number 18, I'm shocked Noah hasn't put it up yet. No time to die. Number 17, volcanoes erupting has nothing to do with you only live twice. Number 16 also looks way more dated than these other guys are uh, willing to admit the world is not enough, although they kind of admitted that one, I guess. Number 15, uh, not colorful enough of you to a kill. Number 14, uh, Love Me, Some Projection from Russia with Love. Number 13, Love Me, Mom on the Beach Hat, Living Daylights. Number 12, <laughs> Love Me, Some More Things That Aren't Just Flashbacks of the Movie, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. And number 11, Love Me, Some Boring But Great Diamonds Are Forever. Okay, Whew. Uh, my number 25, that's my little middle-aged figure skaters, cardboard cutouts, it's Octopussy. Number 25, oh, I hate sand. It's coarse and rough and it's <laughs> quantum of solid. Uh, my number 23, Ben, at least uh, 40 seconds, according to Colin Hilding's uh, math of cameras and girls in showers. Uh my number 22, oh, 30-minute break, sold out, concert, <laughs> living very large. Uh, my number 21, she's out of this world, spinning on those globes. It's Moonraker. Uh, kind of wish I put it higher, to be honest. Uh, my number 20, 
how has one person not brought this up? If I'm my math is correct, it's uh, dancing into the fire, or skiing in one spot, uh, the a view to a kill. Uh, my number 20, piss off, Sheena. It's for your eyes only. Uh, my number 18, I'm disgusted that both of you have this in the top 10 because the slow-mo and the spinny, dancey spark girls are so cringy. Oh. Die another day. Uh, not even my hatred of the film, I still think it belongs in the bottom 10. Uh, my number 17, the most dated looking of all the intros, it's The World Is Not Enough. Uh, absolute garbage uh, <laughs> my, my number 16 is uh great bellies from Russia with love uh my number 15 uh definitely brings sparks in me and that caressing of that golden gun is gets me going it's the man with the golden gun my number 14 are they overrated or are they underrated or are they just volcanoes? It's the you only live twice. Uh, my number 13, don't spoil it for me, it's Goldfinger. My number 12, uh, micro babes, uh, micro, or what was it, micro chicks. I don't think it looks dated. I think it looks good for 1997. It's Tomorrow Never Dies. And my number 11, George Lazenby swinging on a cock. It's on a medicine <laughs> The memoir coming soon. So just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven haven't been brought up at all. Okay. Got a pretty solid top mm-hmm. 10. There you go. Um, okay. So 25, quantum of shit, sand, coarse, rough and shit and shit. Uh, quantum solace. Uh, 24, great TV show, but not a great opening sequence for Moonraker. 23, from Rush With Love, boring, get over it, both of you. 22, Goldfinger, boring, get over it, both of you. Uh, for your eyes only, fuck off, Sheena. 20, it's my little octopussy. It's probably the highest, the first time I've ever had octopussy ranked higher than both of you guys. Well done. Um, number 19, George Lazenby's cock. It's on a majesty's secret service. 18, we get it. You filmed some volcanoes. You only live twice. Breakfast time, um, Colin. What's the breakfast this morning? My name is Colin. Here's What's my he got? His little yes. smirk. What, a, what egg, is it? Poached eggs on toast. Oh. Steak on toast. You know, I just realized that Jamie's basically a flight attendant. You know, it's just kind of you get like a couple hours into the flight and here's your lunch. <laughs> like. What Colin's got. Um, your seat you um, where was up to you only live twice. 17 fucking get over the cameras. It's licensed to kill 16. He's got a powerful intro. It's the man with the gold gun 15 stroke it and caress it. It's diamonds are forever 14. Something about a half hour break. No, I'll use that joke, but I've been, so I'm going to steal it. Uh, living daylights. <laughs> 13, no time to be in the top 10, but no, apparently think so. Uh, no time to die. 12, um, I didn't get the title sequence as a tattoo, but I've got some of it in there. The world is not enough. And skying the fall, it's 11th skyfall. And Colin's choking on his poached egg. Swallow, Colin, swallow. <laughs> you can do it. There's hot sauce on it too. Ben would love it. Oh. Did you get paid uh, $10 to eat it this time? <laughs> Nobody's Is called me and I'm not getting paid. Is it well done or media rare? <laughs> oh, it's Deborah definitely Messing not well done. Performing on Broadway. 
Can I say in the in the play with Deborah Messing, she literally bakes a cake on stage. Like it's there's a working oven and she makes it. Did she get it. to eat it? No, she threw it in the bin. Was it not a quiche? <laughs> that would have been perfect. That's just the entire show. Deborah Messing bakes a quiche on oh, Broadway. On. And you get a slice of you get a slice. Even no one would pay to see that. I'm good. <laughs> Jazz version. I'm First, a... you start with the eggs. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would pay to that. I would pay to see that, but I'm basically watching a middle-aged man eat eat poached eggs for free. So, <laughs> right, Colin's a man. <laughs> basically, the same thing as Deborah Messing eating a quiche. Would you pay twelve dollars to go see Roger Moore bake a quiche? Yes. Oh, I paid twelve dollars for Roger Moore to take a dump, like. Just to see the man in person, it's worth it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Roger Moore. Tonight, I'm going to be doing a poo. <laughs> Colin, do you normally take your eggs poached, or are you not happy about this poaching situation? No, you know, I love poached eggs, but this is, I think, the first time Jamie's ever poached eggs. So, not my favorite. Jamie, very uncomfortable. I usually am the one poaching, so she's getting creative here. <laughs> Colin, you oh, talk about twelve dollars to see Roger Moore taking a dump again. Literally, Daniel Craig is on Broadway right now, and I want to go see because I hate Shakespeare. It's boring, but like tickets at the moment, are like one hundred ninety nine dollars. Do I want to pay one hundred ninety nine dollars to see a James Bond actor go like to be or not to? That's not the right play, but whatever. Um, wow, it's Macbeth. No, it's I mean that's Gordon. decent. Isn't that one with the naked witches, like with boobs hanging That's out? That's Macbeth. That is. Daniel Craig's got his boobs out. Rolling Daniel Craig's playing the witches. That's who he plays. I don't think the witches are naked, are they? I think you've made that I think up. the version I saw, they were. Maybe I was watching the wrong <laughs> That's all I remember about Macbeth in high school is there was like a video we watched and there was like topless granny witches around a cauldron. Witches are naked. I think you've made that up. I think our teacher showed us some <laughs> fucked up version of Macbeth. Yeah, you saw the OnlyFans version of Macbeth. <laughs> well, Dan- all seriousness, Daniel Craig got COVID recently. So um, welcome to the club, Daniel. He's just like Colin and yeah. I. <laughs> Who's the only one in the world that hasn't got COVID yet? And who deserves to have post eggs delivered to them? But is you know Noah's getting COVID in between now and the next episode that he said that. He's ranking No Time to Die's title sequence in the top 10. He deserves to get something. <laughs> I, I just want to put it on the record. Scrambled eggs are the best. I, I love scrambled that. eggs too. Yep. I'm a bit of a well, fine man. Ben's but I don't agree with that. He's, he's a pasta bit kind of guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Love my pasta bake. Normally, normally scrambled eggs is an unpopular opinion, but that's the one thing all three of us are going to agree on. Yeah. I like scrambled, I like fried, and I like a boiled egg. <laughs> so hard boiled or soft? Hard. Ugh, I don't like runny egg. Ooh. Yeah, I agree. Then you don't want don't my want that, poach then. I don't want that yolk getting over my shit. Like, fuck off. Go away, Sheena. The egg of course, Ben's going to pick hard-boiled, the, the well-done of eggs. <laughs> if I'm looking at an egg, like a, a runny yolk is the Sheena Easton of eggs. It's just like, go away. Ben, ben Waterworth is the hard-boiled of, uh, of the well-done of eggs. Yep. That's All right, me. into the top 10. Um, I'm sorry for Ben if this ends up being your number one, but uh, I can't put Die Another Day any higher than 10, but it is in Ooh. my top 10. And this is what I think I'm really going to disagree with Noah on because I don't really think the dated look about it doesn't hurt 
this sequence. And there's so many things that I love. I love a lot of the craziness in this. I love the dancing scorpions right at the beginning. Like that, that is so good. Uh, and the way that the, the torture scenes fit in with this, this is the jazzing up. This is a jazzed up torture scene. This is what I wanted to Sheena Easton. Like I want it presented in a way where, you know, you're, you're, you're Madonna, using some- That's the jazz you were looking for. Exactly. That's actually my kind of jazz. Scorpion, if you didn't realize like the third scorpion on the left floorboard, that was actually Madonna. She insisted she had to, and Sheena Easton plays the other scorpion. Yes, she does. Um, <laughs> but uh, was that Madonna as a scorpion? <laughs> like, is that your uh, jazz Madonna as a scorpion. Analyze this. <laughs> like a virgin. <laughs> but uh, but I love so much about these opening uh, titles and the way that the, the torture scenes are incorporated in. It's not as distracting as Sheena Easton. Uh, you know, singing just nonstop. And it's not as, there's one that I still have yet to rank that, um, you know, I, I think I might sound like a bit of hypocrite uh, when I do that, but it's just, it's worked so perfectly in. And it's, it's just a different idea that you hadn't seen before. And really, I don't have that much of an issue with them including these sequences in here because it means we have less of the movie to watch. So if they had moved more scenes to the title sequence, if they had cut out you know, the, the surfing, or all of Jinx's Thanks. dialogue and somehow just incorporated that into the title sequence, I would have been more okay with it. But, uh, but yeah, this is, this is a great title sequence. I mean, I, I can't really criticize anything about this. Completely disagree. The whole like spark girls when they spin around, like to me, that's one of the cringiest moments in Bond history. And that's not just my dislike of dying of the day. Like, and then the slow-mo torture stuff looks awful in my mind. Uh, frankly, I'm disgusted that Colin Hildig has put this in his top 10. I actually As he chews to... on the post eggs. I just want to quickly just replay something that Colin said about Die Another Day just said. I love so much about Die Another Day. It's worked so perfectly. This is great. I can't really criticize anything about this. Yeah, so good the, ed- the joying of editing can do. So, um yeah, uh, Dino of the Day is in the top 10. What a, I can't say anything bad about that. Thank you, Colin. Good job. All right. And then in honor of that, let's play this. The man that put Dino of the Day at number one. You forget that. True. I, I don't forget it. I, that's my next tattoo. Could be a picture of Colin's face in the Dino of the Day logo with a number one next to it. So, Randafrost. Yeah. <laughs> not getting her tattooed. Uh, so my number one, as he smugly eats his poached eggs, um, do, 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 I'm Colin. Yeah, I would love some. He really has a smug look on his face, does he? He's just got this smugness about him, Colin, when he's eating his every time he's, breakfast. Every time his wife brings him breakfast, he, he just can't help himself. It's, it's, just, it's when you, when you try not to laugh while you're chewing, apparently it comes across as smug. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, actually, yeah, like yeah. the thing that the thing that we should mention in between our last episode, because Colin was not on our last episode, by the way, our second one he's never been on. But like Noah sent us a picture of him hanging out with a girl. So I kind of got yeah. a feeling that at some point we're going to have like this girl walking into like Noah's bringing in some eggs. So like hard boiled. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a Korean. I know it's a Korean thing. You just get random eggs on your table. I had Korean barbecue in New York and it was just all of a sudden they were just like. Oh, have some egg. I'm like, what? Like, why do I have some egg? 
not hard-boiled, not hard-boiled. I, I still wish that, that Noah would have, like, confirmed something with us, like, Ben, that you're supposed to use that to wipe your hands with. Like, there's some custom that Ben just offended all of Korea with by eating it. It was just so random. Yeah, I mean, like, he has some eggs. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, there was like part of me that went on a, a spite date just to spite Ben and Colin just because they're always making jokes about me not going on a date. Oh, that poor um, girl probably likes you, Noah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and if that girl is listening, uh, of course I'm joking, but uh, <laughs> I'm saying that for comedic effect, of course. But uh, part of that was like, okay, like let's just shut these two old... I can't take it anymore. They're putting it in my head. I need to go on a date. (laughs) Yeah. So like, and that's why I'm reading the Bond novels as well. It's to shut you two up that I can't read. Yeah. Who would Who would have thought that these two old fogies would be uh, like my relationship coach? That that Um, means that Colin might get to have sex soon. That's look. We're all learning off each other. I'm halfway there. That's why I'm making sex jokes that I don't understand. Yeah. Everybody's trying to fit in now. Don't be silly, yeah, Too far, Don't back. be unrealistic. Come on, take yeah. a step. Yeah. Take a step back. Yeah, take a step uh, back, Ben. Yep. If that girl is actually seriously listening, I'm actually joking. Uh, let, let's meet up again. Uh, it was fun, but uh, Ben, for the purpose of the the joke, spite date. Noah got spite laid, date. so therefore he's saying like, "Oh my god, I know what it's like. I want to do it again. Hurry up! I love you. Come over." <laughs> Colin, I, Colin, I recommend it. Uh, <laughs> No, no, I've got twins. <laughs> no, it's his first pair of boobs, and now we're just backtracking with every joke comedy set. No, no, I liked the date; it was great. Uh, but still, no post dates. So nah, I haven't ass. found clearly. Clearly, I've not found the one. Clearly, well, um, you know, you meet the one, but they make. You- <laughs> that was my problem. Uh, she never made me post that was where you went wrong. You were just getting hard boiled eggs. I know. I thought it was too good to be true. And it was. Yep. I bet you that guy who met Pierce Brosnan would make you poached eggs. Oh, that guy would do anything. That's a man. <laughs> you told me about Aha. Yeah, I mean, He'll forever be in my heart. Man, you are you are telling us about these men you're meeting up in bars and going to Aha together with. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, and what do you think of that, Noah? It's pretty gay. It is pretty gay. Uh, Yeah, and I'm an ally. Ben Ben and that guy, I ship. You're an ally? Um, Yeah. You're not part of, like, the Nazis? That's a 1969 (laughs) joke right there. (laughs) More like a 1945 (laughs) joke, but I'm sure, Colin. Whoa, I mean, I, you two are off. Can, can, we a joke <laughs> can we bring back the more era? Was that worse? <laughs> no, no, please never. What are we? <laughs> Whose turn is it? Yours, number 10. <laughs> okay. Ben bringing you topical 1945 jokes in 2022. <laughs> As, as Colin chokes on his soft boiled egg. I just don't even know where that came from. I either went allies, I'm like, oh, Nazis. I yeah. like Ike. <laughs> I think that says more against you than it does against me. More errors. <laughs> God, I, I hope that girl is not listening to this. Um, let's go. If you Number... are, look me up. I'm the funny one. <laughs> 
if you are listening to this, go back and listen to that more era episode. That's some classic comedy. Uh, that will get you, that will get you in his pants. Uh, That's how no one got in hers. So I was doing this episode recently, and he told this joke about more era. I'll take my clothes off. <laughs> and and uh, Ben Waterworth is raking in the cash. He's gamefully employed. He's uh, he's living the high life in Caribbean New York. So seeing Deborah Messing on Broadway, aha, <laughs> sold out. I saw Kiefer Sutherland as well, Donald Sutherland's son. And and <laughs> if you look. <laughs> this is just so and showing Ben's on a budget trip when you go to New York. What did you do? I saw Aha, uh-huh, Deborah Messing on Broadway, Kiefer Sutherland Sing. <laughs> I saw and- a couple of hockey games for six dollars. Uh- <laughs> if you're listening, girl, he likes girl. his steak. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I, I think I think you've got a problem now that you're calling your your girlfriend girl. <laughs> Listen up, woman. <laughs> you girl, come this, here. Wonder why she hasn't called back yet. Hey, girl, call me sometime. <laughs> hey, girl, stop. This is man talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was that one you talked about? Your redheaded girlfriend pubes one time? Like, Jesus. well, if you really must know, that's why I didn't bring up the name because of that situation uh anyway emily her name is emily no uh number that 10 was emily <laughs> number 10 uh she is a 10 <laughs> come on out of, out of 10 how are your eggs um 10 <laughs> Oh, that's the correct answer because Jamie's got a gun. You're to just his trying head. to get into Jamie's pants. Come on. <laughs> Did you know Colin basically has a lock on his door that he keeps Jamie and the kids out when he's recording? <laughs> I wonder why. Listen to our most recent 24 episode as Ben's like, Did your son just run through the background in his underwear? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, some people have like, some people are into like chastity belt sort of thing. Colin's into like podcast chastity belt. Well, anybody listening to this, I'm if you're getting laid after listening to this show, then you need to rethink your morals. I mean, none of the hosts on this show are getting laid, let's be honest. Um, well, especially the one that hasn't even brought up No Time to Die yet. Uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself, but Jamie, I mean, she's getting laid a lot. If you're listening, girl, I don't like no tip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number 10, number 10, move on. Uh, it's no time to die. <laughs> okay, there's there's a chance for me yet. There's a chance <laughs> for me yet. If you're listening, woman, woman. <laughs> um, she's just been upgraded. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I thought I was... Uh, can we recover? Let, let's recover. There's a list here that needs to be done. Um, Moral of every um, ranking of this show. <laughs> well, can we recover? I can't get Deborah messing on Broadway out of my head right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, either. It was that good. <laughs> ben ranks Madonna in the top one. <laughs> And Deborah Messing. 
And yet he still gets more dates than I do. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. The chicks dig but- Deborah Messing. <laughs> Try it. Ben when gets- you see a girl say, would you like to come over and watch some Will and Grace? <laughs> ben gets more dates than I do, but he's also had more divorces. So, like, there's even oh. more. <laughs> In all fairness, Noah, I see you sick burn and I raise it. I'm not actually divorced. So <laughs> there you go. Handing that over to Ben. Handing that over to Ben. <laughs> uh, what was that thing Noah said a couple of minutes ago? Is like, can we even recover these rankings? <laughs> oh, no. Put out, the other day, Noah and I were recording Lost and we were talking about some storyline um, to do with cheating. And Noah doesn't even realize it. He gets halfway through, like, oh my God, Ben, I'm so sorry. We can edit that out. I'm like, I'm fine, leave it. He's <laughs> just like, and you got an avoid. <laughs> I apologize for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> you just killed Colin Newty. <laughs> Is that what it was? It's like you could have just let it go, but instead you have to draw attention to it. Oh my god, Ben, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> okay. No time to die. Number off. 10. <laughs> Number 10, it's divorce. <laughs> <laughs> My 10th favorite recital sequence, divorce. Uh, Overrated. Number nine, Deborah Messi. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if we can get Mini Driver in a Bond film, we can get Deborah Messing in a Bond film. Come on. Like, I'd be down uh, for it. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig up against uh, Lucia Schiara. We could have put Deborah Messing in there. Come on. Deborah uh, Messing or Terry Hatcher as a Bond girl? Deborah Messing. Let's go. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, Deborah Messing or Denise Richards? Deborah Messing. Deborah Messing. <laughs> Deborah Messing. <laughs> we did that episode, remember? We were trying to work out 90 sitcom stars, and I don't think Deborah Messing's name even came That's up. Fran like, Drescher came up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we, we can tweet Deborah Messing, like Bond, like we interviewed Fran Drescher. We could probably interview Deborah Messing. Oh, I know where she's working tonight, so I'll just like stalk her. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, a uh, good, good, uh, Good Julian Glover interview. I enjoyed that. I'm um, glad you listened to it 12 months later. Good job. <laughs> Did you hear a Robert Darby one, Noah? Uh, <laughs> I, I actually haven't. <laughs> was it your homework? That's next episode homework. I've been starting to read for you. At least you can do is listen to one of our episodes. <laughs> you know, Colin, uh, Ben tried to shame me with the whole thing from our last thing. On our last uh, last. Uh, episode he said us readers again I'm finally at a point where I'm over in my sickness to the point where I can record <laughs> divorce and reading starts wow divorce reading and Deborah messing <laughs> 
Is that the name of the episode? Divorce reading and Deborah Mess. Is that the episode title right there? It could be. And poached uh, eggs. And jazz. Poached eggs, jazz. And jazz. <laughs> On Broadway. <laughs> Featuring Keith Sutherland, Donald Sutherland's son. And he's... And he's dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost all for us having the longest episode title ever and just to click everything. Who's Canadian? <laughs> On Broadway. Uh, <laughs> for $12. Uh, okay. We took a half an hour break. <laughs> do it. Please uh, do it. I'm seriously doing that as a title now. That is going to be the yeah. longest title ever. <laughs> Oh God! Ending we with ah. So <laughs> Deborah Messing bakes a cake. Uh, we were doing so well. We were doing five at a time, and then we just dropped the ball. I uh, mean, well, you can okay. still change this. You haven't even talked about no time to die yet. You're in control, here, Noah. <laughs> you know. I was listening uh, yesterday to our Automatic Secret Service episode, and we used to be quite good. Um, <laughs> I, was actually, I was quite shocked. Like we used to give like facts out and like behind the scenes trivia and like analysis. And now we're talking about Deborah Messing on Broadway. You're still uh, now. You're like fact. Uh, Ben's divorce. I'm not divorced. I'm separated. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Inaccurate fact. <laughs> Never Double trust any facts we give on this news. show. <laughs> That's a Ben fact. <laughs> That's a Ben inaccurate fact. <laughs> you know what's sad is that Ben and I are just jealous that Noah had a day. He's getting the most action now of everybody on the show. Yeah, I mean, the twist. <laughs> I don't know about that. I went to see Deborah Messing and Aha with two different girls. So you know. <laughs> and you still went home with the guy who met Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Yep. I mean, wouldn't you, Colin? Wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. If I, if I met a man in a bar that told me about AHA playing in New York, I mean, <laughs> wound. That, that's an aphrodisiac right there. You're on a date with a hot girl and something, wait, I've AHA, fuck off, girl. Yeah. Girl. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, just, no just putting it out there I'm not 100% sure I'm going to survive this episode <laughs> Finally It's worked now <laughs> yes, it. It's at the old age <laughs> <laughs> Okay, number two Okay uh, I mean, Colin just muted to like Do a little dying action <laughs> So, I uh, mean if he dies, do we do the tribute episode or we just finish this episode? I finish or? this first. I'm not, I'm not going this far without finishing this episode. Screw that guy. Just bring Sean White and Tony Hawk. We just see like Jamie like doing CPR. There's paramedics coming in. No, we just keep go. going. Casper running around go. in his underwear still. It, it will go from Colin's number 10 to... All right, number nine, and it's just Tony Hawk. Uh, <laughs> for the rest of the episode, it's just Tony Hawk. Uh, my number 10 is No Time to Die. I was surprised that I brought this up as the last person because I was the most critical on it. It's very disjointed. It doesn't fit with the song, but 
it does look cool. Like on the, I'm just picturing on the screen when I watched it for the first time, and maybe recency bias, but like looking at it for the first time on bit the big screen, it did look cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Can I bring up the S word, Ben? You always criticize me when I do, but sex. I mean, I'm, I'm a slut for some Doctor No balls. Um, so that was good to see them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> you didn't use the sentence. I'm a slut and balls uh, together, and somehow it works. Good job, Noah. Um, and the you know you had Majesty's Trident, um, all these things. But I agree, it's very disjointed. But it does look amazing, though. You got to give them that. So definitely not higher than tenth. But I was maybe surprised to put it this high. But there's still enough in there that I do enjoy. But I do have still issues with it though. I, I agree with you completely. It does look great. Um, and I just, I just think, yeah, the issue is just, it just doesn't work together. Like you, you just pick a theme and then stick with it. And this would be a top 10 opening sequence. Um, I've got it, all seven. Exactly. <laughs> pick a host, uh, <laughs> pick a theme. Pick a but theme. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. Like you're like on the big screen. It does look incredible. Um, it, it, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I agree with everything you say. I just, I, I yeah, top 10. No, surprising. Very surprising. Yep. Surprising yep. guy. Yeah. Surprising guy. All right. So I mentioned that there are seven that haven't been brought up yet. So let's bring up one that hasn't been mentioned. Going to make someone a bit upset with this one. Boom, 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 was it Noah you said about from Russia with love was like the first like quintessential opening title. I, I think it's Dr. No. Like I just think with the silhouettes and everything that you've got kind of going with it. Like, it's just, it's just that to me is like, boom. Okay. This is where they took it from, from that point on, like, this is where we're going from there. And like ones that follow, like, you know, hone it down a little bit and then we get what we get today. But I, I actually was the one who messaged in the group saying like, are we doing Dr. No? And then Noah was like, ah, yes. Uh, and I then, was about to say you didn't even want to include this. Come on. But like it just I used to hate it. Um, but then all of a sudden just like I, when I rewatched it, I'm like, God, this is good. Like I just, I love the dots and I love the doodly, 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 doodly. like there's just something about that that just is so fun. And then even like the way the bond, like I almost would be probably ranked this still at 10 if you just you ended it after the bond theme. If you just like went straight into the opening, there's just kind of something cool about it when you just get the da-da-da-da. And then the way it goes on, like they play the longer version of it. Um, it is a bit weird that they kind of play three different songs, but I I just I don't want to bag it out because I just love the fact that the do 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 three blind man. It's just like it's here I am bagging out no time did I for being disjointed. This is the most disjointed one of all of them, but it's brilliant. I love it. And then just the fact that you have like the three blind mice silhouettes and then like blind and then like it transitions into the three of them walking on the street. Like, I don't know. It's just there's something so like I'm not gonna bag out any of the top ten. I just I just something about it. I just like nine others better. So it was always gonna be in my top ten, Noah, but oh I love I love it. Doom 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 and it's it's the one we all quote. We quote doom 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 And we're finally starting to speed up and recover some time here because my number nine is I think the only knock against this is that it is so simple and so basic, but this isn't, I know we kind of had arguments before about, you know, oh, well, just because it was, I think it was the Sylvia Trench argument. 
just because she's the first, you know, does that necessarily mean that, that, that it still has to be one of the best? This is one of these examples mm. where the answer would be yes to that. Um, you still have to be objective enough to say, well, there's just a lot of dots on screen and then there's some silhouetted dancing. But every title sequence that came, there's a reason why 24 movies after this, we're here talking about how No Time to Die is still maintaining this classic style that is so long gone. I mean, opening credits period are long gone. To actually do it like this is so long gone. And it's all because of Dr. No that we have this. And they, they, they stuck with the same guy for 27 years or whatever, Maurice Binder after this, you know, he would take a break for the next two movies. But really when you look at the first four Bond movies, those four title sequences are so important and they've never deviated. Everything we get after Thunderball is still in place. There's nothing new that's really happened since then. It's just reinventing what they've originally done. And the fact is No Time to Die took these dots and incorporated that into their title sequence. Uh, and that was my favorite part of the No Time to Die title sequence. So um, yeah, I, I love this. I love that we have the three blind mice. There's another literal thing in there, uh, the three blind mice. I love the, the dancing, boom, 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 dancing. Uh, <laughs> and then the dots are just so perfect. Like this is James Bond in its most simple form but not just because it's the original, it's, it still sets the tone for everything else that's going to come after this. Yeah, I mean, petition to change our logo to us being the three blind mice walking along like that. I mean, come on. I mean, like, I, I petitioned Ben to change the logo and just for a side record, like, he maybe picked the worst photo of me possible and... I mean, never I win with you. Nobody a... just can't be pleased. No, but I, I kind of have a theory. I think actually Ben did that on purpose, but that's a, that's a thing that we'll get <laughs> okay. off. You have like some weird photos on your social media. It was the best one I could find. <laughs> I don't use social media. Why don't well, you don't play me on of... photos of you? Pick well, the picture with him and the girl. Photo. You want me to ask you for <laughs> a photo at like two in the morning? Hey, Noah, can you send me a photo? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the wouldn't be the first time. Um, I don't want those pics anymore, Noah. We've ended that part of our friendship. Uh, yeah, he's in New York now. Um, <laughs> moved on. I'm hanging out with Harlem people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will get to I will get to Doctor No very soon, but like. I am just shocked that both of you had it in the top 10. I thought Ben would have it in the bottom five and I thought really? would have it in the middle middle half. Well, you were even questioning whether or not it belonged. So I'm like, oh God. I was so confused too. I was so confused too. I'm like, how would you not include Dr. No? Yeah. I ate my steak not well directed done. To me, Whatever. Ben, add to the question. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we're happy that you didn't rank it in the bottom five. That's a yep. Noah then would give number nine then, right? Because I did 10 yeah. and then Colin did here. So, yeah, no, you're into number nine. Am I the last person to bring this up? Or maybe Colin hasn't yet, but his diamonds are forever. Yeah, you're the last. Uh, fun fact, like, Korea is very strict on, like, the age of YouTube thing. And I was trying to watch this in uh, work. And I watched all of the intros, but for some reason, for Diamonds Are Forever, they wanted me to verify that oh, I was Oh, they did that for me as well. Old. They did that for me as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's, what's up with the Diamonds Are Forever? I mean, I would say that the caressing of the Golden Gun was more sexual than anything in Diamonds Are Forever. Like, maybe the lyrics are quite 
I would think suggested. maybe the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, but like, and for some reason, my mobile phone doesn't work properly with YouTube here, so I actually couldn't watch the Damn Tough Forever intro at work. It was too X-rated for me. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's not the best, but it's pretty quintessential. Like, it's just a Bond intro. Like, when you think of Bond intros, it hits the marks. Um, it fits the song really well. It looks good. There's nothing great about it, but there's also really nothing bad about it. So I think it belongs in the top 10, but it doesn't belong in the top five. And apparently I'm too young to watch the Diamonds Are Forever title scene. And that's why I talk to you. Oh, God, Colin's getting sick and oh, helping to you. <laughs> oh, I got a blueberry pie with whipped cream. Blueberry pie? What time is it? All right, yeah. well... Jesus. Oh, I'm a blueberry pie boy. Um, now this is a smug look. I own this one. I this is so um, he's getting a blueberry pie. <laughs> I haven't eaten, eaten, eaten anything all day. I've had a coffee and an orange juice. <laughs> he's getting a blueberry pie after breakfast. What are you, a hobbit? Um, I yeah, I agree with everything you say about Diamonds Are Forever. I mean, I had it at 15th, but it, yeah, there's just, it's, it's, I mean, you and I are defenders of the movie. I'm actually surprised I thought you'd have this higher, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I, I just like 14 other better. So, yeah, stroke it and caress it, my blueberry pie, apparently. Why is Colin, like, bending over to eat it? You like eating like a dog, like, on the floor? Like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like cookie. cookie. <laughs> He likes the deep throaty blueberry pie. I, I'm actually starting to question though. Does Jamie listen to the show and now she's just trying to show off? Because we I know she listens ever... to our award-winning podcast off the podium. It's like, oh, I like yeah, this show. Like, so maybe she actually listened to this. She'd like it. Ninety percent of the time, it's like eleven o'clock, and she's like, "What did you have for breakfast?" I'm like, "Nothing." And the only time <laughs> yeah, I yeah, get yeah, breakfast sure, is when sure. we're recording. <laughs> Colin, I I just want to say I follow your wife on Instagram, oh. and I call balls. I do too. <laughs> she, she's constantly posting like, "Here's the breakfast that I made for my well, wonderful husband." You like, gotta, you gotta look at those and see how much of it has gluten. It is only for the kids, <laughs> so I'm definitely uh, low man on the totem pole in this uh, house. Colin, I'd be grateful to have any breakfast brought to me, <laughs> even if I Colin, Colin, back yourself up. Did you just say you're the lowest member on the totem pole? You've literally just had two yeah, meals brought to you. Your wife is looking after your three children while you're sitting there talking, ranking the titles. You're pretty high up on that totem pole. No, <laughs> trust me. I In this house, you're talking I am to a definitely a man Separated here. And man, I could the last 80 girl, days of having someone bring here. me breakfast and everything. And here you are, I'm so low. <laughs> it's got gluten in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the problems with Colin. Oh, they've got gluten in the pancakes. Oh, I'm so I'm so poor. <laughs> in my blueberry pie with whipped cream. <laughs> Meanwhile, no is, one day to spite thing. us. Calls a girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. I feel like Colin, you're getting spiked blueberry pie. <laughs> Everyone, okay seriously guys look, can we just like stop with the jokes can we just please take a moment in, of silence for colin's life it's pretty sad just a moment of silence everyone <laughs> his pie had gluten in it i know no. it's just, it's just, if, if you wish to donate to colin he's struggling like just, just sign up to our <laughs> patreon and every cent raise will go to colin like i just i don't i don't like this toilet humor that we're doing on this show like i just <laughs> 
Colin is struggling. All right. He's getting blueberry pie and he's, he's getting poached eggs. Just, he's just so low on the totem pole. I just, I just, it's not good. All right. Stop donating money to the Ukraine and give it to Colin. Like just, <laughs> just help him out. Okay. Terrible. All right. Colin, no, just stop joking about it. Okay. What number are we even up to? The thing is, he's got nothing to retort to this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, no, 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 I got nothing to retort on air. I could retort plenty off the air. At least, at least, at least he doesn't have sex. Um. <laughs> now that's something. <laughs> no, and I like, it's just, any, it's disgusting, isn't it? Who who want to have? If it? there's any justice in the world, <laughs> at least he doesn't have it's sex. All the, it's all the spite begging we're doing just to spite collars. <laughs> Um, I'm up to number nine, aren't I? Um, so I'm going to bring up another one that hasn't been brought up. Um, and this is the highest I think I've ever ranked this movie anywhere. Um, Thunderball. Um, it's don't like the movie, but this, there's something great about this title sequence. I like the water and like the, the silhouettes. And again, it fits very well with the the song. Like it just, it kind of works very well together. Um, and it just like, I wish this was the movie. I wish it was kind of just like, succinct little water bits where it's like, okay, this doesn't go on for three hours. Like it's like, cool water women, swimming naked women. Like that's good for me. And th- like this, like I said, um, Dr. No kind of set the groundwork to me. Thunderball is the first like real, like this is a James Bond opening title sequence. It's Thunderball. Um, and it just, it just, everything works so well together. And I just so wish the movie was like the title sequence. So yeah, Thunderball number nine for me. I really enjoy the Thunderball title sequence. Um, Casper disagrees with you, <laughs> apparently. Ah! There's a crow in the room. <laughs> uh, ah. I, have, I have Thunderball uh, a good amount higher than this, but uh, I'm glad that you're complimentary towards it because to me, this is where they got to the really professional level. They were they were testing some cool tricks out for Dr. No, from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, and then Thunderball, it feels like this is the one where they perfected it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, honestly... I agree with everything that you said about Thunderball. Uh, it's a bit higher for me because I do really love it. But I mean, yeah, you were pretty bang on. Everything that you said, I agree with. Oh, look at us. This is so nice. And again, just everyone, moments of silence for Colin. As, as he off screen gorgeous some of that blueberry pie with whipped cream. Is that the one that Deborah Messing made on Broadway last night? <laughs> The exact same one. She, she shares I, with I'm me, checking, but not you. <laughs> I'm checking the Instagram now because I'm sure his wife has already posted like, oh, I just made my husband a blueberry pie. Well, she made the Noah's, Noah's just calling it, like he really doesn't like referring to girls by name, like it's girl and his <laughs> wife. Like we know who she is. Jamie, the old I'm network. Checking Jamie. The, I'm checking the girl's uh, Instagram <laughs> right now. You know, real story about the blueberry. You'll find it a few days ago on her Instagram because she made this. Believe it or not, this is actually a keto blueberry pie. She made it for herself, but that she's sick. Oh, what I'm getting again, it keeps getting worse. She made it for herself, and and she's sick with what I'm getting over. There you go. There's the picture. But she can't eat it. She's like, I literally can't taste anything. So she's trying to get rid of it right now. But there you go. I also just oh, she could give me a slice. I'm here. I think we need to we'll refer to Noah's, Korea. <laughs> I think we need to refer to Noah's girlfriend as Dink because it does not remind you of Goldfinger. <laughs> the girl is dead. Dink. 
<laughs> Man talk. <laughs> the job's done and the bitch is dead. <laughs> oh, Noah, that's not what you're doing, dates. So who's up to what now? Because uh, you're I up to number eight. You're up to number eight. Oh, good. I'm up to number eight. Oh, there. hello, Jamie. F- 15-year-old Jamie there. Oh, even better. <laughs> what is this? Uh, is this? This is the whipped cream with blueberries. <laughs> I didn't get strawberries on mine. That's how I'm saying. Low man on the totem pole. <laughs> I told you that she was going to make a post about it as soon as she gave it to you. <laughs> well, my, my plate had no strawberries. That's not mine. I just want to point out, Noah's looking at Colin's wife on Instagram. I opened mine up and I've got some woman in a bikini hugging a dog. Uh, <laughs> Same Instagram. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, number eight, number eight, Colin. All right, number eight. eight. I'm going to take one off the board that I feel like uh, neither of you were quite complimentary enough to. Uh, I have Goldfinger still here. And... Ben, you kind of laughed when I said like they had some very clever projection that they use there. That's the picture he wanted you to use. <laughs> He's got a white. He can't see what I'm showing. <laughs> it's nowhere on a rock. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I can't believe you, you. So you don't like when they're projecting the car and you see the license plate changing over her mouth. Or when they're showing the golf swing and you see the ball literally roll, the projection of the ball, they've timed and timed and placed it enough so that the ball rolls down her arm, down her shoulder, and straight into her cleavage. Like, that's some really clever projection. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I still can't figure out. It's not boring at all. You have one of, the most iconic, <laughs> one of the most iconic images of all time. Do we think that the Golden Girl image would have been just as iconic if they hadn't also included in these opening sequences? Uh, and I'll, I'll give a bit of an argument. Now, I do get, yeah, we're just seeing, you know, footage from the movie over and over again. But uh, was Noah just recreating the pose with the rock back there? <laughs> he paused for a second. <laughs> I think he did a poo. But, I'm uh, just thinking, like, Colin, the oldest person on this show, brought up the Golden Girls. <laughs> yes you know what's funny i i oh, come geez. upstairs yesterday no i come upstairs yesterday <laughs> and jamie's sitting there laughing and she's sitting on the couch watching something with casper and i'm like what are you laughing at what do you watch she goes the golden girls like she was all excited and there was one night at rossi R- rocky sorry rocky listens to the show rocky's younger than all of us and he's the biggest girls girls fan there is oh, but, uh, sevens rocky <laughs> I messaged Rossi one night at like, I don't know, one o'clock in the morning because the twins were just screaming and wouldn't sleep. And I I had them on the couch. I'm like, what am I going to do? Let me put on the Golden Girls. And that shut those kids up so quickly. Those babies love the Golden Girls. So lots of power to those. those, I've uh, I've lost all respect for Casper. I used to respect him. Colin, if you I, I at the NBC uh, gift shop, they've got Golden Girl coloring books. So if you want one, yeah, I mean, you sent I, me that. Yeah, <laughs> I I sent Ro- Rocky once the Golden Girls Monopoly game. Like I didn't actually buy it for him, but like so you buy Rocky gifts. What about us? We know you better. <laughs> where's your Where's your Gordon Bombay figure? <laughs> Colin, in my room back in Australia because you got it to me too late. <laughs> I just want to put all the facts together. You're messaging Rossi at one in the morning. You're sending him gifts. <laughs> Pretty gay. And also, we just discovered what we're either like closing out this uh, episode with. I feel like one's going to be the Will and Grace theme and the other is going to be, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, I, I think that the, the, the use of footage in Goldfinger, um, I don't have that much of a problem with it. Like this isn't like the flashbacks where you're like, what, what relevance does this have to this story? It's not quite as well done as the the way that the, mm, well the, done. the sequence. <laughs> it's not quite as medium rare as what we got in Die Another Day with the uh, the torture scenes. It's not as subtle, but the fact is, all Bond movies are just including elements of what you. Maybe the elements are silhouetted, but it's always just including elements of what you'll see in the movie. So the fact that they're showing stuff that's still to come in the movie, it's not like they're showing spoilers. We're not seeing a bomb. We're not seeing you know odd job throwing a hat. We're showing like a car. We're showing. You know, a, a girl. We're showing uh, blow, Blofeld. No, Goldfinger. Uh, blow job. Mountains. Yeah, all those things. So I, I mean, weirdly, I actually really love this, and I, I remember these two that were done by Robert Brown, uh, <laughs> the From Russia with Love and Goldfinger. Uh, I always had more of a problem with because I felt like they weren't Bond enough, but. I think I've I've really been won over more so on Goldfinger than For Russia with Love, but. I really love these title sequences and and I, I think that they're a lot better, especially than Ben's giving you credit for them, but Noah as well. Yeah, I agree that there is good things, but I think you're giving it maybe too much credit as he goes with the blueberry pie. Um, the, I, 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 yeah, they're not giving spoilers, but also if we saw No Time to Die and we were seeing scenes of Cuba being projected onto the screen, we would be criticizing that. If we saw uh, Casino Royale and we we're seeing scenes of Vesper and Bond macking it on in the hospital, Ben, uh, we would be criticizing that. Um, so, yeah, they're not spoilers, but like, we don't need to see the film in the projection. And if we're criticizing Onomatopoeia's Secret Service, then we need to criticize Goldfinger. Uh, so I like the sequence and I like the Golden Girls. Um, so does Casper. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, but I don't know, I feel like you're almost giving it too much credit. It's. Okay. I think the big difference would be that what we see with Honor Majesty's Secret Service is just scrolling footage of the movie. This is done in such a creative, clever way that makes it look unique. And I think that's what a lot of those other ones, and, and I'll, I mean, there's lots we could throw out there. I mean, the the flashback scenes that we get in a lot of the Daniel Craig's, that, that becomes a bit of an issue. Uh, endless Roger Moore cardboard cutout shots. I mean, there's a lot of things that don't necessarily belong in there. But I think of all those things, I think Goldfinger does it so much expertly where I still can't quite figure out how they did this and how they did this without spending, I don't know, six months trying to get it right. Maybe they did. Um, I, 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 it's for the time, sure. But like, it's just, it's just boring. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, there's just something about it. And it's just, I don't want to see the movie. I'm saying with Noah, like I'm seeing the movie. Like, it's just, it's like how they, um, like I, there was that weird period in TV in like the nineties and two thousands where they were like tonight on third watch. And they would show like a minute's worth of footage, what you're about to watch. It's like, oh yeah. I'm watching this. Why do I need to see this now? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's odd. Um, it's like, how I hate like movie trailers now, how before they drop the trailer, they're like, you're about to watch the new Dr. Strange trailer. So they show like 10 seconds of fast acts pace before you see the trailer. It's like, well, I'm about to watch the trailer. Why do I need to see a trailer of the trailer? Like, it's just, it's, it's, Dumb. We need to start doing this on 007. Are you trying to like tempt me into like doing some fancy editing before this? <laughs> Tonight on 007, girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you have to do it. Uh, oh, God. Free. 
all the editing. Um, <laughs> what am I doing tonight on 007? Girl. <laughs> I mean, We're very pancakes. Never messy. <laughs> Fuck, this is going to be a long afternoon. Um, so you just put up, so Noah's going to put up number eight now? Yes. My number eight, I'm kind of surprised I'm not the first person to put this up because I actually think this is overrated, which is a weird thing to say, seeing as it's my number eight, um, but it's Skyfall. Uh, I've People talk this up and I've never got it. And it is in my top ten. I'm not saying it's bad. Like, it looks amazing, but I've never... There's nothing that stands out for me for Skyfall. Like, what is there in Skyfall? I mean, I did see a vagina uh, for the first time watching this recently, uh, which I don't know if you guys saw. But, uh, that was Colin's first ever? vagina he's ever seen in general. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't pick up on that before. That was interesting. Uh, Where is but- this vagina? I need to see this vagina. <laughs> it's... It's, oh, Colin's it's, disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned vagina and Colin runs away. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just turned the lights off. <laughs> oh, I, I wish we did video episodes so that people... <laughs> He's just like, vagina, runs away. No, no I can't talk about this. <laughs> Can we recreate this? Bented, where is his vagina? Colin rips the earphones off, runs off into the background, up the stairs, turns off the lights of his room and is no longer here. Uh, One of his children better be dying because this is very professional, this podcast. I mean, <laughs> he does have a hard life, Colin remembers. Like, we've got a moment of silence for Colin, everyone. But right, I feel cool. like people listening don't get that he literally... That was running. That was he like did. a marathon. Sprinted. Like, that that sprint. That blueberry pie went straight through him, or like a child when he's dying. <laughs> or he I really had vaginas. Vagina has that effect on people. Maybe he's like, oh my uh, god, Jamie's got one of them. <laughs> vagina. That sounds familiar. I need uh, to see one of them. <laughs> I, I just wish we did video episodes because he literally sprinted off camera. He did. Um, He's gone. <laughs> I mean, I will tell you later, but it's it's after the dragons. It's when they go zoom in sort of into the... You, oh, uh, now he, there he He's goes. back. Here he is. He's, he's finally worked out that, that vaginas aren't that bad. Here he goes. All right. Cool. What vaginas scary. You, you ran away because of vaginas. You went and saw seconds. Jamie's or... <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy it? Um, I mean, the last thing I said was vagina, and then you sprinted off camera. So you tell us what we missed. Um, uh, somebody's choppy. I don't know. If it's... <laughs> Not no us. Uh, <laughs> I love the mystery that Colin's just like. Usually, Colin's like, "Oh, I had to run because a kid died." So now he's just like, "What did I miss?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely had um, to run to deal. with a couple of kids, but something's choppy, and I don't know if it's me. Is it me? It's, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Uh, but I do think it's overrated, which is weird because I'm putting it in my top eight. I But it looks amazing. But at the same time, I don't really see anything memorable in it. Like, what am I 
And I feel John. like people love them. <laughs> <laughs> they guys come up shit. Uh, outside of the vagina, like the dragons, I disagree with Ben. Like, that's my least favorite bit of it. I Aww. think it looks very dated. It looks dated. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I shouldn't be negative. I like the Skyfall one, but I feel like if people talk it up a lot, but there's nothing really in it that I view as memorable. And I'm I'm not a fan of the sort of literal lyrics, which I feel like they do a little bit in there. But, I mean, it still looks amazing. It's a top eight for me. So, yeah, it's good. Um, I mean, again, I don't really disagree. I disagree about the dragons. I love the dragons. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, I only have it at 11th. Um. I definitely think, and I think for most of us, we're all clearly, well, actually Colin hasn't mentioned Skyfall yet. Vagina, run away. Um, there's one Daniel Craig one that I think both of us are going to have very high. Um, so, yeah, it, I think you summed it up well, except for the dragons. You're wrong about that. Um, well, I'm about to grow, agree with Noah on the dragons because it's my next one. I've got Skyfall at seven, and the dragons oh. are the reason that I have it at seven and not six. Um I think that uh, what I'm going to disagree with Noah on is that it's the fact that there aren't as many memorable things about this that I like, because it, it just, it feels very fluid. It feels like everything blends together. This is, I think I brought this up when I was talking about no time to die, that like no time to die. You just have a very disjointed feel to it. We got this section, this section, none of it quite ties together here. Everything ties together so perfectly and so seamlessly. And I think what they were going with was just something that was very subtle. It definitely feels bond like, um, it's not overly complicated and that's kind of what I like about it. I love when they transition the graveyard. I mean, you got to at least give me every time that that skull appears on screen because it's not an in your face skull. It's sort of like you see, you know, uh, I don't know, dust dissolving into a skull or smoke dissolving into a skull. I thought There's that was fantastic. Skull. Well, we got, better, better two, we got at least There's two better, better skull. skulls to come, but skulls in opening credits definitely win me over. Cause I got three skulls in my top seven currently, but um, my favorite part of this is actually just the uh, when you have all those silhouetted things of Bond kind of dodging around corners and it's just like one yeah, after sand. the other after the other. It, way better than sand. But uh, yeah, I, I love everything I, you see in this, but it's not something where you walk away from it being like, oh, it was the one with this. And in a weird way, that's what I do like about the opening credits. But it's definitely not going to be as high as some of the, the more big, bold in your face ones that are still to come. So that was seven for you. Yeah, was it? Colin, you're muted. Yes. Okay. I, I nodded. You. I thought the uh, nodding. Maybe I'm not sure nodding. Yeah, I was. Well, I was we looking... don't know when you're nodding or if you're eating blueberry pie. <laughs> or mentioning vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like we're saying Kincaid. Um, uh, so, all right. So I'm up to number. Uh, have I done eight? Yes. No, I haven't done eight. Oh God, Jesus, I'm losing it. Um, my number eight, clear one off the board. Um, tomorrow never dies. Um, it does not look dated. Screw you, Colin, and your dumbness. Um, it like the thing I really like. I always thought I liked the world is not enough better, but the the difference with like this and the world is not enough is that this blends all together well. And like, yeah, microchips don't really have a lot. I guess it's technology, all that kind of stuff. But it's just 
there's a cool way it just kind of blends and like the the subtle reveal of like I love that moment where you've got like that naked woman and you've got like that scream where it's like oh I'm gonna see it gonna see it no it's going down a little bit oh no 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 it's gonna see it and like I love that diamond transition when it kind of goes into like the satellites and that woman's head turns into like an earth like I just all of it looks so cool and like even with the microchips which are weird I love like the moisture of it and how you kind of see like the droplets and it just there's just something about it that just looks so cool. It, it, and, and, you know, I love the song. It works so well with the song. Like, it just fits. Like, I I actually really do like that KD Lang song at the end. And, you know, I wouldn't have minded that as much as I love the Sheryl Crow one as a thing. But I kind of think that I don't know if the KD Lang one would have worked with this. I think the Sheryl Crow one works really, really well with it. And as with anything, Tomorrow Never Dies, I think it deserves more love. It's like Man with the Golden Gun. It's not a bad film. It's a great film. Um, but yeah, I, I like this opening sequence. I'm glad Noah, you at least ranked it a little bit higher than I thought you were. Cause I thought you were going to rank all the Pierce Brosnan ones low, to be honest, but, um, yeah, no, tomorrow never dies. Great opening sequence. Easy. A top 10 for me. Look, I, I think that to world is not enough's worst parts look more data than this, but world is Enough's best parts look better than this. I think just start to finish. This just looks so nineties to me and not necessarily in a good way. And, you know, obviously we've all kind of agreed that like, what does microchips have to do with it? I just looked at it again. And why is everything in x-ray? Like, what does x-ray have to do with this? Like, it's, like it's the like, x-ray. The x-ray is cool. Again, it it's looks cool. It, no, it looks cool, but it's it's another thing that has nothing to do with it. When you watch the the closest thing you get to having any connection to the story or this movie is where a very subtle screen will float over somebody's face. You're like, oh, is that supposed to be like a TV screen because he's got a network? Nothing in that sequence has anything to do with the movie. It's like they hired Daniel Kleinman and said, give us what you got just sitting on your hard drive. And he's like, well, I got this. Oh, we could make sense out of that in a bond movie one thing i do love about it though is i love the opening shot where it has all those bodies just lying against a white background and that the mm-hmm. logo I'll, I'll say if we ever do rank the logos i mean tomorrow never dies is going to be right near the top for me i think that's got to be one of the best logos that bond's ever had I, and just on that actually it's a good point you make i and like again not just ben loves pierce brosnan but i would honestly argue that the opening of every single title credits in the pierce brosnan movie is spot on perfect like whether you like them or not like just the way it opens with the logo like the world is enough looks great tomorrow never dies golden eye god we'll get to that and even die another day the way that kind of goes in with that on the floor with the scorpions i think they all start really really well yes yeah i mean tomorrow tomorrow never dies logo (laughs) is good but it's not as good as aha logo well, true. I mean, Aha set the bar for logos. <laughs> do we rank the Aha logo, Colin? Do you think when um, you know, if the if the Which t-shirts are ten bucks, the t-shirts? their logo, like if there was a ten dollar Aha logo t-shirt, I totally would have bought it just because it was in the Bond credits, <laughs> <laughs> and I would have been wearing it right now. <laughs> do you wear the Double Seven shirt to the Aha concert? I, I don't have a double one. No, Colin's owns that. I don't own it. We share no, it. We share it. Did Colin oh, yeah. not send it to you? We share the clothes. Didn't I send you a Quantum this is of like the sister of the Is this the sister of the traveling pants with, with podcasters? We share our clothes. I mean, well, you yeah, might. the one double all seven shirt we have. Oh, somebody <laughs> sent me some underwear. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you want them washed? Um <laughs> for your son or I didn't know you were into that buying underwear off the internet. I didn't know you were aware that was a thing. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. So uh, Noah's up, right? 
Uh, yeah, Noah's well, number I seven. Certainly am know. after that comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Noah's number seven. Uh, yeah. Number seven. I'm surprised that I'm not the last person to bring this up, and I feel very loved that everyone has brought this up in the top ten. It's... Oh wow! You bringing this up low underneath the mango tree. Uh, I Ben, <laughs> I honestly thought it was in your bottom five, and I. I thought it was, thought it was in uh, old man dying here. Uh, <laughs> it's not even COVID. The sad thing is not even COVID this time. Like I don't even have an excuse. Well, it's just the blueberry Smoke pie and the egg yeah. Benedict <laughs> being brought to you. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised I'm not the last person to bring this up. Number seven. Um, but I'm pleasantly surprised all of us have it in the top Donald 10. I really surprised. thought we had it in the bottom five. Like when he was questioning us in the chat, like to be included, I'm like, yeah, well, what? Of course. Uh, I, I agree with what Ben said. It's so disjointed. Like it doesn't work at all as a transition, but that's what makes it so charming. Like it's the most charming thing I've ever watched on film. Like, it's, oh, it's kind of Charlie? so bad. It's like, yeah, like the from the boo boo, as Ben said, the do 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 like the gun barrel. We don't even have a proper gun barrel. We have this weird like Morse code sort of thing. And then the 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 Bond theme works so well with the dots. Like they could have kept this as the thing for all of the films. Um, and then the the real outlier of the three little bits is the boom, 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 which even as a kid I've laughed because it's just so bonkers uh, or bongos, uh, no pun intended. But like, just the dancing, the sixties dancing silhouettes is so funny and it's just so charming. But then the three blind mice bit you've got to kind of get credit to is. Like those silhouettes of the blind mice leading into the film is kind of the precursor of the title sequences. Silhouettes is such a big part of title sequences that the three blind mice once again are kind of the the forefathers or godfathers of the title sequences. And I love that it transitions from three blind mice in a row into the film. Like that's. As much as From Russia We Love or Thunderball are the precursors of the Bond title sequence, like Doctor Who really is up there as the as the kind of precursor from the get-go. So we have the Bond theme with the dots, which was brought back 59 years later for No Time to Die. Uh, we have the bongos, which is just bonkers and fun. <laughs> and then we have the three blind mice, which is kind of the precursor of the bomb theme with the silhouettes and is just hilarious, that song. Uh, so I love Dr. No as a film. Of course, I'm going to have a bit of bias, but I just find it so damn charming. And I love that all of us have it in the top 10 and I'm not even the last person to bring it up. So I'm thrilled, but... Yeah, I don't know if where the the podcast that's out there for Doctor No is this an unpopular opinion, but like it was never a question that it was going to be up there for me. It's never going to be in my top five, but like it was only I, a question if it was going to be on the list. <laughs> yeah, for some of us, but I both ironically love this, and I 
unironically love this. Like, it's just great. And True millennial. I want to watch it again right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Dr. No for all of us in the top 10. Three blind mice in a row. You are the last person to uh, bring it up, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Why did you send us a screenshot of Sky Gina? Oh, was that the Gina? Oh, okay. Right. Okay. I see it. I was like, who's Sky Gina? Did, Colin, Colin, <laughs> did, you, did you bring up Dr. No, Colin? Did I? Yeah, I had Dr. No at number nine. That is a vagina. Okay. <laughs> I was just about to click save. Tell me if I should or not. Oh, it's not like, you know, what I showed you a few episodes ago, Vagina, but uh, <laughs> you can see it again if you want to. I mean, I'm happy to re-educate you. Um, yeah, no, I agree with everything you said, Noah. I'm, and actually, I'm very surprised that you have it. I thought you'd have it in your top five. I thought it might be your number one, to be completely honest. So I just assume everything Dr. Noah would be great. Number one. I kind of um, wish I did that now. That would be great. So my number seven, so we now have one, two, three, four, five that haven't been brought up. Let's bring up a new one. There's one on here that I'm very surprised has not been brought up by anyone that's going to be in it. That's two. So good for them. Um, uh, this is like, talk about openings of, <laughs> openings for China. Oh, God. <laughs> Bad segue. Um Colin, a vagina has an opening. Look it up. Um, talk about openings of like title sequences. Maybe the, no, not the best one. At least the top two or three. If we're ranking the opening of the title sequences, God, we're getting really niche then. Um, live and let die. Um, just the way it starts and you've kind of just got that woman who's like, and thing I always forget with the way you, you zoom in on that woman is the way her eyes like get larger just before it turns mm-hmm. into the skull. Like she kind of is like, Ooh, and it's like the skull catches fire and you've got all the fire and you've got people dancing in the fire, but they're not saying it in the lyrics, I guess. But like, like, I don't want to sound like I'm being critical. I mean, it does get repetitive, but it's good repetitive. Like, this isn't just like, okay, I'm over this now. This is like, yeah, I'm dancing with these women in the fire. Like, what else can you have? Like, Sheena Easton. <laughs> can someone re-edit Sheena Easton into the living let in die? The yeah, with live a let, camera. Living Let Die is one of those ones that... Um, I used to like, I think when we first did our rankings, it was like my second lowest. But then when I read it, I'm like, no, this movie's not that bad. Literally halfway through the novel right now. So, ooh, look at me go. Um, but us readers. Yeah, us readers. Like, I enjoy it. Again, it's the age old <laughs> thing of saying I like six others better than this. But um, yeah, the Living Let Die one's fun. It's iconic. The skull, the fire, you remember it. Um, and I think to me, the top like, you know, 10 are ones that you remember. Like it, you don't have to struggle. Like I could have ranked these without rewatching them. And I remember what's in them. So yeah. Live and let die. Da-na-na, da-na-na, da-na. Uh, solid points, Ben. I won't be talking about this for a little bit. Colin's number one, everyone. I'm calling it now. It's Colin's number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, solid points, Ben. I won't be talking about this for a little bit. Number one. No, it's number one. I'm calling it now. <laughs> You two are both going to have the same 25 and your number one is going to be the same. Skull. Colin, who's up? Number six for Colin. Oh, it's finally my turn again. Okay. Um, And I get to do something new here. I get to be the first one to take something off the board. And I have a feeling that uh, I might get yelled at for this, but who knows? Um, 
there's only one criticism I'm going to have for this, which is the only reason it's kept on my top five. Cause I looked at my top five and I said, I can't complain about anything in here. Uh, but I can complain about one thing in what otherwise could have been like the pre-title scene, maybe the greatest in bond history. And that's specter. Uh, the octopus is amazing. Everything about this is amazing. Uh, the only thing that I don't like, and unfortunately I really don't like it, is the flashback scenes, the shards of glass, because it's not even just like a br- blink and you miss it. Like it goes on for 10 or 15 seconds of these credits. And the flashback side, I mean, if, if you incorporated that more throughout and it wasn't just here in your face, here is 10 or 15 seconds of flashbacks, I think that this would be like pretty near perfect. Um, and weirdly enough, I mean, it definitely helps the song a little bit, but Sunshine, Lollipops and Rainbows works perfectly to this. Like this is the one that any song in the world could work with these title sequences. It's just unfortunate that there is that flashback stuff, which if it was just the flashbacks, I'd probably still have a problem with it because I feel like you should use flashbacks more like the way that uh, let's say no time to die or even skyfall does, you know, just little glimpses here and there and not an extended section. Uh, But it's the fact that it's during the literal lyrics of the shards of glass from my past or whatever. That's just, Oh, that's cringeworthy, but everything else, this could have potentially been a number one without that. Yeah. I mean, it's not coming up super soon for me, but I totally do agree with you about the shards of glass, but I think no time to die did it worse. Like following on from Spectre that they did that again. Like you have to think of it chronologically where it fits in, in the history of the series and no time to die had the audacity to do shards of glass for a second time. Uh, but I, I agree with what you're saying, but to me, the pros outweigh a top six for Spectre. So it's not, coming up yet for me it will be coming up soonish for me okay i believe that's your turn noah for number six number six number six my number six is an old school one and probably my last one that remains from the 60s i believe it's thunderball uh I've surprised myself that I had this so high, but it is, firstly, I'm a sucker for some underwater swimming in my Bond-like title sequences. Bring that back for Bond 26. Like, I want to see Idris Elba swimming underwater. Me Um, too. (laughs) But, like, it is the beginning of what the Bond title sequences are. Like, yeah, we talked up a little bit, well, Colin did, Goldfinger, yeah, From Russia With Love has the projection. Yeah, Dr. No has the silhouettes and the, the balls. Um, but, like, this is pretty much the precursor of what the Bond title sequences will be. And almost You Only Live Twice and Majesties didn't follow this. But Thunderball is what the 80s and the late 70s really copied as a Bond kind of title sequence. But it just... For 1965, it looks amazing. The silhouettes swimming, the blue, the red, everything about the way that it fits with the song. Uh, I agree with Ben. I wish the film was as good as the title sequence was. 
that's another story that we've gone over many times, but like it is so good. And I was surprised it's the highest I'm going to have anything Thunderbolt ever, but it deserves this top six spot. Like it is the quintessential early Bond intro. This is the beginning of the, the Bond intros and it looks amazing. And I would watch it anytime. It fits with the Tom Jones song. It gets you amped up for the film, which the film does not deliver on. So Thunderbolt, absolutely worthy of a top six place. Almost could have had it higher, like surprised myself, but I'm glad it didn't go outside anyone's top 10. So that has to give it credit for what it is. I agree with everything you say, because again, (laughs) I'm not a big, what is so funny. I, I, I didn't realize you changed your headphones. So I because thought that you were just, I thought you could hear nothing. And then you saw Noah's mouth stop moving. You're like, I agree. <laughs> I could have said anything like my Madonna. Left, Madonna, what? Noah, what was that? What do you want to say about Madonna? Um, the left like piece on my earphone died. So I'm like, I, I, it's annoying me. So I was changing earphones. Um, uh, uh, yeah, no, I do. I agree with everything you say. And I think that it's, um, yeah, it should have been, the movie should have been better. So hashtag should have been better. Um, I disagree only on one point is that I have it one higher. I have it at number five. Uh, I think that what's most impressive about this is if you were to look at all the other title sequences that follow, as far as what looks professional, what looks expertly, what looks like, it, 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 what looks like a million bucks it wouldn't be until Spy Who Loved Me that the production values of the title sequences were this flawless. And you're dealing with underwater photography and, and, and all these cool different styles and designs and, and textures you get to see. Like there is so much going on here when it's just mostly underwater photography. Uh, it's another one like Goldfinger. Where I'm like, how did they actually do half of this stuff? And, you know, you Only Live Twice has its flaws. Honor Majesty's Secret Service has flaws, even just on a technical level. Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, they all have their flaws. Spy Who Loved Me, I think, was the next time where they really got to this level of perfection. Um, and I'll disagree that I actually love this movie, and I feel like it is perfect for this movie. Uh, and it's probably, you know, still only a fraction of the amount of underwater photography you get, even for, what, a three, four-minute song. Uh, but... It just looks incredible. Like the only thing you can say about it, it looks beautiful. It's beautiful to look at and uh, works perfectly with the song somehow, even though it shouldn't. Uh, And we were talking about logos. I think this was probably also the first time where they really had fun with the logo when we have the bubbles coming up to form the Thunderball. Like that alone, I think, is one of the best uh, elements we have in any of these sequences. But uh, I I also, I think I always loved this sequence and I figured it would be high, high up on my list. Um, I don't necessarily think I thought it would be in my top five, but it's like I said with my top five. I mean, there's nothing that I can really personally complain about with these. Yeah, I mean, it was six for me. Uh, Classic old man loving Thunderball, but like, yeah, like the film, it does not live up to the hype, but I agree, like this gets you amped up for the movie, even if it's not a great movie. Uh, well, on that, I guess I do my number six. Yes. Um, ooh, okay. We've got three that haven't been brought up yet. Uh, shall we get 
a new one on the board, and this is going to piss some people off. Ooh, particularly I'm, when you realize, I'm already shocked, and I, I just see the three that are left. I was going to say because you also realize that there are two that I haven't even brought up yet. Um, <laughs> clang, oh. clang, a lang, a lang, a lang, a lang, a lang, clang, a lang. No, that's not the one I thought you would have gone with. No, um, Spy Who Loved Me. It's pretty much a perfect film. Again, I just love Five better. Um, <laughs> now we know what Noah's number one is. I mean, it's so good that we can't take it seriously anymore because of the whole parody thing. I mean, everything that he sings about, uh, that he makes a joke about happens. There's a girl in a luga or bit of bush, bit of bush. <laughs> like it's just, and even like, I, I don't I don't mark it down because of the the stock footage of Roger Moore that they use in like the next five Roger Moore films. This is the first one uh, <laughs> to the camera. At least it's not a cardboard cutout this time around, though. But um, I mean, I can't say anything bad about it. I legitimately just comes down to I like five others better than this. Um, it's just it's that simple. I mean, the song is the best song. It's my favorite Bond song to me. It's number one. It came number one on our list. Um, I just can't think of anything bad to say about it. I just like five others better than this. Simple. As I think it was Colin tell- said before, I just like it. <laughs> but can you uh, tell us some good things about it, though? Can I tell some what? Yeah, I feel Positives. like you didn't really talk it off. Oh, like, what's good about the, it? The silhouettes, like the way you've like got like bond with the woman and there's a woman and then just like the way they literally get the silhouettes of like her on a gun like doing freaking gymnastics you talk about figure skating and like skiing like oh i don't like the summer olympics were represented of people doing gymnastics on a luga giant luga um it just everything about it is just fun it works it fits so well with the song like the timing of the movement of the girls like fits so well with the nobody does it better and it just I feel like everything works so that you've had such a great iconic opening sequence. You've got this great song, the way that opens again, I love the opening of title sequences with a ding, 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 ding. And then just the way it like, you know, you're in for a good time. You've got a great song. You've got great credits. You've got a great opening sequence. Like everything about this just blends in well, nothing bad about it. I just like five others better. I like, Less than oh. five others better because um, it'll be a little while before I bring this up. You're, you're number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a while before I bring this up. No, both your number ones, whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. So my number four. Uh, now I'll say my top five was easy. It was instantly settled. I know what my top five is going to be when I looked at this list. My Wait, are you doing number four? Because I've not done my number five. Oh, then go ahead. Number five. Yeah, that works. Ben, what, what, ben, ben just did six. Yeah, but because you jumped ahead, you, you had Thunderball. Oh, because I had Thunderball. Okay. Yeah, so confusing. Noah and I have both got to do our fives. Yeah, don't run away again. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring up one for the first time, I believe. Touch for um, the very first time. Yeah, and Ben doesn't like this song. Um, cool. oh, no. I do like the song. I just like other songs better. Shut up. Ben, you put it like 14. You don't like it. Um, like 16, but whatever. Well, exactly. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised I'm bringing this up for the first time, but also, like, I think fifth is pretty fair for Goldeneye. Uh, 
love this intro. Like the the idea of bringing Bond into the modern era of like like dancing people on like hammers and sickles is amazing. It looks a bit dated, but this, unlike The World Is Not Enough, this is where I don't hold it against it. Like, it's a product of its time, and I can accept it. It doesn't feel distracting dated, which I think World Is Not Enough, as Colin said, kind of feels like the Windows 95 screensaver kind of thing. This does look a bit dated with the sky, sort of the dark sky thing, and there is something about the Brosnans. I don't know if it's a the fact that we were all young in that era, that we remember that sort of Colin thing, wasn't. or if... <laughs> he, he remembers it well, uh, or or if if it's a fact that that was when computer like CGI was such a sort of novelty that they started doing that. It's either one or the other. The fact that we lived through that, that we remember that, and maybe young people don't think of that now as dated. Like, I don't think of the 60s ones as dated because I didn't live in the 60s. Or Colin did. It was the, <laughs> or it was the fact that uh, that was when they started really using computers to make these intros. It's either one or the other, and I don't know. And Colin's probably the best person to ask because he, he is old. But uh, <laughs> I can tell you about the um, dots in Dr. No. <laughs> I was there but, when the dot was invented. <laughs> I mean, now I'm actually kind of interested to hear from everyone. Is it the fact that we were sort of grown up in that era that we think it's dated, or is oh. it the fact that computer-generated sort of stuff was starting in that era? Because there is something I love a lot of the Brosnan intros, at least two out of the four. But the fact of the matter is, those four probably look more dated than any of them. So what, I disagree with what that. Is that? I, I was going to say I think that for whatever reason, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I think it's forgivable with GoldenEye. It, it, it has a look that is that. clearly 1995, but it suits it. It suits it in the same way that I said that the Living Daylights kind of suited that dated look or um, that, uh, I mean, Live and Let Die or Diamonds of Forever kind of suits that dated look. I, I think it's... My... Go ahead, no. Well, my question is, is it because all of us are children of the 90s or is it well, because two of us are. <laughs> I, I don't think so because again we've we've all had at least some bit of criticism for the dated looks of other it, there's certain things that just they don't sit well no matter what age you're in you know uh and like the projection in on Majesty's secret service we all sort of had the same complaint like you know if they had done this uh 10 mm. years later 20 years later it would have looked different and i just feel like if nobody nobody watches 90s stuff and doesn't kind of pinpoint it's probably closer not so much that we grew up in it but probably closer to what you said about this was the birth of that technology it's like when you go back and you look at or the the the, was the, the first movies to use cgi like young sherlock holmes and willow when you look at that now you're like oh that's rough like anybody could do that on their phone but yet at the time it was like, oh, groundbreaking. But it took until something like Jurassic Park before it got perfected to the point where it wasn't a little bit awkward was, and new. What was that? The the movie with the skeletons and these fighting, like, you know, the, Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, know. King Kong, like, I mean, at the mm-hmm. time, like freaking Mildred would have been, you know, sending a panties to Noah, like, I mean, just, just blown <laughs> away. But look, I think, I, I I'm just the quintessential defender of the Brosnan era. Is like I, I also just don't think like dated 
as I said before, not necessarily, because it's a time capsule. Like it's, 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 that's where, where life was at that point. That's what it was, you know, like, I mean, if I'm watching license to kill and it looks as good as freaking no time to die, I'm going to be a bit weirded out by that. Like I kind of like, it's got that real eighties or nineties feel. And I think also it does also like what you're saying about growing up. Absolutely. I think it a hundred percent does have an impact on your opinion of it because you know, Brosnan was our bond, you know, Roger Moore probably for Colin, but like, I mean, Brosnan was our, <laughs> well, but even like realistic, we've talked about this before, like, no, I would almost argue still that Daniel Craig was your bond because kind of you, like as a teenager, like that sort of when you were, you know, you're more aware than as you were a child, but yeah, I don't know. I, I agree it's a time capsule, but I think those four films stand out more to me than the living daylights do or a view to a kill. And I wonder if it's because I wasn't born when a view to a kill was made that I can kind of forgive it more. And I love golden It's in my top five, but those four to me stand out like a sick sore thumb. And I just wonder what is that me or is that everyone that thinks that those four stand out like a sore thumb? I think like, I think a lot of, people i I mean there was like one website that ranked all of them before they hadn't got no time to die on it but um they would comment on certain things not aging brilliantly on the ones, and then i watched a top 10 on youtube and they just chose 10 randomly and their number one was the world's not enough they they thought the best title sequence was the world's not enough i was like okay don't agree with that but sure why not bloody idiot (laughs) i mean like (laughs) golden eye like it does look dated and more so than I think my other four that I've got in my top five, but it's so good. Like if it's the song, if it's the era, if it's a time capsule, as Ben more said, era. more, Sorry. more, more era. <laughs> <laughs> oh, using era. It now. <laughs> uh, and, but even though it looks dated, it still looks cool. Like there's a sort of old school cool of it, the falling sickles and hammers and the, the walking babes on it looks cool and the walking bond on it is cool. And yeah, the sky looks like a video game that you could make like now, but it it's, it's pretty perfect for what it is in 95 and for the film. It fits the film so well. So kind of shocked I'm the first to bring it up, but also like we're top five. So all of us agree on it really. Uh, I won't be talking about it for a little bit. Um, I'll be talking about it soon, but not soon enough. So my number five. Wow. Um, again, when I said there oh, are, are two we gonna be angry? Top five. I don't even think you guys realize. Just, just, that just hold on a second. I, that's what I was about to say. I'm like, do we even know what stupid movie Ben has yeah, not have, put have up yet? Up dying of the day yet? The world is not enough has come up. Uh, no never dies. Up. All right. Well, number five, I'll just, I'll just say it because one of you had it at 20. One of you had it 15 and you two are idiots. A view to a kill is amazing. Oh no. Neither of you mentioned the best opening of any Bond title sequence ever. <laughs> the unzipping of a shirt that reveals boobs with 007 in the middle of cleavage. Now you didn't notice on. a golf ball rolling down a woman's body into her cleavage. Because I've got literal 007 in cleavage. That is so much better. 
I I watch this and I'm like, fuck, I always forget how much I love this. If you want to talk about there's one song that I would say is more suited to the title sequence and that will be reflected on my ranking of it. This song is perfect for this opening sequence. And like the, the darkness, like I think it was Colin you're saying you hated the dark. I love the, the darkness mixed oh. with the neon is fantastic. And the way the lighting, it's so eighties. And that's what I love about it. The laser. No one's just losing it right now. But like, I like you talk about the woman. It's like the man with the golden gun woman. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, love, I love the skiing down the body. <laughs> That like it's so cool, and the dance into the fire, like yeah, it's cheesy, but I just weirdly like it. Like it's a woman dancing in fire. Like oh, I, I watch this and I love it, and it just like if I could go back in time and live in any decade, I know I lived like three years of the eighties, but I was like one, two, and three. I don't remember it. I want to grow up in the eighties because seriously, it just looked awesome. I'd be high on cocaine all the time, but um, I love it. I yeah, laugh at all, yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. Is that I explaining love your ranking? You're high on cocaine. A view to a kill opening sequence is brilliant. And the fact that you two had it so low is just bullshit. Like, look, I, I, I was a bigger defender than Noah was, but I think the problem with this is they need to be on more cocaine when they made this. Like it is, there's not enough going on. Like they had a brilliant concept and they went about 25% of the way there. I, see, I, I, dis- I just, I disagree with that. I'm not saying that I didn't like the darkness. Like the whole, the whole idea is you have to have that darkness and then the black light and all that. But it's the fact that it was like too little and, and it wasn't used the entire thing. And you had too much of the screen just with black and, and skiing like this, you know? <laughs> One thing I want to say, like, this quickly, and I, I, I don't know if you really mentioned it too much when you're talking about Spectre. And I know Noah will when he brings it up and I'll mention it when I bring it up. Like what is brilliant about Spectre is that it's just kind of so over the top, ridiculous and bright and in your face and like, wow, look at the giant octopus. To me, that's a view to a kill in the eighties. Like it's so over the top and ridiculous and so eighties and just so like neon and weird dance and skiing woman. Like in the boobs, the boobs of the 007. Come on. No, it's, it's, it needed to be more over the top is what it needed. It it does suit the song, but. They literally got a woman with massive boobs put 007 in between and go, okay, Cheryl, I want you to unzip that top and then it's going to slowly reveal it to the cat. Like that is so freaking like, that would never hold up today. But it's Have so either of you ever seen the actual Duran Duran? Yes. No, the Duran Duran music video for this? They're on, they're on the Eiffel Tower, aren't they? Yeah. Like it's yeah. all kinds of bad uh, compared to this. So this is but a step up 80s, from Duran Duran. To version. me, that is the, this is what the, there's talk good about, 80s. Like, a, like, okay. Peter Gabriel oh. Sledgehammer, good oh, 80s. Brilliant. A view yeah. to a kill opening credits. Uh, it's in the middle. But that to me is just the 80s. It's just like, oh, I just, this, I love that decade. What a p- smart people were born in that decade, except for Colin. <laughs> I was born in the 80s. <laughs> so was I. That's what I'm trying to say. Is the joke went over your head. That was a more era joke. Oh, you were saying was a 1945 I joke. I said smart <laughs> people were born in the 80s because I was born in the 80s, except for some, meaning you. Um, yeah. Jamie was born in the 80s. I was born in the 80s. Ben was born in the 80s. Um, Noah was born in the 2010. <laughs> Colin was actually born Noah in the 1880s. <laughs> That's right. He's <laughs> <laughs> gone from, He was literally in hysterics to now he just has this disgusted look on his face like, what? Yeah. Moment of I mean, silence for Noah? You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. That was aggressive. Um, <laughs> skiing girl with neon paint and like, did they just discover streamers for the first time in 1985? Like streamers glowing faster. Like, I know you have terrible opinions, but like, I, I've lost even more respect. Oh, you. here we go. You just, Every uh, episode. I, I, I coughed when you said that. I heard Noah say, I know you have chemical dependence. <laughs> Which explains your rankings, but is that exactly what you said? Yeah, I have a chemical defense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh that good. would be a good episode title. Was... We didn't already have it. On show. <laughs> I was about to say that. I know I you have a chemical defense. <laughs> you know you did. You know you did. You know you did. <laughs> I mean, like I was just coming around on you, Ben Waterworth, but no. It's, it's, oh, Mr. Yeah, it's gone. Groves. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> Whose uh, turn is it? Whose turn is uh, it? I believe, I believe uh, Colin's Everybody's number done four. Five? Colin's number four. Okay. Uh, so this one has been brought up, not by everybody yet. So mm, there's still hope yeah. that it's going to go up higher in the rankings, which I would be happy if this goes up higher in the rankings because – when I made my first list, I had five that immediately stuck out. And out of those five, I'm like, four of these could easily be number one. For a while, I thought that I would have put this number one. And yet it it, it does have some flaws. On a technical level, you know, it it, it looks a little bit uh, cheap at times, but it's all, it works together for the charm. And this is one time where the song and the credits just work so perfectly together that that is the star. Uh, Live and Let Die is my number four. And I I think that whole opening, the slow zoom in with the eyes getting wider and then just that moment, you know, bum, bum, and it goes in the skull. And they repeat that a couple times. Like they took so much care in making sure that every cut in this title sequence perfectly matched the song. And they even seem to design the titles. I mean, there's a lot of title sequences that clearly were not designed around the song. I mean, if we want some defense for why tomorrow never dies doesn't necessarily fit the song as well because you know, the song was a last minute addition i guarantee the credits will come before that but it still doesn't explain why tomorrow never dies has nothing that belongs in the movie this has little bits of everything yet it is so simple you have just black background you have you know the skulls you have flames you have uh, i think they got like body paint on the woman that kind of looks like voodoo tattoos and stuff but yet it is it's so not over the top like i some of the ones i still have to come and it's just, it's perfect. This is this is something that could have easily been number one. And I, I don't think that there's, there's maybe one other moment that's coming up. Uh, if you're just looking at individual moments from all of the title sequences, it's like the greatest of all time. But that woman to a skull transition is probably for me the most memorable thing. When I think about Bond title sequences, like what really stands out? What is just an epic moment? like the the sparks behind the woman i mean that's why i said man with golden gun was like we're just gonna do an asian version of this because it's, it's just like the skull with the flames i mean the skull with the flames are just so much better yeah i mean i'll save time we this might be our first ever match for this list is my number four Octopussy. is live and let die you both had the bottom yeah yeah that was bad yeah um octopusy i mean live and let die yeah it could have been my number one and uh, it never was, but I would be fine with it being my number one. It's pitch perfect. Um, fits the film, fits the song, 
and it's awesome. That was my three criteria. Does it fit the film? Does it match the song? And how awesome is it? And it's all three of them, hands down, if not more. Roger. Uh, as you said, Colin. Roger Moore, yeah. Uh, as you said, Colin, like the the bit with the a woman uh, turning into the skull. <laughs> A woman. It's so funny. It never dies. <laughs> like Roger. But like, yeah. <laughs> it's the joke that never dies, unlike Roger. Rest in peace. A woman. Um uh, but that moment, that moment of a woman turning into a skull, a skull, uh <laughs> is possibly the greatest moment of all title sequence. Even though it's not my number one, that's probably the if we're ranking the best moments of the title sequence, that's probably number one. Like that's so epic. And like this woman into the skull is so epic. Um, but then it switches to Live and Let Die is kind of three different songs. And the title sequence seamlessly switches between those three songs. And it fits every sort of pitch perfect moment of the song. With the film, the whole voodoo sort of black exploitation aspect is played perfectly into the title sequence. That even though it's number four and not number one, to me, it's a pretty pitch perfect title sequence. You can't really fault it. Uh, it could have been my number one, it's not my number one, but like this is this is epic, epic song, epic title sequence, pretty good movie. So, yeah, I agree with you completely. Number four, live and let die. Stop talking about Pitch Perfect. We're not covering Pitch Perfect. Never. That's you know, yeah, but I feel like you would like that. We don't have I'd Rebel like, Wilson month coming. Oh, fuck off. I'd rather watch Moonraker for a month nonstop. Can't stand her. Um, do, do you like Rebel Wilson, Noah, more than Deborah Messing? <laughs> no. Okay, good. <laughs> Correct. Answer. Is it an Australian thing? Because like, she's very popular over here. Because she yeah, literally, we, don't, we don't like her. Because Noah, you'd remember Fat Pizza, right? When she started on that yeah, show, I she was just from, cooler. I remember <laughs> when she was the bogan from Fat Pizza, and like she literally has not changed her routine since she was the fat bogan tooler on Fat Pizza. Like it's like you literally say the same joke every time. Oh, I'm fat. Like get over it, Rebel. You're What's she gonna funny. do now that she lost all this weight? She won't have a career anymore. Oh, thank God. I mean, me, me and Ben are still doing 007. <laughs> she could be the new host. <laughs> no, that's Tony Hawk's job. He's ready to go. Um, she could replace you after you ran away when we went to vagina. <laughs> um, I already put that up, but I, you know, I don't disagree with anything you said. I just like other ones better. Um, so what am I up to? Number four. four. Uh, so there's only one that hasn't been brought up and I'm not going to bring it up right now because I'm going to go with something that somebody has already mentioned. And that is Spectre, Spectre, Spectre. Um, similar to what I said with the View to Kill, it's just, it's just batshit fucking crazy. Like, I mean, seriously, do you think that when we started this show, well, we were young and dumb back then and Spectre was only just coming out, but like, it's similar to what I say with No Time to Die. Like, put it on paper, put it, the plot points of No Time to Die and you would be like, this is going to be the worst fucking movie of all time. If you literally said in an opening sequence of a Bond movie, you will have a giant octopus that will wrap its tentacles around naked Daniel Craig and naked woman, you'll be like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, I'm not watching this. But, like, it somehow works. And it's just the thing that I love about it too, and we've not talked too much about it in some of the ones, but, like, the colour palette, like, the gold, like, how that's so, like, bright and flashy with the black, like, it just works. And I'm not – 
overly a fan of them using the Bond actor in the opening sequence. He says still having ranked one of them that does it very heavily. But like it, like I kind of like the brooding Daniel Craig, not just because he's shirtless, but like you got the woman over and the woman. Um, but then it's even the way they like kind of blend it into like the boardroom sequence is awesome. Like the, the funeral, which is, yeah. Like, and I'm not a fan of the million shards of glass. Want you from you? Like I'm, yeah, I don't like that. But like, again, I can forgive it because everything else around this is just batshit crazy. Awesome. And you know, I'm not as down on the song as Utah, but I was, Utah, what? You too. Um, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Utah Jazz. Utah does Jazz. not like Sam Smith. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, okay for Utah. <laughs> the Salt Lake City tour leg of uh, Sam Smith just got postponed. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like it just, I, I think the song, I get the whole Sunshine Lollipop thing, but I also think the song works more than you two ever give it credit for, but it's still shit. I still like it better than you both do. But anyway, I don't know. Spectre, it's just like, and to me, it's the movie. I'm a big Spectre defender. I love the film. And like, it's a great opening sequence. It sets up the movie. Like it's so Bondian because it's gone crazy batshit all of a sudden. And then you've just got some great Bond tropes to come. And like, it just makes me happy watching this credit sequence because I'm just like, oh, I get to watch Spectre now. I love this movie. So yeah, Spectre, number four for me. Uh. So before we get to number three, just do we want to go to three and then kind of run through our top 10 and do two and one at the same time since two kind of reveals our one? I think so, Colin. Yes. Okay. So this, so we'll go through three here and then we'll wrap the list. Uh, All right. So my number three, (laughs) we're going to wrap it. Jazz it. Is it jazz or is it rap? You're very confusing right now. Jazz rap. (laughs) <laughs> I don't. I don't think either you watch Parks and Recreation. There's a character who like refers to a rapper as a rapist on there. They're like, no rapper, we're not rapists. <laughs> we are rapists. I, I do want to point out. I, I'm doing this kind of challenge of it's like a thousand and one albums to hear before you die, and each day it gives me a new album. And two you're days ago, you're about to die. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm hoping, but like the the most recent. <laughs> The most recent album that I got two days ago was freaking Goldie. (laughs) Is it his one song, 60 minute album? Do I really need to hear this before I die? (laughs) I was going to say, why is Goldie making a list of 1001 albums? Like how many Madonna albums are going to be in this at that rate if Goldie's (laughs) making the list? I mean, Ben, I'll be honest. I was expecting Madonna. I'm about 250 albums in and I was not expecting Goldie. I was going to say, she's, imagine she's not like, going to be until the top 100. No, you know, we need the top. Where's Ulrich Thompson? <laughs> Can you imagine if we just combined our talents to create one of our own lists of that, how one third of it would just be Madonna albums? <laughs> hey, Colin, excuse me. Do you want to tell that story you told me the other day about how you went to some show recently and they played a Madonna song and you enjoyed it? Ah, uh, yes, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll oh. own up to that. They, they, they played... Oh couple of madonna songs in this musical thing and uh one of them was express yourself i'm like i forgot the song existed this is pretty good but uh yeah it wasn't die another day so i'll tell you that uh, so anyways. it wasn't what okay. i feel goldie. Ben, I it wasn't feel goldie. Like, i feel like i feel like colin told you that in confidence and then you've just embarrassed him <laughs> 
You two, you both of you tell me plenty of things in confidence and there are plenty of things that I have never shared with anyone, but there are some things that I'm like, fuck that shit. That's going out on air. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alexa, remind me to never tell Ben anything. <laughs> Again. I mean, no one ever listens to the show. So I mean, maybe it I'm an open book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't listen to the show. So Ben's probably told all of us. No one listens to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that one guy that signed up for the thing. Which yeah, well, I love that guy. Let's give him his money's worth. Like we literally have a Patreon now, the the top tier, and like I contacted him. We're like, cool, thanks for signing up. And then I'm like, like, what what photo do you want signed? Like, what bonus episode? Like, getting him all the chance to like get his money's worth. He has a reply to me. I'm like, well, I right, will just take <laughs> your money then. <laughs> Even our own fans don't care. Like, yeah. alone. They're literally just like, we'll give you money. Just don't do any extra work. We like, like, well, one person. We, we How many promises did we make? Stop, stop doing episodes. We, we literally, like, made yesterday. 50 promises, Colin, to do if we got a patron. Like, you had to sing Die Another Day. I had to sing Die Another Day. No, I had to, like, masturbate a horse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably said that at one point. <laughs> Again? Which, of course, the entire time we would just be calling him horse. <laughs> Again, that's the best joke of this episode. Come on, Flo. Come on, Flo. <laughs> oh, wow. That would be a flow. <laughs> Go with the flow. Uh, Can we call yeah, this episode Masturbating a Horse? <laughs> no, we cannot call it Masturbating a Horse. <laughs> It's not, it's, it's not so relatable no, enough. Right. Not relatable enough to the viewers. Let's <laughs> let's release a Patreon exclusive episode called "Masturbating a Horse" and see how long our top tier lasts. <laughs> to our one Patreon, I, I Julie, I know your name, but I've got blank on it right now. But it's like it's literally like, please message us. I, we'll do a bonus episode about masturbating horses. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> You know, if we get even one more, if we get even one more subscriber to the top tier, we will do a bonus episode on masturbating Ooh, a horse. I thought you were literally about to say, if we get one more subscriber to our top tier, we will masturbate a horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take at least double digits, sir, subscribers for that. I would do, do a lot do for money. All, yeah. Do we all need but to do that. the same era? era oh, recipes meatloaf, or... Colin. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Poor meatloaf died. Oh. Do we all need our own horse? Are we all going to meet in like a central location? I feel like all of our hands would be enough for one horse. Have you seen the size of a horse's dong? Like I feel it needs like six hands. (laughs) So all of us for one horse. So we all need one One, two, three, four. Like playing tug of war. (laughs) (laughs) So where is the most central area between South Korea, Canada, and New York? Uh, like Russia. (laughs) Russia. Uh, Russia's probably out of the picture at the moment. Brazil? (laughs) Ukraine. (laughs) Well, fuck it. Let's invade Russia. No one else is. We'll we'll do Ukraine's work for them. You know what, Ukraine? Like, McDonald's is pulled out of there. We throw a little bit of money their way. They'll let us in. While while Russia is busy, we're gonna sneak in and grab their horses. <laughs> I wouldn't say no to that. You know my feelings on horses. 
Okay, whose turn is it? Mustache and jerking um, off a horsey. That's the name of that episode. Okay, Colin, do your turn, please. This is getting weird. So um, there's different types of title sequences. You have subtle. You have ones that are just all visual. And then you have the the masturbating a horse. It's so bonkers. It must be great. Uh, And probably one of the best examples, another example of this is still to come, but uh, one of the best examples of so bonkers, it must be great is GoldenEye. Uh, here's one thing where I'm di- going to say it it separates from Tomorrow Never Dies, World is Not Enough, and even Die Another Day for, for Noah, what you were saying. The whole sky background, at least it is dark. It's not overpowering. And I think one of the things that particularly with Tomorrow Never Dies, but also with World is Not Enough, I don't like, is that they feel the need to fill every inch of the screen. It is so in every your face. Every inch. I mean, every single <laughs> horse inch. Inch. Um, that's- <laughs> Colin's uh, gone for a sex joke, but he was just like holding himself <laughs> off there a little bit. He's just too far from my table. Uh, but yeah, the, the fact that like tomorrow never dies and world is not enough and even die another day, like every inch of the screen has to be filled with something that's big and, and, and flashy and golden eye holds back a little bit. Like that's, I think one of the reasons why the effects hold up better than the ones that came later than that, where they had more money and they had uh, uh, more advancements to be able to do it. Uh, more air more to do it uh, but uh, like uh-huh. just think about what exists in these pre-title scenes like, imagine if uh, imagine if they had been able to do the little bit of bush for it's like oh hammer and a sickle you know gun coming out of her mouth like, you know that gun coming out of the mouth that has to be the most crazy thing that you see in any Bond title sequence ever and that includes uh, Glitter Supergirl or whatever it was. Like the gun literally emerges from her mouth and shoots. It's just, Could it's so crazy. And the fact else. The, the, the people marching on the hammer and the sickle, I mean, there's just, there's so much going on in this. And it so perfectly suits that movie because I think GoldenEye, it, it's done so well that you almost forget how crazy that movie is. Like that movie is a couple of steps away from Die Another Day, You Only Live Twice craziness. And maybe even Moonraker craziness. And it's just, it has such a quirky vibe about it. Uh, but the song grounds the credit. So it doesn't feel as crazy. It's unfortunate the score for the movie is so much worse. Um, but um, yeah, like this is uh, another one that I'm like, I, I could put this in number one. And I don't think that I would have an issue with it. Now, very best moment. Forget I'm almost absurd. The very best moment of this. We're talking about literal translations in these shards of glass dancing into the fire we literally have a blinking golden eye when they're singing with a golden eye and you have a blinking golden eye on camera better than a blinking fish any day of the week <laughs> valid yeah, i mean yeah that's very valid i'll take a blinking golden eye over a blinking fish um sounds like a euphemism but it's literally not it's a blinking fish um yeah, I mean, you put it third, I put it fifth. Like, it, I still think it looks dated, but not necessarily in a bad way. And, yeah, golden. Um, I'm, I'm freezing right now, I think. Uh, back. <laughs> hang on. Um, <laughs> um, um, all right, I'm back. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I'll uh, talk about- <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, the living day. <laughs> that's how the, that's how the sing along went the other day. Um, I'll talk about it soon, but like oh, I, I do. Sorry, I can't get over it now. Um, <laughs> so like I'm meditating. Um, um, oh, oh, oh. people have no idea what we're talking about and why we're just all of a sudden like humming. But um, <laughs> you're right. Like that's a great way of putting Golden Eye. Like. Goldeneye really is a batshit crazy film. Like it really is like just ridiculously stupid, but that's just what makes it so fucking good. Like we all love Goldeneye. And if you don't stop listening to this show, because you should go away. Um, so no, you're number three. Uh, um, the um, living Taylor. <laughs> um, Sheena Easton. Oh, uh, Deborah Messing on Broadway. <laughs> um, That's how she did. That's what she, you know. Um, baking a cake. Uh, 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 girl. <laughs> a moment of silence, everyone, for Colin. Uh, blueberry pie with whipped cream, but it's not gluten-free. Um... Is it my turn? Yes. Yes, number three. Number three, got Anoa. Oh. That was actually unintentional. Nearly four hours. You can't get it out of your head once you're once. Um, <laughs> think about think about masturbating a horse, masturbating a horse. Okay. All, all of us. Uh, okay, number three. That's a skiing um, woman in a view to a kill. She's masturbating a horse. Uh, jazz dance. <laughs> number three. I'm the uh, I'm the first to bring this up at number three, oh. which is crazy. Uh, oh. But I love this. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought we were gonna have a clean sleep. You, uh, <laughs> what happened when you see Aha in New York? It just takes over your life. But twelve dollars, <laughs> it was the best moment of my life. If you take a life, then you know what will come. Uh <laughs> <number> <laughs> Uh-huh, do you want to like, write? Do you want to write it down, like script it, and then we'll read it for you? Type it in the chat. No, type it they, in the chat. No wonder they sold out New York. You can't get them out of your head. Well, uh, no wonder that guy was promoting it in the bar. Uh, bar. The bar. <laughs> bar. <laughs> Best joke. That's better than more era and the 1945 bar. He wasn't even telling you about Aha. He was just saying we're in a bar. I'm like, wow. I don't know anything, <laughs> know anything about Aha. That's why they're called Aha. They're big fans <laughs> of Diamond Tower and Aha. Oh, that's a good name, Sven. <laughs> they actually are called Baja. It's just the bad Norwegian accent that screws it up. 
That joke wins. That joke's the best joke we've ever told. We are comedic geniuses. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got anything with uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Is it going to the bar? Trying to invite you on a vacation to Baja, and you mistook him, and you—he was waiting in Baja, and you were there at Aha. Um, Is it Aha before we get to Baja? <laughs> One night only. What would you rather? Twelve dollars at Aha, or twelve dollars at Baja? Baja. It's probably Aha. <laughs> 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 you, you get discounts against the bar as well as aha. No, they're thirteen dollars. Um, That's out of my price range. <laughs> I haven't got anything with aha. Um, That's like a DJ. You guys, can you play some aha? Aha! I haven't got anything of aha. Ah, Royale number three. Oh. Um. I mean, like, it's amazing. I've got nothing bad. Number three, like, it suits the song. The It's awesome. The only one thing I'm going to give it criticism for is I don't like Craig turning real life at the end. I think it looks cringy and a little dated, even for 2006. So I could do without real life Craig, but, like, everything about it is perfect. It fits the film. If it's a song and it's awesome, they were my three criteria. So nothing bad to say about it. It's it's one time where they went unique without it going awry. Like it was unique, but it worked. Uh, I don't need this every time, but for this film, Casino Royale, it fits perfectly. Uh, everything about it is pitch perfect other than Craig turning to real life, uh, but Yep, nothing bad to say about it other than I like the other two better, but ah, Casino Royale is great. Number three. It's very sad Aha didn't cover You Know My Name. That was that was the most disappointing <laughs> thing of the night. You I'll know about, my name. I talk about it soon. Yeah. Um, We but only have two I'm, left and Noah's well, the only one that's three, brought it up. That's all right. No, no, no. I'm, well, you're not talking about it now, so... Oh, sorry. Saying, I thought you yeah. were just moving on. I was like, okay. I think Noah, I, what I'm saying is I think Noah is the one who's brought up at the lowest and it's his number three. That'll be number one, clearly then, probably. Um, spoiler alert. Um, well, there's another one that hasn't been brought up yet, which it's going to be, well, as in like, I haven't brought it up yet. The one that you've, yeah, <laughs> another day. Um, oh, I this high, what? Oh, here we go. Oh, Ben, you're so, what are you doing? <laughs> um. I absolutely, uh, <laughs> I absolutely used to hate this. I remember when I saw it at the cinema. Oh, can kill? we edit that? Let's let's play a sound clip of that. <laughs> Die another day is fun. Die another day, I hate I can't believe that Colin thinks that about Die another day too. That's glad that you want me to play that clip. Um, I like I remember of all the things that I could walk out of seeing Die another day at the cinema to hate. I hated the opening title sequence because <laughs> like it just, it felt so jarring because I'm trying to enjoy Madonna and I'm going like, why am I seeing Bond getting tortured? Like this makes no sense. This is stupid. Like it just annoyed Donna me. Wouldn't stand for this. No, she wouldn't. She'd be singing holiday or whatever. What was the one you like? Colin express yourself. Yeah. Colin's favorite song. Um, 
So I used to hate it, but then there's just something about it that's like it just got turned around on. <laughs> and then just when I rewatched it like last night, I'm just like, this is so like unique and clever. Like I kind of think like this is something they should be doing more often. Like showing some of the plot in the opening looks kind of cool. Like it's sort of it just works. And the thing I also really like about it is there's like that one moment when you see, I think it's when the creepy woman is like holding, is it when she's holding the scorpion above Pierce? And you kind of think like they literally, the whole screen turns into like this scene, the screen turns into a scene thing like, oh, like they're literally cutting away to an entire scene before it kind of like blends straight back into the title sequence. But like, no, what are you talking about with the weird sparking women? That's awesome. I love oh, like the women yeah. dancing with the yeah. sparks going off and that looks so cool. I love the fact that like so the scorpion, the scorpion tails when like you've got the opening of Dino, they're going like do 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 do. I love how the scorpion tails like go up like with every single beat of the song, um, and just oh, I love it. And the ice women like the dripping of it. No, Colin's falling asleep. I think like I don't know. He's like struggling to stay awake right now. Um, but oh, I just I I grow more yeah, and more in love with this. Um, it was I, I'm actually surprised that this made my top three. But when I looked at my list, I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. That that's going there. So. Die another day. It's this might be the fair. highest. There's nothing fair about it. And in all the weirdness, the weirdest thing about all of this, actually, no, I had Verity at number one. Outside of Verity at number one, this is like the highest I think I've ever ranked Die Another Day on a list. So I'm the one who loves this film, and I never usually rank it in my top three at anything. And here I am. So uh, with celebration, let's play this. Wait. Bring on the Alpen. Just no. Just no. I had this in my top 10 and I'm still appalled. Every single time we do these lists, I think I can't be more surprised. <laughs> I still had it in my top 10 and even I'm still appalled. Drop dead. Bing. I know there's one that you haven't brought up, but I don't know what your other one is. And I'm, fright- I'm frightened at this point. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Be. You'll, 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 you'll be fine with I mean, Okay. Based on your list, you'll be very fine with my top two. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I thought this was the one list that you might be sensible with license to kill and die another day. Why do you two even talk? Like, I could just play that on repeat from every single one of our lists that we've done. (laughs) We could save ourselves time in recording. I can't wait to the one list where you both are like, oh, Ben, well done. done. What? How do do you get a woman to go with you to Deborah Messi? And a different one to go with me to AHA. Two women, Noah. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't start liking Die Another Day. <laughs> like Die Another Day, you get the chicks. What can I say? Uh, the micro chicks. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Masturbating a horse. All right. So, uh, is that it? We're up to the top two now? Yeah, that's it. We're done. Thanks for listening. No number two, no number one. Wrap <laughs> it up. I mean, I feel like I've got nothing left in me now. Thank you. Uh, all right. So doing our top 10. You just chopped up to that blueberry pie. Huh? <laughs> That's why you um, ran upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Told you she makes stuff that's not gluten-free. That's what happens. <laughs> what a terrible uh, wife. <laughs> Everyone, uh, moment of silence so, to Colin. There we go. <laughs> my number 10. Meanwhile, me and Ben would be desperate for any pie. You get mm, Keish and Ben gets sex, I think. What is that? I've never heard of sex. That's <laughs> my expectation of Ben Waterman. It's the nicest thing Colin's ever said to me. He thinks I get sex. Yeah, no. You get sex, no. I think, is the nicest thing I've ever said. I'll put that ben, on my Tinder profile. You, 
I, I can't remember the artist, but do you know the song No Sex for Ben? Yes. Yep. Because <laughs> that, 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 that was on the Grand Theft Auto 4 soundtrack. And I remember going to the midnight launch and I'm like, oh, soundtrack. Literally the first track is No Sex for Ben. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> why? Because <laughs> you're playing Grand Theft Auto at midnight and not having sex. Touche. Maybe, maybe, we can play, maybe we can play out the show with No Sex for Ben. Oh, oh okay. go golden, for it. Yes. The Golden Girls song, that was, yeah. Well, Will and Grace were the thinking music. And then, yeah, okay. I, I, it's a good song. It's a good song. It is, it's a pretty good song. Yeah. yeah. All right. So my number 10 going 10 to three (laughs) at number number 10. uh, I thought I was being generous with die another day. Number nine um, dots and three blind mice and Dr. No number eight, uh, a golf ball rolls into cleavage. Very clever goldfinger. Number seven um, sky falls literally at the end of the credits of skyfall. Uh, which it doesn't do in the movie, but does in the credits. Uh, number six, uh, octopus from your past, shards of glass, something like that. Spectre. Number five, uh, it strikes like Thunderball. I don't know. Uh, number four. Good one, <laughs> Colin. Well there. done. That's that. Well Running done. out of steam. That is number the best four. one I've ever heard. Um, Everyone, <laughs> go home. We're done. That was that was no more comedy needed on this podcast, Colin Peake. <laughs> Number four. Will Smith would not have slapped you for that one. Will Smith would have stood up and given you a applause. We can go home. We're done. That was it. Number four. Live and let one-liners die. (laughs) I'm getting tired. No, now you're just just trying too hard. A literal blinking golden eye. Uh, Are we recapping? Ten to three. Okay. Uh, My number ten is... Also known as No Time to Die. Uh, my number God. nine oh, is... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. My more error gets ripped into it. You just said to do. Also, It took me like 10 or 15 seconds afterwards to even figure out that that was a joke. No, no, hang on. I thought he was just slurring his speech because it was that time of night. It wasn't even a joke. He was actually You only live twice. For he was trying to speak his also notes. Known as from Russia with love. Quas, also known as Quantum of Solace. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know how you old folkies do it, but us millennials, we use acronyms for our movies. So you acronyms. <laughs> I've I've used NTTD for my number ten spot. What's that no mean? You're gonna call Dino the Day Dad, and at number twenty, Dad. <laughs> I love that. I love that abbreviation is supposed to save time, and it took him like twenty-eight <laughs> seconds to get out. <laughs> you could have said "no time to die" eight times over. Then <laughs> uh, uh, well, it would have gone much faster if you two all focused didn't get so confused by it. You would have gone faster if you were sober. <laughs> no, for the My rest of this. Not- I want you to read the rest of this list in acronyms. I literally want you to just like... The whole list, 10 to 3. Come on. My number nine is that. (laughs) My number eight is... Do you think that again? Uh, My number seven is... (laughs) Uh, My number six is... Uh, my number five is get. 
gay. It's, it's pretty gay. It's pretty gay. Get uh, My number four is loud. Loud. And my number three is no confusion at all i got it same time same time same time okay while i'm reading this out i want you to both like check the chat i sent a picture like 10 minutes ago neither of you opened it i'm sad um i opened it i don't understand what it is (laughs) you don't understand what that is Colin as a child you don't understand what that is. No, I want to say this. No, I understand what it is, but I'm leading ignorance. <laughs> you don't, don't. This is for Patreon, in other words. <laughs> I love how Colin's like, I don't understand what it is. It's a horse's penis. <laughs> I was named Colin as a child. <laughs> It was a dick. And I didn't want to call it like horse's penis. You wouldn't have opened it. So. And that's no. confusing, though. <laughs> kind of like a horse's penis. You should penis. have called it sk-ak. <laughs> he called it the same time. He called it the same cock. Um, <laughs> I can't top anything that both Colin and Noah just did. They're hilarious. So I'm just going to go <laughs> dot number 10, Dr. No, number nine, Thunderball, number eight, Tomorrow Never Dies, number seven, Live and Let Die, number six, is Spy Who Lovely, number five, A View to a Kill, number four, Spectre, number three, Die Another Day. Was it the Spy oh, Who Lovely, you, did you just say? And you took up so much time by doing that. Come oh, on. Oh, God, here comes What's number three, for Jay. Oh, you a cocktail. Thank you. This is a iced cocktail. Tea. Oh, iced tea. Of course it is. Freaking mojito. A straw. <laughs> now, is that a plastic straw or a biodegradable straw? I it's mean, it's, it's tan. Our prime minister from- doesn't know the difference, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you leave Justin out of this. That's a beautiful man. <laughs> yeah, he Colin drinks out of those plastic paper juice drink. box cunt thingies. Did you say cunt? No. <laughs> Plastic plastic paper juice box sort of thingies. You heard it too, Noah, didn't you? You totally heard it. (laughs) Ooh, I've never heard Colin swear before and he went all out in his first swear word. I got to hear this episode to hear how that came out. Can we we hear that again, please? Yeah, he drinks out of those plastic paper juice box kind of thingies. I'm pretty sure he said it. How does he understand where certain things get garbled, but plastic paper juice box sort of thingy? No, but like you, now you say that, but like there's a way you like, I don't know if you stuttered on a word or you like ended a word in a weird spot, but it was just kind of like the way you said it. <laughs> like, you, I don't think you deliberately said the word. It's just how it, like, no one heard it too. It wasn't just me. No one's lost it. Yeah, I heard plastic straw seaweed. <laughs> That's like unlike men. I like men. Like you know, I've got to kill him again. I mean, I feel like Colin is the most wholesome person on the show, and now he's forever for the next ten years going to be looped into an intro of him saying plastic C word. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So you said it. Top two. Top two reveals here. Uh, so my number two will reveal my number one, but. Um, I'm happy because I think that these two might end up, my entire top three really is probably going to end up on average the top three. 
Um, but I'm curious because I think that one of you has number two at your number one and one of you has my number one at your number one. So let's see if anybody matches here. Um, my number two is the birth of we're going balls to the walls, crazy gold, golden eye style. And it, it was part of, you know, Ben's opening lines. Uh, it was so ridiculous, but yet it's done in such an elegant way that you don't quite notice how over the top it is. If you're just sort of watching this casually, it just seems like a really cool opening title sequence. And then you see like everything that's going on, all the gymnastics, the trampoline, you know, Roger Moore turning to the camera. Uh, there's so much in this, but yet it, it feels seamless. It feels like it all flows together perfectly. Uh, this, I, again, could have been my number one. And uh, I, I don't think that I could have had much argument for myself. Uh it's weird that the gymnastics is such a big part of this because that has nothing to do with the movie, but like, I don't care. This isn't like micro chicks and cameras. It, it, it's it, it. nothing in these titles really fits with the movie. It's not like a heavy theme the way that golden eye is or live and let die. It's just, it's, it works for this. And, and like Thunderball, I feel like they finally got again to right. that level where it's just, it's technically perfect. It, it, it looks perfect. It looks beautiful. It looks flawless. But you really dissect it. It's like, what is going on here? You can't wrap your head around it. Like uh, which will, seven. I guess, bring me to my number one, which uh, I'm hoping somebody shares this number one, if I've counted right. Um, and it's Grr, <laughs> Casino Royale Grr. translated. Uh, you know, I think that this was so important for the movie too, because I mean, I had heard the You Know My Name song and I know I've said it before Call that the, the version that was oh, released. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> plastic paper juice box sort of thingy <laughs> uh but um <laughs> don't say colin you've got children <laughs> uh, we're but, australian uh, we're allowed to say that word <laughs> but i uh i had heard the song without the horns so i kind of was going into this not expecting i was expecting of anything in this movie to not feel like traditional bond it was going to be the the song and the title sequence and really i walked out of this movie the first time feeling like you know something about it just doesn't feel i love the movie now but it took a second viewing for me to really be won over on casino royale uh, <laughs> but uh but i i think that if you hadn't had these title sequences here this movie would have been too drastic it would have been never say never again where you just instantly know this isn't a bond movie and this is probably the most traditional that they're going to get with any of the title sequences, yet it doesn't look like they're just copying the 60s style or the 70s style, or thank God they're not copying the 80s style. Uh, <sighs> the weirdest thing about this, if you really watch it, it's essentially a James Bond version of Yellow Submarine, the Beatles uh, <laughs> animated Yellow Submarine. Uh, and Where's that version? It probably has uh, one of my other favorite like individual moments where you have the card that, that they shoot the bullets and it forms the 007, which then transitions to it. I know you guys talk about oh, the, the cut towards the Daniel Craig at the end. To me, my only part of this that I don't really love is after you have that card that the bullet holes form 007, it fades into the computer monitor. This is 007 status confirmed, which to me is almost like the die another day not flashback, but the day of the day uh, sequence within the title sequence. I'm like, I didn't, I could have just had a title sequence. I didn't need 
that thing on the screen, like he is officially a double O agent. <laughs> reading some of the text here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Casino Royale, I, it's funny, out of the four, when I looked at my list where I'm like, all these could be number one, I think Casino Royale was the one where initially I thought, I probably won't pick this. And in the end, it's the one where I couldn't pick anything. <laughs> <laughs> now i'm not reading that is somebody gonna read what's in our chat i'm not no time you know my cunt <laughs> oh, <it's hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no take it back no one wins the episode <laughs> Are we going to name the episode that? No. Yes, no. can we? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Spectre, no. etc. had the C word in one of their titles. <laughs> and they're not around anymore. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> wow. All right. Are you done? <laughs> yeah. Noah, three or two and one. Okay. Um, so, so, um... <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Colin. You did say the c word. I, <laughs> I need to hear how my sentence got mangled into that. <laughs> did he, not? he did. He did. Um. Yeah, I mean, no one commented. Well, Ben hasn't gone yet, but no one is off-putted by the real-life Daniel Craig coming in. That was the only thing that put no. it down to three for me. Uh, it. To be honest with you, it's it's weird that Colin said that the 007 status thing. To be honest, that's the one thing that kind of irks me. I don't like the 007 status. Like, that's cheesy. That's the part to mm. me, the only part of that that I don't like. The the real life Daniel Craig. Because, like, you've got real life um, Eva Green on the Queen card. So it's kind of like, eh. Mm. Really you real like life Roger Moore in about every single one of his movies. Isn't Pierce the it's, only one? Oh, I guess in Dino, that's a dumb thing, Ben. <laughs> the only yeah. one who's not real in these things. I mean, Lazenby, you could make an argument that was it actually him there, but yeah. It was his cock. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it bothers me more than you guys, but I Roger forgot Moore. about the... Double O Seven confirmed, but yeah, I agree that's pretty cringy. But yeah, I mean, I don't hate that you both will have that as number one, but uh, to me, it's not the. It's too different to be the quintessential number one, and it's going to be our average number one. I don't agree with that, but I can't really fault it. It's my number three. Uh, and then what did you have as number two? Spy on me. Yeah, I mean, good choice. Um, yeah. Well, you get to pick your two and one. Well, I don't know if Ben wanted to. Say uh, I mean, anything. I spy love me. Yeah, again, I agree with everything you said. I just like other ones better, and I'll talk about Casino Royale very shortly. My number two is Spectre. 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 Um, I just think it looks so freaking beautiful. Like it's it blew my mind when I watched it the first time. It looked amazing, and I never expected Spectre. To put this as number two, but it's so good. And I agree with Ben, it's so batshit crazy. Like Dan sexy Daniel Craig with octopuses. Like, like I feel like it really appealed to the Japanese audience here. Um 
with all the octopus stuff, but like, yeah, like everything, it's the colors, it looks perfect. And yeah, the whole, I don't like the song, but like it does fit, I guess, with anything. And that's a good thing, but uh, it, it, lo it looked so good on the big screen that I wish I could go back and watch it again on the big screen. And Yeah, I mean, you guys surprised me with having Spectre so high on your pre-title sequence, but I'm having Spectre so high on my title sequence. I think it looks amazing, and it's kind of like uh, Thunderball. Like, maybe you wish the film could live up to the title sequence, but, I mean, I like both of them. I like the film, but the title sequence is amazing. Daniel Craig and the octopus and Christoph Waltz. Million shards of glass from my past. I'll give you guys that. I'll give you that. That's pretty bad. But the fact that No Time Did I did it again almost supports Spectre. The fact that, well, they, they did it in the next film that you can almost give a free pass to Spectre because, like, No Time Did I try to do it again. And also, props to them, no Dominic Green. So, like, they, they knew. They knew even in Million Shards of Glass, There was no Stick it Dominic up your Green. Ass. Stick it up your ass, Dominic Green. Um, oh, so yeah, or or as Colin would say, stick it up your beep. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Stick it up your that, paper plastic juice box thingy. Yeah, that fil that filthy Canadian co-host that we've got on the show. <laughs> Every say. single time he um, offers his children a plastic cup, I'm like, Colin, <laughs> <laughs> you watch your language. <laughs> yeah, here you go, you beep. <laughs> um yeah i i i mean i think we all had it in our top five right anyway but like I it looks amazing six, six five four. like yeah it looks amazing like i really love the spectre title so i think i've always loved it and i love it now so i don't think this will change number one spy love me is that a surprise i don't know but it's pitch perfect it fits the song It fits the film. It's the quintessential Bond intro. That's why I can't put Casino because Casino to me is great, but it's not that quintessential Bond intro. And it's not the one that I want to represent number one. Uh, the Everything was said, the bit of Bush swinging on the Luger, but I don't think anyone's mentioned Roger Moore pushing over the like the army of Russian For Roger. soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> pushing <laughs> over Roger. <laughs> tell Rog, if he was uh, still alive ukraine would hire him that all the russians would be up and he'd just push him over no yeah, i say no to invasion that's tell roger uh oh doesn't like casting oh i don't know russians and i, I don't like you too noah oh woman <laughs> oh genuine felix intro um oh Yeah, yeah. Bless like, his heart. This, up to, up to this point, this is probably the most prominent of Bond actually being in an intro, right? And like Connery never really showed up in an intro. Lazenby ran onto the Shot screen. half his and, films. Yeah, and like Lazenby dangled on his cock and ran onto screen. But like, <laughs> I mean, well, Colin would say he dangled on his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know that film the Canadian would say, but we don't, we don't support that. Uh, 
But like, I mean, Roger Moore at least showed up for the Spy Love Me. He didn't show up for Octopus. They got a cardboard cutout. Um, I don't even think he showed up for Moonraker. No, no one did. Uh, <laughs> the writers definitely didn't. It, it it's pitch perfect. Like, stop mentioning song, pitch think, perfect. We're not covering it. <laughs> Are we going to close out on a Pitch Perfect song now? No, we're doing No Sex for Ben. <laughs> no Sex for Ben. Uh, Maybe I'd get I've sex never, if I watch Pitch seen. Perfect, but I'm not that desperate. I've never seen Well, you you saw Deborah Messing. So, yes. Um, Hands down any day of the week I have a Pitch But What's the main girl in Pitch Perfect? She looks weird. I've yeah, I don't like her. It's coarse and rough and irritating. <laughs> it gets, <laughs> gets everywhere. <laughs> and as Colin would say, she's a massive beer. But this is the quintessential perfect Bond intro. It's it's perfect. Like I've got no fault for it. Like Spectre, at least I have a few things. Casino, I have a few things. Like even Colin, number one was Casino, but he still had the 007 fault. I've got nothing for Spy Love Me. I can't fault it. It's perfect. Uh, It's what you want for a Bond intro. I mean. We're grown men. We would cry still wow. when we watch it. It's so epic. Uh, well, yeah, some of us are past grown men, but um, yeah, I want to watch it right now, and I probably will. And I love Roger Moore, and I love dancing girls on Lucas. So number one is the Spy Love Me, and I don't know if you guys saw that coming or not, but I think it's worthy. I mean, if I had to guess, it was either going to be that or Dr. No. I honestly thought you were probably going to put Dr. No at number one, uh, if I had to guess. No, no, but, um, no. Uh, Colin, did you have anything to add on those before I go into mine? Nope, go for it. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm not going to be afraid, you said. By curious? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's got exciting. Um, number two... Um, yeah, Goldeneye. Um, I think this has got the best opening of any title. I just love the way they transition from the base exploding into the fire going in the gun and then the way the gun explodes into the like the title itself. It's just, it's so cool. And it works so well with the dun-dun-dun-dun. And then it goes, Da-da! like when the fire comes out as a gun. Like, I mean, just talk about like working the music in well with what we're looking on the screen. Like, it's amazing. And just everything about it, like, the, the women with the sickle, like the gun coming out of the mouth, the statues, like the flags, just, you know, Bond hadn't been seen for six years. There's new Bond, new era, more, more era, Brosnan, Brosnan era. Um, and just everything about it works. And it, it just, it does sum up the film so goddamn well. And okay, I didn't have the song as high as you guys did. I still like the song. I just like other songs in it better. Um, and it just, it, the song works with the title and it just, yeah, literal golden eye that kind of does stand out, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, fuck it. And then even the way it ends and it goes straight into the transition of the, the car, like through the street, uh, the roads of Monaco, like it just, it's awesome. Like just everything about this is so epic and it would have been my number one if it wasn't for like the, the first thing I did when I put this list together, I'm like straight away, like, okay, well, I know what my number one is and it's Casino Royale. I think it's just like, as, as much as, yeah, I don't like that 007 status receiver. I think it's cheesy. I mean, I think it's absolutely perfect. It's so unique. And I just love the animation. Uh, it's just the way it works all together, like is epic. And 
like you talk about sort of some of the car things. Like I love when they're doing the animations of like these guys getting killed with like a, a spade going into his heart and the way the blood like blends over. It just, it looks amazing. Mm. And like, they've never done animated Bond outside of James Bond Jr. But like just the way it kind of works and, I can see why you wouldn't like Daniel Craig becomes real, but like, I don't know. It just kind of seemingly works. It just, it, it just, it's everything about it just stands out. And like, I remember seeing this for the first time again, I was shitty about the gun barrel. I think I was like shitty about how they do the gun barrel transition into the opening of this. But like I'm, I've soon forgotten about it. Like just how epic this opening is. And this was the one thing that I left the cinema going, okay. Like I like the song and the opening you know, sequence, the rest of it, I'm not too sure about at the time, but um, no, I just, I love it. This is easily my number one. I said in our Casino Royale episode that that is to me the greatest opening sequence of all time. And I stand by it. I love it. It's so good. And the song works perfectly with the song too. I know Noah, you and I are big defenders of the song, but uh, yeah, Casino Royale, number one. And I'm glad that Colin, you have it at number one. I didn't, I didn't know how you two actually thought about it. So yeah. Well, let's bring on some thinking music here. Cause we got to work out our averages and yeah. uh, I think I know right away that my number one and my number 25 are going to be averaged out at the bottom, but we'll see. So well, thank you. Music. Oh, okay. Just cause you're a perfect beep. <laughs> um, well, let's remember Will and Grace, Deborah Messing. How did that theme song go? Grace in my life. I don't know. You, you sing it Grace. for me. You wouldn't, you wouldn't watch it. It's got gay people in it. So you, you would never have watched it. Um, <laughs> not all the will in the world. I don't know. I just, you just you just hate everything else. You don't like porn. I'm guessing you probably hate gay people. I don't know. Do you? I mean, <laughs> slander. That's slander. That is slander. That is what is that actually. based on? That, you don't that like me? Pie. <laughs> you don't like me, so I'm assuming you don't. Like... <laughs> and that was that, slander. Apologize. That was definitely slander. I, I, I retract my <laughs> statement about Colin's thoughts on homosexuals. Um, okay, Ben you, would watch some of black people in it. <laughs> that wouldn't bother me. Um, if you <laughs> if you start like you die another day, then maybe I'll believe you like gay people. Um, <laughs> Now, okay, so you reckon that the average bottom should be your like, there, but there's a quirk in the system here. Going to shake Colin up the system. Is an average oh. bottom. Yeah. So number twenty-five is actually Quantum of Quantum. Solace, and number twenty-four is Octopussy. I don't think we played the music. Did we? we did. Will and Greg, do you want to hear it again? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's too gay. I'll play it again. You want me to hear it? Like, you know, um, Colin doesn't like it. So gay. generally, how it works with the averages is if there's a tie, the spot that gets the highest one is whatever got a higher ranking. And because Octopus got a ranking at twenty, wait, you're the reason why? <laughs> damn straight. Oh. So Quantum of Solace last, Octopussy at twenty-four, at twenty-three. Am I meant to do these in the initials and you meant to guess what they are? All right, let's do that. Um, 25, Quas. Number 24, O. Number 23, M. Mm. Number 22, Ultuk. Number 21, Nobody is it. We, we actually need to know what it is. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm lost. 21, Fiyeu. 
Number 20, Tamulu. Okay, this is too hard. Um, Moonraker 23, 22, License to Kill, 21, For Your Eyes Only, 20, The Man with the Golden Gun, 19, From Russia with Love, 18, You Only Live Twice, 17, The Living Daylight, 16, The World is Not Enough, 15, Goldfinger, 14, On a Majesty's Secret Service, 13, No Time to Die, Beats On a Majesty's Secret Service, the one that it was like paying homage to. Um, 12, A View to a Kill. Ah, oh, too low. Uh, 11, Tomorrow Never Dies. 10, Diamonds Are Forever. 9, Die Another Day. Number 8, Boom, da, Boom, da, Boom, Dr. No. Number 7, Skyfall. Number 6, Thunderball. Number 5, Live and Let Die. Number 4, Spectre. Wow. Number 3, Goldeneye. Number 2, Spy Love Me. Number 1, Casino Royale. Wow. I think it's pretty consistent that those three movies end up near our top three, Casino Royale, Spy Love Me, and GoldenEye. Well, fun fact for you, Colin, that this is a Ben fact. Um, I've actually started compiling a little list which averages out the averages. So um, I haven't got it for this list, but if you want to know what, like, I, mean, I don't know if maybe we just do an episode of that. I have no idea, but like um, yeah, I can tell you the average it? number one of all of our lists right now before this list, if you want to know it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Tell me. Well, Colin, tell me. Glad, yeah, shut up. Noah. you can't, you can't listen to this next bit. So um, based on all of our averages of all the lists and everything, the number one film, according to 007 is, Goldeneye. Hmm. I would have thought Spy Love Me higher. Spy Love Me is two. Doctor No is three. Whoa. Whoa. So where is Casino Thanks, Royale? Thanks, Noah. <laughs> I'm uh, going to guess Casino and On a Majesty's Secret Service. Casino Royale is ninth. On a Majesty's Secret oh, yeah. Service is fifth. Um. So, okay, I'll read it from number one through. Okay, so Goldeneye, Spy Love Me, Doctor No, Goldfinger, On a Majesty's Secret Service, From Russia with Love, Skyfall, that's high. Uh, this is very surprising. Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ahead of Casino Royale. Um, Spectre, that's my fault. Um, <laughs> the World is Not Enough. No Time to Die is quite high. Uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. Diamonds Are Forever. Jesus, no. Even your defensive Diamonds Are Forever can't help it. Uh, live and Let Die. A View to a Kill. Moonraker. License to Kill. Die Another Day at 19th. You only live twice. The living daylights. Your eyes only. Wow, that's low. Wow. Thunderball, corner of Solace, and octopusy. That's my fault. Is dead last. Cool. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I, the only I, I think explanation for Casino Royale because I swear Casino Royale is always near our top. It has to just be the henchmen and secondary Bond girls. All the secondary rankings that kill Casino Royale. Yeah, and I think like the way basically I've done it is because obviously there are some movies that will have multiple things that we're ranking. So I do mm-hmm. factor them into it, but then I divide it by the numbers. Like it's still it's literally an average. So if one film's been ranked twenty two times, math skill. If one movie's <laughs> been ranked twenty two times, but then one movie's been ranked seven times, it's still a balanced average. So um, it'll be interesting adding these ones today how that changes it. But I mean, looking at Goldeneye, for example. Through all the rankings, Goldeneye apparently has never, ever, overall been ranked out of the top 10. Whereas wow. The Spy Who Loved Me has. Um, Stromberg. <laughs> Dr. No has. Goldfinger. Yeah, I mean, On a Magic Secret Service has. Casino Royale has. So, literally, Goldeneye has never been ranked outside the top 10 by us. So, that's why it's so high. 
Outside of Stromberg, have we ever ranked anything Spy Love Me outside the top ten? Uh, villain, um, ally. The ally in who is the ally in um, Spy Love? <laughs> Guy in tent. Guy in tent. <laughs> um, secondary henchman. Uh, we've had it. Yeah, a secondary ally was 16th. So, yeah, there's been a few outside the top 10. That's why I love me. The secondaries kill us. Oh. All in Noah's suggestions. Yeah. But seriously, like GoldenEye, it's like 4, 2, no, 1, no. 1, 3, 3, 5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 9, 1, 3, 1, 3. Like, Jesus, GoldenEye shits it in. And you just gave away the phone number of the guy that met Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> That's a secret little thing to do. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know if we have decided on what our next ranking is going to be or if we want to decide now. I think Noah's going to be away for a little bit. So <laughs> we're going to rank something without Noah, in other words. Well, we could always, like, if we don't or, want to do a rankings, I mean, you and I could literally do, like, the commentary of No Time to Die or something, or we could start those. You yeah. can do the cars. I don't care about the cars. You don't care about the cars? I don't know. Like, well, this is on air pitch meeting right now. Um, yeah. Well, how, how about we decide know. off air? Let's pitch that because sure. I'm. I could say I, I, I have nothing to add. With the cars. Yeah, I've got to go to the toilet. I have nothing really to declare. So, um, I'm I'm not a real man. I've got nothing to add with the cars. <laughs> I've got nothing to add on the cars. I don't. I I, I need you to make me feel more manly. Uh. <laughs> what? I love it when me, Colin says that to me. He really is bi curious. <laughs> this episode changed, Colin. <laughs> Nick, no, uh, what do you think about Colin all of a sudden? Oh, he's pretty gay. He's a bit gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Colin doesn't like himself, so. <laughs> and, and 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 he's a massive beep. <laughs> Can we hear that one more time? I just want to hear that clip one more time. Yeah, he Colin drinks out of those plastic big paper juice drink. box kind of thingies. Yeah, definitely said it. <laughs> yep. It's like hearing my grandfather swear. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be back with something if we're still on the air <laughs> and we don't know what it is, but we're going to be ranking something that's probably not cars. Uh, <laughs> we'll rank the cars movies. Pixar. I was going to say, can we rank the cars movies? Easy. One, three, two, done. We, we would if Larry, the cable guy wasn't a sexual predator, but um, <laughs> you can't because of that. Well, we've got better. Dirty man. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be back with something eventually and you can too sign up for our Patreon where you can also not respond to our messages and make us do less work. We thank you for that. Uh, whatever your name was that I can't remember right now either. Um, we'll be back with the dogs soon. Uh, we will wash up on a beach somewhere soon. My name is Colin and, uh, one, two, three, three, go. One, two, two. <laughs> and my name is Noran. Uh, you bleeping bleep bleep. And my name is Ben and cunt. <laughs> ben Rama, trash people. No sex, no sex, the Ben Rama now. Ben Rama, trash people. No sex, no sex, the Ben Rama. Ben Rama, he's trash people. No sex, no sex, the Ben Rama now. Ben Rama.
cheap, cheap taker. Looking like a poor man's off the bacon now. Sister Baja California. Baja? I haven't got a thing at Baja.